Welcome to Tri-Friend Heroes, a Legend of Zelda podcast. I'm Ellen. I'm Kayla. I'm Cosm. And today, we're finally discussing the Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Yay! Dun, dun, dun. Yay! I said finally because I feel like I've been waiting to play this <laughs> game for a long time. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, in this game, a young rancher named Link is suddenly caught between worlds in a battle for power as a boy or a wolf. <laughs> he teams... <laughs> don't make me laugh during my... Dramatic summary. You said as a boy or a wolf. <laughs> he could be a boy. She He's a boy or a wolf. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> anyway, whatever. He teams up with a guide from another world to free Hyrule from Twilight or maybe even a greater power that's lurking within. I tried to write a really fast summary and it's like a fucking long game. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, how do, you, I how, do, how do I even start? <laughs> I was like, how did this game start? I was like, oh, right. I was just a random child in a mm-hmm. village in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and, and suddenly I can, like, travel between time and space and also turn into a wolf. Anyway, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this this game was highly critically acclaimed at the time of its release. And it's won numerous awards for its, like, visuals and music. And I think it's highly acclaimed because of the visuals and music and mm-hmm. gameplay and, I think, combat styles that are available in this mm-hmm. game and according to my stat source that i use every time which is the nintendo fandom wiki twilight princess is the second highest selling zelda game of all time oh wow and it was the highest until uh breath of the wild came out mm-hmm. and it sold 8.85 million copies mm-hmm. and i think part of this reason also is because it was a release game for the wii <laughs> yes it was multi-console yes it was the last it was a release game for the wii And it was, like, the last Nintendo, like, first-party developed game for the GameCube. There's only, Mm -hmm. like, six games that were released after or something like that. Less than ten games that were released for GameCube Mm -hmm. after that. Which totally makes sense, because the Wii was available, so why would you? Because the Wii was, like, an incredibly popular console. You can play the GameCube games on the Wii. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Correct, correct. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, the Wii itself was just a highly Mm sought-after and desirable console at the time. (laughs) Yeah. When I said the time, I didn't play it for like probably two years or at least a year because we mm-hmm. didn't couldn't get one. It was impossible. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know how long it took you all to get one, but I remember not getting one for at least a year. Probably we're getting it for a Christmas, but I don't think it was the first Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> not in two thousand six. I remember that we had one. Me and my sister had one for our graduation party from high school, which would have been like two thousand eight. And mm-hmm. so I think maybe we got one in 2007. Or no, sorry, maybe earlier in 2008. And, like, I don't think we were super into it, but it was also just literally impossible to get. So if you asked for one, like, we might have asked for one for Christmas in 2007, but then it's like you couldn't get one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But, And I don't think I played this game specifically until I was in university, which was 2008, later in 2008. I remember playing it with you, with you at your house at one point where, like, I think I... I had the Wiimote and you had the nunchuck. <laughs> trying, trying to jointly navigate. <laughs> so Wii, playing this t- game, Twilight Princess, or just like yeah. a Wii game? It was this oh. game, because I remember like, you, kept try- you kept trying to, yeah, you kept trying to climb things and I kept pressing the oh. A button to drop, to drop you oh. off. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm having a recovered memory of trying to climb around in like Orden Village. Mm-hmm. We didn't get very That's far. That's really funny. No. Maybe okay. Maybe we did have the game, and I just like didn't play it very much. That could that's a high possibility because I think because yeah, by then it, you were. It could have been when I came back to visit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was probably like the summer. Mm-hmm. That's really funny. I forgot <laughs> about that. 
<laughs> the Wii was a great game for a great console for tag teaming, obviously, with its yeah. like double remotes <laughs> that were attached for cooperative to the or non cooperative play. <laughs> <laughs> that would mean that when we played Breath of the Wild, then that was the second time that we played like a game <laughs> together on a new console. Because, <laughs> because, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, because I remember very distinctly remember you playing Screaming at Breath of the Wild. Yeah. <laughs> In running around in your jorts as Link. <laughs> yeah, trying to do a shorts <laughs> so. run of, of Breath of the Wild. Short, jorts percent. Jorts percent. And it was, um, <laughs> that was like really early on when that game came out. I don't think I even, I don't think any of us had started playing it yet. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe, maybe Cosm had. But uh, no, I don't think I got until later. <laughs> yeah. I remember I was screaming at it because I made the mistake of going to, um, the Gerudo yeah, Desert first. <laughs> Which is like the hardest one, yeah. probably. Maybe. There's definitely easier ones. I remember starting with the elephant one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely how they In intend the you to go. Area. That one's pretty easy. <laughs> They're like, yeah, go over here. Steal mm-hmm. these uh, arrows from around this Lionel, but definitely don't look at the Lionel. Don't look yeah. at him. <laughs> <laughs> In your jorts and you like don't have any equipment or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, good times. Let's talk about Twilight Princess. <laughs> so yeah, it was a launch game for the Wii. And it was released in November November 2006 in North America. So like, I'm guessing it was a Black Friday uh, mm-hmm. play by Nintendo because it was released like December 2nd in, in Japan. It was released mm-hmm. slightly earlier. Mm-hmm. And it was released for GameCube basically at the same time for the... I don't know. According to Wikipedia... It says that it was the Wii version was released November nineteenth, two thousand six, in North America. Japan was December, and then the GameCube version was also released December second in Japan, and then the GameCube version was released December eleventh, two thousand six, in North America. So like almost like a couple weeks later. Yeah, I don't know, whatever. So whatever. (laughs) It was released in two thousand six. Christmas season two thousand six is is what I'm hearing. But you couldn't get one anyway, so whatever. Um, yeah, and also uh, one interesting thing that I learned is that there's a manga based on this game. It's like an 11 volume manga, which I didn't really? know. Yeah, there's a dude who did like a manga series for like all of the games. I've been meaning to like acquire them at some point. But... Hmm. I have seen some of the older ones. Like I read one of the older ones myself. There's often, is it all of them or just like some games? I think it's have... all of them, at least all the major releases. It's definitely mm-hmm. a lot of them. I know there's even like like a phantom hourglass manga and stuff like wow i think people don't talk about the smaller ones as much but yeah but yeah the uh yeah the <laughs> one for twilight princess is 11 volumes i'm looking at it right now it sounds right <laughs> yeah well it's quite long so yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's sound right <laughs> i'm just proud of myself because i finished this one this time <laughs> and we all did which was great mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a few days ago i was like mm, there's a 50 50 chance that i won't finish and then mm-hmm. last night i was like i will do this good thing about zelda games is the last like one to two dungeons aren't ever real dungeons so mm-hmm. they're quicker to get through <laughs> yeah i was surprised by how short the twilight palace or whatever it's called was mm-hmm. it was like two or three areas and you have to fight zant but it's like well mm-hmm. and every time i went to a boss fight i was like i'm gonna die and then i never did and half of them were also really fun like the spinner one <laughs> i was mm-hmm. like this is so yeah, great yeah, yeah. i'm having such a good time mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even need fairies. This is going to jump from wall to wall. <laughs> so great. But even the... I died so many times in the last Ganon fight in Ocarina of Time that I was like mentally prepared and I didn't die at all in this one. 
Yeah, I did a good, a good he job. He got the closest to killing me, but... <laughs> oh, the only time that I died was the ball and chain <laughs> in uh, Snow Peak, and I'm pretty sure that he killed me, like, two or three times. Maybe two mm-hmm. times. At least twice. Yeah, I really struggled with that one fight for whatever reason. Yeah, I was having trouble getting him to, like, like baiting him into, like, attacking at the right time and then, like, yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah, he was a little challenging. Plus, you're in that narrow hallway. I was going to say, you can't run away. Like, you can run away from mm-hmm. Ganon. You can just avoid yeah. getting hit by, like, Beast Ganon, but you can't run away from that. He can hit you from anywhere, basically, in yeah. the room. Almost everywhere in the room. Um, can't escape. Oh, yeah, no. I had a very hard time with him. <laughs> Thankfully, I had the bottles of soup that, that they... That oh, yeah. They I went and got soup. Yeah. So, that's. I think that's the only reason I didn't die is because I had, like, three <laughs> or four bottles of that soup. Delicious Yeti soup. Cheese soup. Yeah. <laughs> I liked in the credits, they showed, like, the Snow Peak mansion with a little heart coming out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> that's cute. It's like a dramatic love story between the two yetis. <laughs> so, which is so funny, because Snow Peak is kind of a hard dungeon. At least it was hard mm-hmm. for me. You have, like, the ball and chain and whatever, but then, like, at the end, the yeti guys just, like, push ramming you out of the way and stuff. <laughs> it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, like, just knocks you on your ass every time to get the ingredient. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I would hand yes. it to you, bro. No, he needs the cheese like, now. I don't want to keep the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, oh, we put the cheese there? That's weird. Anyway, I think maybe it's in this room. Yeah. You're like, oh my god. <laughs> Adventure was good. Anyway, seamless segue to Kayla. Tell us about the story of, um, you know, up to and including Snowflake <laughs> in Twilight Princess. I'm ready to be reminded because I definitely forgot things that happened. Because <laughs> it's a long game. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Let's see. I know, I was like, usually there's a part where I can go like, and then he goes to the five dungeons and finds things, yay. But like it's like almost every mm-hmm. part had some story relevance, so I had to put a little mm-hmm. bit about each part. I think I skipped yeah. by the mirror sections. But... Snow Peak has snowboarding, which is the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, now we're playing 10 snowboarding in this game, too? It's a first-person mm-hmm. shooter, and we're snowboarding? <laughs> I was like, this game has everything. <laughs> For some reason in the 2000s, like, every game had, like, boarding and grinding even if they were mm-hmm. like not <laughs> <laughs> skating games yeah <laughs> just because sony hot pro skater is like probably one of the most popular and greatest games of all time yeah. i think i think it's one of the most popular games of all time probably <laughs> like, on like every single console yeah yes and and skateboarding was cool back then it's not cool anymore but it was cool back then yeah and right when we put x's and everything yeah 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 Extreme. it was all the same time <laughs> It was before Red Bull existed, but after the X Games existed. Yes. <laughs> in 2000s. Just to sum up the time period, imagine yourself, you're still wearing flares, but the youth started wearing skinny jeans. <laughs> the youth? We were 15. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't start wearing skinny jeans until I was like 18. And I was like, what are you, what are you all doing? I need flared legs. And now when I... I put on a pair of flares and like I can't deal with all this fabric. <laughs> like anyway, that was the time. We set yeah. the stage. <laughs> Tell us about the story of Twilight. The story Princess. of Lake and his flare jeans. <laughs> <laughs> he has a pretty whack outfit at the beginning he does. of this. I don't, like, know what he's some, I don't know. It's like a lot of layers that don't seem to be functional. But then he has like a shoulder strap which seems to be functional. Like a archery mm-hmm. arm cover kind of deal. But mm-hmm. But yeah, everybody else get a bow until like, like halfway through the game. So. <laughs> no, no, no. You're overthinking it. <laughs> he gets like his classic uniform like pretty close, mm-hmm. pretty early yeah. in the game, though. Yes. Fortunately, I mean, what? <laughs> anyway, Cowboy Link. 
So yeah, our link this time is a young man who lives in a quiet, the quiet little village of Ordon, a place so rural and isolated it's technically not even part of Hyrule. <laughs> he lives a simple life of goat herding, entertaining the local kids with cool sword tricks, and getting scolded by his childhood friend Ilya over proper horse husbandry. <laughs> this all changes when Russell, the local blacksmith and Link's mentor figure, tasks Link with delivering a sword intended as a gift for the royal family of Hyrule, as he wants Link to get out and see more of the world. Boy, does he get that wish. <laughs> Multiple worlds. Wow, yeah. not, just, not just one. <laughs> Before Link can head out on his errand, the once quiet village is attacked by a horde of monsters. They spook Epona off, knock Link unconscious, and kidnap Ilya and the children. When Link comes to, he tries to give chase, but the world grows strange around him, and he soon finds himself halted by a solid wall of darkness. As he stares in confusion and wonders what to do, a monstrous hand suddenly reaches out from the wall, grabbing Link and dragging him inside. The world beyond the wall is lit with an otherworldly, oversaturated glow. And the beast that holds Link is just as alien, its body solid black with unnaturally long limbs and an eyeless, mask-like face. Link struggles against the creature's grip, but what finally makes it let go is the sudden shine of the Triforce on the back of Link's hand. It tosses Link away, and under the influence of this strange twilight realm, he finds himself changed into the form of a wolf. He loses consciousness again, and the monsters drag him off. When he wakes again, he's imprisoned in a cell and shackled to the floor. After a few futile attempts to get free, Link realizes he's being watched by an odd imp-like creature with a menacing mask half covering her face. This is Midna, and she's great. <laughs> <laughs> no editorialization required. This is Midna, and she's great. <laughs> she grins with delight at having found him, and is completely unintimidated by his instinctive snarling and growling when she gets close. She teasingly asks if he really wants to be doing that, since she was planning to help him out if he was nice, and Link immediately stops growling and sits up with interest. Minna breaks the chain shackling him to the floor and helps him find a way out of his cell, then proceeds to hop on his back like a jockey to guide him through the rest of the dungeon. <laughs> Though in exchange for her help, he has to do exactly what she says. As they work their way up and out, Minna taunts Link with hints about where they are, but it doesn't become fully clear until they exit onto the rooftops and make their way to the highest tower. This is Hyrule Castle, plunged into twilight and haunted by shadowy beasts. All its people have been reduced to flickering spirits, all except Princess Zelda, who Minna has brought Link to meet. Zelda, who seems to already be acquainted with Midna, explains what happened to her kingdom. The castle was attacked by the false king of the twilight, a sorcerer named Zant, and his army of shadow beasts. Zelda and her soldiers stood against him, but his power was too great, and Zelda surrendered to spare the lives of her citizens. And so she became a prisoner in her own castle, and twilight covered the land of Hyrule, turning all its people into spirits who know nothing of this except the fear it has brought. With that revelation, Midna and Link leave the tower, and she takes him back to Ordon, outside where he was first dragged into Twilight. But it turns out Link is still stuck in wolf form and has no way to re-enter the Twilight covering the rest of the land on his own. So Minda, who takes refuge in Link's shadow while in the normal world, leverages this to get Link to continue doing what she says in exchange for her help. After all, how else can he save Ilya and the children? She tests him first with a quest to find a sword and shield within the village, then directs him to head to the Wall of Twilight. On the way, he's summoned by the light spirit Ordona, who resides in Ordon's sacred spring. The spirit explains that twilight covers the rest of the land because the other three light spirits have had their power stolen by the shadow beings, and that they must be restored for the land to recover. Within the twilight covering Faron Woods to the north, Link meets with the fallen light spirit there, and learns how to hunt down the creatures holding its scattered tears of light to restore its power, and the twilight lifts from this part of the kingdom. Link is returned to his Hylian form, and the spirit reveals that he became a beast instead of a spirit like everyone else because he holds the power of the ancient hero chosen by the gods. The spirit directs Link to the temple deep within the woods, where a dark, forbidden power resides. It's a power that should normally never be touched by any who dwell in the light, 
but, you know, desperate times and all that. <laughs> By complete coincidence, that's exactly where Midna wanted to go, too, so they head <laughs> off. Link navigates the temple and defeats the corrupted creature at its heart. It leaves behind a dark object with an intricate design. Midna calls it a fused shadow and says that it's what she was looking for. She tells Link that there are a total of three fused shadows, and maybe she'll tell him what they actually are after he gets the other two. They head next to Kakariko Village in the Elden Region, entering the twilight where another broken light spirit resides. But Link finds something else there as well, the missing children of Ordon, though Ilya is still nowhere to be seen. Still, it's a happy reunion once the tears of light are restored and the twilight is pushed back. The village shaman Renato then directs Link's attention to the nearby Death Mountain, where the normally peaceful Gorons have been acting very odd lately and forbidding all access to their minds within the mountain. With Link's natural charm and the power of rigged sumo wrestling contests, <laughs> he manages to get in and speak with one of the Goron elders, who explains the troubles plaguing his tribe. When Death Mountain began to erupt nonstop, all the elders, as well as the tribe's patriarch, went inside the mines to check on a treasure that had been entrusted to their protection. But when the patriarch touched the treasure, he was transformed into a monster, and the others had to seal him away. The elder pleads with Link to venture into the mines and help their patriarch. Link does so and is able to free him from the corruption caused by the Goron's treasure, which is, of course, another fused shadow. Minna tells Link a little more about Xant as a reward for a job well done, then pontificates a bit about the nature of leadership and duty, something she seems oddly personally invested in. <laughs> and then they're off to the last patch of twilight, which covers the large Lenevru province. It takes a little extra effort to find the light spirit this time. The spring is along the shore of Lake Hylia, which has had no water flowing from its source and is nearly dry, leaving no path to the spring. Investigating upstream, they find the water source, Zora's Domain, completely frozen over, with most of the Zoras trapped beneath the ice. Link and Midna use Midna's power to warp over a volcanic rock from Death Mountain to solve this problem, and then they can finally meet with the Light Spirit and restore its scattered tears. This Light Spirit shows its gratitude by treating Link to one of the trippiest cutscenes in the Zelda series, mm. <laughs> <laughs> which explains that the few shadows are the remnant of the powerful dark magic wielded by the interlopers who once attempted to break into the Sacred Realm and claim the golden power within. With a final warning of the corrupting influence of the few shadows, the Light Spirit tells Link that the final one is within the Lake Bed Temple, deep under the waters of Lake Hylia. Link isn't quite equipped for that trip yet, but he was promised something that might help by the spirit of the deceased Zora Queen in exchange for helping her son, so he heads into Castletown, where the prince was last seen heading. Link finds his way to Telma's bar within the city, where the Zora prince was taken after collapsing, but the town's doctor storms out just as Link arrives, claiming that he can't possibly treat a Zora. Link also finds someone else there, Ilya. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The girl seems fine physically, but she looks at Link like he's a stranger. The bar owner, Telma, noticing Link's distress over this, tells him that Ilya has lost her memory, not even knowing her own name right now. But despite her own troubles, Ilya has dedicated herself to taking care of the sick Zora prince. They decide to take the boy to Kakariko village, where Renato might be able to help him. With Link's protection on the dangerous roads, they all make it there safely, and Renato does what he can, getting the prince on the road to recovery. With her son safe, the Zora Queen's spirit leads Link to a hidden armor meant for the hero, which grants him the ability to breathe underwater. With that in hand, Link is able to enter the lake bed temple, clear the corruption within, and claim the final fused shadow. Minna has a rare moment of sincerity, thanking Link for his help and apologizing for dragging him all over the place. They leave the temple and emerge back at the Light Spirit's spring, but it turns out Zant is waiting for them. He knocks the Light Spirit aside, casting the area back into twilight, and turning Link back into his beast form and dragging Minna from the shadows. He casts a strange magic that embeds itself within Link, and then he attempts to bargain with Midna, asking her to join her power with his so they can cast the light world into shadow and rule over it together. She refuses, and in anger, Zant brings the light spirit back to power with Midna held directly before it, 
exposing her to the full force of the light, which is so deadly to the natives of the twilight. The light spirit manages to warp Link and Midna out of the spring and away from Zant, but Midna is barely clinging to life. The spirit tells Link to return to Zelda. Link hurries back to the tower with Midna weakly holding on, and when they arrive, Midna desperately begs the princess for help. Not for herself, but for Link. He's the one they need to save the world, so Zelda must help him return to normal. Zelda says that the power binding Link to his wolf form now is different than what first changed him, and to repel such an evil power, he must seek out the blade of evil's bane, which rests in a grove deep within Faron Woods. Minda weakly asks Link if he can make it there on his own, then asks the princess for one more favor, to tell Link where the Mirror of Twilight is. This request startles Zelda, and she seems to realize something about Midna. Whatever this realization is, it makes her do something Midna doesn't expect, as Zelda seemingly sacrifices her own life force to restore Midna and allow her to walk freely in the light. Midna tries to stop her, but the princess made her choice, and now she's gone. With determination, Midna urges Link toward Faron Woods. Within a hidden grove, they find the resting place of the Master Sword. Its power restores Link and expels the magic Xant embedded within him, which now handily allows him to change forms at will. With that new power and the Blade of Evil's Bane in hand, Minna sincerely asks for Link's help once again, and they head into the desert to find the Mirror of Twilight, which is the one link between the worlds of the light and shadow, and the only way to get to Zant. Link navigates to the top of the ancient Arbiter's grounds, where the mirror is set to rest. But they find the mirror has been shattered, with only a single shard out of four remaining in place. Minna despairs over this, but the spirits of Hyrule's sages suddenly emerge to speak with them, and explain how the mirror came to be broken. The sages had attempted to execute Ganondorf, yeah, he's here too. <laughs> <laughs> he's always here. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh yeah, Zant, Zant, Zant this and Zant that. And it's like, well, he'll show up someday. <laughs> <laughs> he's always there. The sages had attempted to execute Gandendorf after his attack on Hyrule, but his Triforce of Power kept him alive. Out of desperation, they instead used the mirror to banish him to the Twilight Realm, where he was obviously able to share his dark power with Zant. Zant attempted to shatter the mirror, but that's something only the true leader of the Twilight can do, so he could only break it into four pieces. The remaining three fragments are scattered across Hyrule, so Link and Midna set out to retrieve them. They find one within a fortress atop Snowpeak Mountain, one inside the Temple of Time within the Sacred Grove, and one high above the clouds in the mythical city in the sky. With the mirror reassembled, they're finally able to enter the Realm of Twilight but not before the sages pop up one more time to make it clear exactly who Minna is for those of us who haven't worked it out yet. (laughs) She is, in fact, the titular Twilight Princess. (laughs) (laughs) The true ruler whose throne Zant stole. He cursed her into her imp form, and she fled from her kingdom to seek out the power to defeat him. At first, she had cared only for the fate of her own world, but after spending so much time in the light and witnessing the brave, selfless acts of Link and Princess Zelda, she's determined to save their world as well. They enter the twilight and navigate the palace to confront Zant. He falls to Link's blade easily enough, and Midna uses the power of the few shadows to completely destroy him. But it's clear by now that he has just been a puppet for Ganondorf. They return to the world of light and to Hyrule Castle, where Ganondorf waits for them. Midna is able to restore Zelda, and all three work to confront and subdue him, with Link landing the final blow to finish that long-ago execution. Ganondorf dies with an ominous curse on his lips, and with that dark power finally cast out, The curse on Midna is broken, restoring her to her true form. Peace returns to the people of Hyrule, and after all is settled, Link and Zelda accompany Midna to the Mirror of Twilight to see her back home. They chat for a bit about the nature of their two worlds, and whether they were ever met to meet. Zelda believes that that is the very reason why the Mirror was left by the gods. Midna seems touched by the sentiment, but obviously comes to a different conclusion, as her last act before bidding them a fond farewell is to use her power as the true ruler of Twilight to shatter the Mirror for good.
Also, Ilya got her memory back at some point in there. I just couldn't find a way to slip that in smoothly without going into way more detail about the city and the sky quest than I wanted to. I totally forgot. I was like, oh, yeah, this is definitely all the story. That's right. Yeah. That definitely is everything that happened. I was trying to find a way to like just put in one line about it. And I was like, no, then I have to talk about it with all the city of the sky stuff, the statue and the hidden village. I don't want to. And there's like the Uku and it's like they're there and whatever. And they couldn't get back there. And you got to get a cannon and you got to go up there. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> also, game, stop trying to ship Link and Ilya. God damn it. I don't care about, I don't care about Ilya. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> anyway, although her memory loss thing is like a horrifying cutscene. <laughs> I was like, jeez. <laughs> Are we in a horror movie now? Anyway. <laughs> I feel like you have like probably three sentences left. That we <laughs> no, I'm done. That was it. <laughs> oh, okay. That was it. <laughs> Yeah, Minda goes back to the twilight. The end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone's sad. Yeah. You said earlier, like, oh, Minda's sincere for a second or whatever. And I also wanted mm-hmm. to say sarcasm was also highly in style in the <laughs> early <Yeah>. also. <laughs> <laughs> She's a character of the times. Yeah. She is great, though. She's definitely one of the <laughs> top tier Zelda character. Yeah. I enjoy Minda. She's got, like, character growth and stuff. I know. <laughs> Unlike Ilya. I mean, what? <laughs> Ilya's completely inoffensive. <laughs> she's she's fine. <laughs> I'm just joking. She is completely inoffensive because she is just like there and she's like nice or whatever. She's fine. Yeah. She's like, oh Link, you're you're riding a pony too hard. Blah 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 blah. I'm gonna scold you in a gentle way or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I gotta help this random Zora boy, and then she's reunited with all the other kids in Kakariko, and everything's fine. I don't. How do you get her memories She's back? I already forgot. The world you left behind. Huh? Or something. Um, yeah, probably, like, probably. Oh, there's a there's a charm that you you that she made you. You made her. Oh, and she's like, oh yeah, this thing. And really, what she brought her memory back is you? the Pona, not you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her true love. She is made a, a charm that um, she definitely cares more about a Pona than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you care about her. Link cares about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think we talked about how expressive uh, Wind Waker Link is. And mm-hmm. Twilight Princess definitely isn't as expressive, but mm-hmm. they do some good, good stuff with his mm-hmm. some subtle expressions. Yeah, I actually um, think like Zelda has some really good facial animation mm-hmm. at the end. <laughs> that was something that I noticed during the last couple of scenes, which was cool. Oh, Zelda the like character, the where... not the not the series. <laughs> Zelda, Zelda the character, <laughs> Zelda the character, yeah. Princess Zelda yeah. of yeah. this game. But like the scene where okay. he like first finds Zillia and she doesn't recognize him, like. Like, his facial expressions tell, like, a whole world of story there. (laughs) There's also a really good scene in the middle of the fight with Ganon. I think it's after you beat Puppet Zelda, but before you start fighting Ganon, where, like, Minna... Oh, and Link and Minna, Minna, like... Yeah, they have, like, a... Share the little, little, like, like, smirk together. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's really great. It's so good. That was, like, one of my favorite parts of the game. I was like, this is wonderful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like all the parts where she just, like, leans on Link. Mm Mm-hmm. They're, They're like really cute. BFFs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They become like really good. Uh, and then like when she attack, like kind of attacks the barrier and she like falls and Link like catches her and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have a good, yeah. they have a good friendship. Yeah. They're good comrades. Yeah, this is one of the, this is a very sweet Link. Like he seems very. He's a nice boy. Like, yes. He's a very pure and kind. Yeah. Link. <laughs> yeah. He's a good boy. That's why he sits mm-hmm. like a good boy when he's a wolf. <laughs> when, when you stop moving for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's a uh, you know not like uh world weary like yeah he's in, not uh, jaded Majora's mask 
It's <laughs> not a jaded 12-year-old. In Ocarina of Time, he was, like, ostracized. Mm-hmm. Like, he starts off mm-hmm. ostracized. This one is, like, yeah. everybody's, like, he's dependable. Like, everybody's, like, hey, Link, come get my goats. Mm-hmm. Hey, Link, mm-hmm. show us how to use a sword. Like, they all kind of, all the people in Ordon, like, really, uh, he's established as being, like, a dependable, yeah, yeah. yeah trustworthy <laughs> character. You feel obligated to, to help people. And Minda's like, hey, how about you take me to this place? It's like, well, okay, I guess I have to. Yeah. <laughs> and there's one, I remember also during the last battle, there's a point where Zelda's like, oh, Link, will you, like, lend us your strength again? It's like, well, yeah, sure, whatever. I've been doing it all this yeah. game. <laughs> like, <I don't... laughs> of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not going to say no. It's like, yeah. the game just I like ends this... and Ganon takes yeah. over. <laughs> yeah. He's like, nah, I'm done. <laughs> nah. You should get a yes, no, and then there should be, like, a cutscene. You know how, like, when you die in, um... Was it Zelda 2? And it just shows that scene where it's like end of light or whatever. And like it has. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it's like, yeah, it's like Ganon return, end of. Ganon return. <laughs> whatever. Or something like that. Yeah. 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 It should be like that is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just think it's funny when they give you a yes, no option. And then like you say no and the character just like glares at you or whatever. And then it brings <laughs> the yes, no option back up again. <laughs> I also really liked when you go it's to. It's a joke that always makes me and- Yido is always like, or Yedo or whatever, is like, uh, oh, are you here on a spiritual journey? And you say yeah. yes, and he's like, oh, stop joking with Yido. What are you really here for? <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> I was like, what am I supposed to answer to this question? That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was great. <laughs> yeah. I really like this Zelda, guess. too. Like, she doesn't have a huge role in the story yeah. compared to some other games, mm-hmm. but she's got kind of that, like, you know, stoic resolve or whatever yeah. right stoic dedication was what i was about mm-hmm. to say yeah and i like the relationship she has with midna which i yeah didn't remember from the first time i played the game yeah yeah mm-hmm. she said they shared hearts <laughs> for a while oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that's the real love story of the game yep. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah exactly i was like oh this is very shippable i see mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they understand each other i don't they have it's implied like the relationship that zelda and midna have from before like it's not even shown in the game but like their sort of like implied relationship as fellow princesses with a sense of duty is an interesting mm-hmm. relationship yeah yeah that you can kind of gather from the context in the game that we see which is cool mm-hmm. yeah it's a pretty subtle thing like it's not really explicitly spelled out which mm-hmm. is you know rare for a nintendo game mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, Zelda said they shared hearts. That was about it, as explicit as it yeah. could yeah. be, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I feel you. I understand you. Anyway, good good day. Enjoy the rest of the Twilight. <laughs> yeah. And then Minda closes. She shatters the mirror with, like, a tear. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. It's implied they have a good relationship mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to leave yeah. necessarily. But it's yeah. the right thing to do or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just finished this game a few hours ago, so I'm still thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, yeah. yeah, I think she feels like like their worlds can't like be connected that way without causing each other harm. Yeah, that definitely seemed to be the case. Mm-hmm. That was so, the like even though she place. like you know has a personal attachment now to the light world and some of its people, she's gonna sacrifice that for the sake of them both. And I think she also you you said that she grew as a character, like she resented the light. Mm-hmm. World mm-hmm. of Hyrule before, but now she like understands that they're, yeah. you know, they're all the same or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're just trying to get through it. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> Hyrule continues to be a fucked up place where they, like, instead of just having, like, a torture chamber, like, an Ocarina of Time, they have, like, this thing that mm-hmm. transports all their, like, prisoners to another dimension. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, also, mm-hmm. like, a gladiator arena <laughs> underneath it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Everything about that place is horrifying. Uh, yeah. But, you know, that's... Mm-hmm. It's called the Arbiter's Grounds, which is a horrifying name in and of itself, I feel like, actually. That is a metal as fuck name, though. <laughs> yeah. Arbiter's Grounds would be a good name for a metal band. <laughs> and you run in with your little, you hijack, like, one of those boars, and then oh, you yeah, run yeah. in there, charge <laughs> in there. <laughs> yeah. And, like, sh- they have, like, guards, but then, like, you get made your way in there, and there's, like, zombies <laughs> and shit. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty metal place. Yep. Yeah. The whole thing is really cool. Like, <laughs> Like from the moment you're hijacking a boar to the to the boss <laughs> fight is really cool from for Arbiter's Ground. That's true. The boss fight is the spinner one, right? Yeah, that's yeah, the spinner yeah. Pl- yeah, that that one's the yeah. spinner. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that place is cool. That's fun. Mm-hmm. I remember the boss fight being fun, but I forgot how fun the whole dungeon is. Yeah, I was like, this the is great. Pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't like the zombies, but it wasn't that bad. <laughs> I just remember the Arbiter's Ground. So, like, I forgot that. Uh, Link's crossbow training is based off of Twilight <laughs> Princess. Like it's all the graphics and levels and stuff from Twilight Princess. Because I don't remember if we talked about this, but if you if we did before, as you'll recall, I extensively played <laughs> Link's crossbow training <laughs> more than I played Twilight Princess. And so there was like all these levels where I was like, "Why do I feel like I've been here before?" And then I was like, "Oh yeah, that was the level in Link's crossbow training where there's all the zombies that you have to shoot <laughs> and you ride through the level or whatever, or like Snow Peak or like." Um, <laughs> the temple of time there's like an extensive level so i was like oh yeah right <laughs> i've been in this place just not in this game it was a very mm-hmm. weird feeling for me mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah that rose grounds is fun and then like mm-hmm. you can use the spinner to like do a bunch of stuff like move things around mm-hmm. you can like move the rooms around yeah. arbiter's grounds is where the pose are yes right? that's that that's the... yeah. 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 yeah yeah that's the beginning part mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah it's a uh, it's like it's a little bit forest temple, a little bit shadow temple, a little bit spirit temple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which are, you know, the best temples yeah. from time, so. <laughs> true, true. Very Objectively. True. <laughs> There's no rooms that twist 90, or 180 degrees, though. They just, like, you mm-hmm. rotate yeah. a room. Yeah. And, and then you rotate it to one door, and then you got to go downstairs and rotate it or whatever, or go through the other mm-hmm. parts. That was cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you get to fight the, all the zombies mm-hmm. <laughs> after that. <laughs> this game has a lot of ghosts. Yep. Mm-hmm. Way more ghosts than any other Zelda game that we play so far. Yeah. Although there's there's often ghosts, I feel like, but yeah, extensive ghosts in this game. Well, does Ocarina of Time have... Dampy. Ghosts? Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Well, he's not a... Is he a ghost? Yeah, because... Uh, he's just a dude. In the future party, is. Yeah, he, he... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right, right. Um, right, and then there's the pose, but there's no yeah. The pose quest is less um, emphasized in Ocarina of Time because yeah. you can just sell them for money, really. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and the dungeon with the pose is like you don't, so you have to use your like wolf senses to find them. But then the in the dungeon you're just like they're just like they're ghosts, but like you shoot the pictures and stuff, and you solve puzzles to like release them. It's kind of like. Like I guess they're ghosts and they're invisible and stuff, but I guess like because you're a wolf or something, when you're when you use your like wolf senses, there's something about how they're like, you can't see them at all unless you're using your special senses. That's like kind of different. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe that. I think they're spookier. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, Princess oh, is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and they're also horrifying when they die. <laughs> I forgot mm-hmm. about that, too. Because <laughs> they, like, kind of scream and, like, they, they just flop mm-hmm. on the floor and they're just, like, there, yeah. you know? Like, mm-hmm. they don't disappear. <laughs> the ones in the Arbor's Yeah, Arbor's Ground, Ground also had that, uh, that mini boss with the giant sword. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is very cool aesthetically where you have to, like, break the... The seals on the sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I walked in yeah. that room and I yeah. was like, mm, "That's that's gonna be bad." Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Room where <laughs> like, in real life, you should go. Nope, and turn nope. Night back around. But <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that choice. In, nope. in Zelda. No, no, we especially don't have that choice. <laughs> Although I think I, I said it earlier, but like every every boss, I was like, even all the mini bosses, I was like, "This is gonna be so hard. I'm gonna die. Whatever." Every single one was, like, pretty easy, even for me. Mm-hmm. Especially the the Arbiter's Grounds, like, floating dragon head thing. That was pretty great. I loved that. Mm-hmm. So, fun fact about Twilight Princess, it has two links. Elaborate. <laughs> the, um, the ghosty dude who teaches you your sword moves. Oh, yeah! Is the uh, spirit of Ocarina of Time Link. Oh! <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I like that lore. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. Where were these moves in Ocarina of Time? She, know, well, you learned them after her. That's why he wants to pass oh. them on. Oh. <laughs> he <laughs> never got a chance to do it in life. <laughs> <laughs> this is where... Is this like the timeline where the hero dies or everything's fine? Forget. This is the timeline where he goes back to his... And lives out his childhood. Oh, it's so this like is parallel Majora's to the Wind Waker. No, uh, this yes. is no, yeah. no, yeah, them, yeah, and Majora's yeah. Mask, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because he's a child of Majora's Mask. He got yeah, yeah and he yeah, comes yeah. back to yeah. Hyrule at the end, and then grows up yeah, and becomes a... this ghosty dude. Mm-hmm. He was a vacation in Termina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess is kind of like the parallel to Wind Waker in the other timeline. Because mm-hmm. that's the timeline where the hero disappeared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then they sunk higher. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, he fucked up. But in this timeline, you know, the hero's line continued. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We talk about Wind Waker Link is kind of unique in that he's like explicitly has no connection, like even like spiritually to the hero. Mm-hmm. But uh, this one's kind of unique in that he's explicitly blood related to the hero because the. Mm. The ghost like calls him like his descendant and talking about like their bloodline and stuff. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even catch that during the game. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. The <laughs> skeleton guy, teach me another sword thing that I already kind of know how to do. <laughs> like, yeah, and that's why the ghost <laughs> dude's so serious because he's the, he's that jaded twelve year old grown up. Yeah, that, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> It all makes sense now. <laughs> He's like, oh, I see you transforming into a wolf. That happened to me once. <laughs> yeah. But it was like all these dead people. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I do like the, um, like, I didn't really, like, fully pay attention, but it's like the the hero shade ghost guy, his, like, wolf form doesn't have an eye, and, like, that's reflected mm-hmm. in the in his, like, skeleton form i don't even know yeah when when he's teaching you stuff he has one eye when the Mm -hmm. wolf also has one eye yes yeah the wolf songs (laughs) the wolf songs kind of make me laugh because that like Mm -hmm. howling is really funny (laughs) to me yeah (laughs) the sound effect 
what <laughs> we could talk about, but I'm there, I guess. I think my favorite sound effect is the like distant howl as you launch Wolfling off of high high platforms. Well, like when you jump <laughs> off the bridge into the lake and stuff, it's like he falls down and you hear the like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like his falling scream, but as a wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Wolfling has pretty good noises. Mm-hmm. He has good, mm-hmm. good dog noises, like panting mm-hmm. and little feet walking noises. Mm-hmm. And then he barks and runs faster, and then Minda makes a noise. Actually, Minda yeah. makes a lot of noises, yeah. but mm-hmm. that's just one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always enjoy that little animation of like her, <laughs> her like kind of squawking indignantly and grabbing on as you run faster. <laughs> you can run faster as a wolf, so if you mm-hmm. have to get somewhere fast and you don't want to call your horse, mm-hmm. which is what I did, because as we mm-hmm. discussed before, I just like yeah. horseback riding. I also like the happy. animation where like when you transform into a wolf and she lands on your back and yeah. like, glares at her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like the whole game, you have the chain on your leg as a wolf, and it's mm-hmm. like, I'm not I'm not a corporal jingle, wolf. Jingle, jingle. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like I've already trans... Like, the first, for the first scene or whatever, it's fine, but then like when you transform back to Link, shouldn't it, like, come off? Anyway, whatever. <laughs> but I guess you have to jingle, like, a doggo yeah. with a collar, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but by that logic, wouldn't that mean that when you change back, you wouldn't have your uniform and all that? <laughs> don't ask questions. <laughs> Look, I just want to see Link in the buff, okay? What is this, the Fruit Basket podcast? <laughs> I guess it's fine. Anyway. <laughs> it's, it is funny, though. It's funny that the whole game, he still has that little chain mm-hmm. on his, his leg, mm-hmm. which is great. <laughs> to jingle yeah, I guess Minda didn't want to like accidentally cut off his paw <laughs> I guess While she was breaking it with her power mm. I guess so she like extracts the thing <laughs> out of you that transforms you so mm-hmm. okay. I like how Minda's just like I'll hold all this for you and like carries everything for you which is yeah. pretty funny <laughs> like for for like a a chunk of like the first part of the game you have the shield on your back and stuff as a wolf and then she's mm-hmm. like how about i just carry this and it's like how about you do this earlier <laughs> <laughs> like it's kind of cute it's cute that he has well, that's what she was still tormenting her tormenting him so <laughs> true she's like hey, hey you're a wolf anyway <laughs> how about you go get this thing for me <laughs> get these few shadows for me i also love after you get the sword and shield where she like wears the shield on her face she's like this sword sucks anyway yeah. <laughs> or whatever or the shield sucks i can't remember mm-hmm. she's like you got this yeah. she's like, what do you want from me <laughs> i'm a fucking wolf <laughs> like i live in a village with like three houses in it you're lucky i found anything yeah. right and it's like the in the middle of nowhere basically like nobody's coming out mm-hmm. there to attack them like they're not you know they're not storing up it's not like there's a I guess it's in the Arbor's grounds. There's like all these like there's well no 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 it's in Snow Peak. In Snow Peak there's all these like stored um mm-hmm. you know, like weapons and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like it's not like Snow Peak. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Snow Peak is like a I guess it's a I wonder what the like lore behind that is, but yeah, it's like a big house, but it has a bunch of crap. Yeah, it's like a abandoned manor house, but it's also got like artillery and <laughs> Yeah, it has cannons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like someone went down here. Of armor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's like before the Yetis moved in. <laughs> right, right, right. The maybe it's the royal family's, you know, chalet or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, something definitely went down there. There's a lot of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. The Yetis moved in. The Yetis just like took advantage of the abandoned house and were like, "This is nice. It's pretty sweet. We'll store our cheese yeah. in this random room." <laughs> <laughs> 
I like how the uh, like the boss room is the bedroom, and like it's like a, it's like a key with a heart on it yeah. to open it up instead of the normal boss key. <laughs> it's just like a regular room with like a little bed and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> then the the, bo- the boss is, uh, and then you have to wait for like twenty minutes for her to walk up the stairs, which is also hilarious. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. just just. <laughs> Even if you run up there and like and, and like open the door, then you still have to wait for her to walk up, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. That boss fight is funny. Mm-hmm. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, speaking of the bosses, um... yeah, characters, bosses. Yeah. <laughs> is there any other characters we want to talk about? I think we kind of covered. Well, Beetle's not ones. there, which is very oh, yeah. important. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Instead, you get the freaky little child entrepreneur oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh you mean malo or whatever yeah. <laughs> one thing i never noticed before is that after you open the um the castle town malo mart you see people like with bags from the store yeah. all over the town mm, neat. <laughs> yeah there's like a whole like oh the pr- price gouging in hyrule town mm-hmm. castle town mm-hmm. because there's so many people and there's this whole like side thing where you can like improve the store if you do the side quest mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like, yeah that everybody in hyrule town castle town is happy because the uh because the prices are better which is mm-hmm. really really funny <laughs> yeah and they don't like do the little dance to the weird song that plays in the shop <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny um the postman's back uh, oh too. skull kid oh yeah the postman oh, yeah, yeah. Skull kid, yeah. Back. mm-hmm it's really creepy Love looking you. in this game. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, and then, and you're also harassed by those like other floating skeleton things, which are mm-hmm. really annoying during that part. Oh, the little puppet thing. If you get lost. Yeah. Yeah. So, like in the lost mm-hmm. woods or whatever it's called in yeah. this game, you have to find Skull Kid a couple of times, just like in the lost woods in um, Ocarina of Time. But yeah, you he like summons these like yeah. floating skeletony things mm-hmm. that. I do like kind of the variation on the like Lost Woods puzzle where you have to follow like the music that Mm -hmm. he's playing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then he Mm -hmm. plays, um, it reminds me of like the Deku spirit. Oh yeah, his little trumpet things. uh, Mm. Little trumpet things, yeah, from uh, Majora's Mask. And it actually makes like a similar Mm -hmm. noise like when he calls the Mm -hmm. thingies. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, hey, it's that," and then I was like, yeah. "Oh, creepy." Because <laughs> you know? like in this one, he has he has the moon's eyes, yeah, right? Similar. Isn't that what it is? He has the same eyes as the. Uh, I don't know. Though. I didn't look at his face that long, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Let me look. <laughs> Skullkin Twilight Princess. It's hard to get a. Oh, it's so creepy. Yeah, it's hard to get a a good look at him because the only time you could you have to like aim at him and shoot mm-hmm. him. I mean, he has, like, red glowing eyes. The thing in, like, Majora's Mask is that his face is hidden, like, 90% yeah. of the time. Oh, no, I mean so the moon. The to... moon in Majora's Mask has oh. those, like, red eyes. Like, yeah, I think yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. similar. Yeah, you're right. I'm looking at him. <laughs> Skull Kid in uh, Majora's Mask just has, like, a dark, like, a black face with, red, like, glowing yeah. yellow eyes. But the Skull Kid in, uh, in yeah, in, uh, Twilight Princess has, like, a creepy smile and creepy eyes. And a creepy mm-hmm. trumpet thing. And he's creepy. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you mostly don't fight him. I mean, you attack him, but you mostly fight off all those mm-hmm. stupid minions that he calls, which yeah. is really annoying. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, like, a, the same sort of, like, puzzle as the Ocarina of Time. But, like, there's a lot more variation in the music. So, like, in, in Ocarina of Time, it just gets louder and quieter. But, mm-hmm. like, there's different uh, instruments that are added. 
like in where it gets louder so like you can kind of hear it but if it gets closer then it plays like a trumpet and it plays it louder and stuff like that it's very interesting mm-hmm. so it was a good variation on the same puzzle mm-hmm. i don't remember who else came back well i mean like all the like the gorons and the zoras mm-hmm. came back as npcs yeah and i guess kakariko village has like hylians mm-hmm. like them but the kakariko village was very different i would say than yeah the- <clears throat> than the one in um whatever ocarina of time mm-hmm. yeah they must got that like hidden village which is like kind of implied to be like oh, the yeah. old kakariko village because mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> talk about how imply it was uh, founded by the shika and... yeah the family that protected or like the mm-hmm. people that protected the royal family and then like impa impas is named after mm-hmm. impa mm-hmm. she says like i'm named after the person who founded this village or whatever so mm-hmm you also yeah, have and then as far as like uh, new species, we got the mm-hmm. Oka. <laughs> sure. <Yes>. Freaky. <laughs> I felt really bad going to the city like, of the sky, can... though. Yeah, because it's like, I'm like, this you is a to. sentient, intelligent species in their own home. And I'm just like picking them up and picking them up, <laughs> jumping off a cliff with like, them. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, really sorry, funny dude. and strange. Yeah, the first time I picked it up, I was expecting the A button to, like, speak to them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And no. I just grabbed it and <laughs> hauled it over my head. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. No, they're just, like, pardon me, sir or madam. Yeah. <laughs> I like that Uku will take you back to the... I, I still thought that was really funny. I know I sent you guys a photo, um, but, like, when you buy arrows there, and it's like, oh, in the store, and it's like, oh, I ordered these before. <laughs> I realized that Uku don't have like arms or whatever <laughs> that was really <laughs> funny to use like a bow and arrow <laughs> mm. the city in the yeah, sky then... is an interesting uh dungeon but mm-hmm. yes <laughs> yeah. and then the um twi- oh, yeah, yeah, twilight yeah. i don't know how it's supposed we, to be said we, but twilight twilight it's your choice yeah. I kind of wanted to talk people. to them. Yeah. They just uh, yeah, they just scream. go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, good. Once I bring the soul out, then they'll all like revert to normal, and I'll be able to talk to them. And they're just like, ah. And I was like, okay, I, I, I can't. Even the <laughs> they still. It's like they're still um, coping with the existential despair of having been turned into a, a shadow beast. <laughs> talk yeah, to yeah, later. yeah. <laughs> I guess so. And also Minda's gone because Minda doesn't want to come out when she's there. Mm-hmm. So they have like Zant who they're probably all like, fuck this guy. <laughs> they're all mm-hmm. like screaming. Yeah. Even Zant is like, oh, the whole time during yeah. the battle. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> WTF <laughs> Zant. Yeah, he's a weird he's dude. Weird. He's like, a... <laughs> he's all jealous because he wanted to be the leader. And it's like, you were very strange. Like, yeah. I don't know yeah. about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like can't imagine why nobody yeah. trusted you like i mean because he was just a servant wasn't he like he, he, he had no the, yeah i think so throne, he, he's just so a dude even, the fact that like mm-hmm. they, they even entertained his like, idea at all i feel like is a they probably didn't uh, i guess mm-hmm. but like well he was like let me be the leader and they were like yeah. no and then he walked out the balcony and the fucking <laughs> the the sages sent Ganon there and he spotted weakness in this person and was like, mm-hmm. I know what to do. <laughs> yeah. And he was all like, I have a new power, a better power. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, I guess decided that he wanted to take over Hyrule too, but I think that was just Ganon talking. He's like, by the way, how about you go mm-hmm. do this thing for me? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> break into the break into the world of light and uh go and take over Hyrule and then you can rule both not just the twilight but also Hyrule mm-hmm. so yeah Zant yeah, Gan- yeah Zant Ganondorf's just kind of there yeah not one of the more uh, compelling uh depictions of Ganondorf in yeah. my opinion <laughs> he's yeah, aesthetically, aesthetically cool he looks very cool he's aesthetically like the, um, cool yeah I like the um like the glowing mm-hmm. scar cool. in his yeah. chest from the failed execution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I like his crown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He made himself a crown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the glowing scar is cool. Yeah. I like the sages were like, we fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, Arba. <laughs> <laughs> can't just execute, <laughs> you can't execute a, a Triforce person. <laughs> it's not possible. <laughs> You need all three. That's how the that's how this game world works. <laughs> oh yeah, did you mention in your r- recap the ending how like the gods basically took the Triforce from Ganon away, right? That's what happened. Oh, um, that's what I. That's, well, I his know, Triforce that ending cutscene is kind of confusing. Goes out. Yeah, I took it. It's like goes out and then like Zant's there and like cracks his neck yeah. and dies. I don't even know. <laughs> Maybe they were all like, you know how you know how Zelda like gave her power to Midna. Like maybe it was the same thing, but in reverse with Ganon, like Ganon and Zan, or Ganondorf and Zan. Mm-hmm. Like maybe Zan had some mm-hmm. residual control over Ganondorf. Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. I think they, they, there's some implication. They probably they shared hearts more, too. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, more entwined <laughs> than um, than Ganondorf intended. So yeah, and they were roommates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't think, I think, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Zelda's kind of seemed to, like, lend Midna her, some of her powers. And, like, she disappears, mm-hmm. but, like, she she comes back and she's, like, fine later. But I think the thing about Ganon and Zant is they have this sort of, like, you know, like, Voldemort and Harry Potter, or not Voldemort, mm-hmm. Voldemort and Quirrell relationship, where they're, one mm-hmm. is kind of, like, using the other one. Mm-hmm. And Zant didn't seem like he had the ability to control Ganondorf, but he was able to, like, use his power or whatever. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, they seem to be more more intertwined, but, you know, less able to be independently successful, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he... I don't know if he... I don't think that he his power was taken away. I think he just died. Mm-hmm. Like, like, because uh, whenever they they meet in this, in these games, their little, like, Triforce things always glow. But they don't glow all the time. Yeah. So. Well, it just seemed like like Ganon was was struggling. Like he's definitely hurt, but the, like I mean, yeah, he's dead. Still alive. And then the like it, the Triforce kind of like it looked like it faded off of him. And then I think the Zant thing happened. And then he fell over. So I I took it to mean that like it was revoked. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe not. Well, maybe. But they'll give it to another Ganon. Yeah, in yeah, another yeah. Generation. Well, <laughs> this is the, it's always the same. Say he still exists in later. Yeah. yeah, it's like he still exists in later. Games. Well, later in the timeline? I mean, at least in Breath of the Wild. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. There's always one. They always come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if they disappear, they always come back. It's how it works. Mm-hmm. Maybe the gods took it away, but they'll give it to someone other, a new Ganon. They'll they'll find a new Ganon who, who will become the next Ganon. It'll be fine. <laughs> don't you worry, Cosm. <laughs> There'll be a new Ganon soon. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's implied that they took his power away or not. That's an interesting question. Maybe Zant has it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of figured it was like the Master Sword was needed to actually like kill him for the time. Yeah, <laughs> so that's always the thing that like cuts him down. Yeah. So 
So it's like the execution, the execution attempt didn't work because they didn't have that. Yeah. That's true. You have to have the uh, sword has to seal away his evil desires mm-hmm. or whatever. And it was literally sticking out of him at the time. So yeah, maybe mm-hmm. the, maybe the magic finally worked. The sages aren't the same sages. Mm-hmm. At least like they they appear different. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they are the same. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're meant to be the same. But they're all uh, sort of like bodiless and mm-hmm. ethereal. They don't yeah. have corporal bodies like in Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. And the one got like blasted into oblivion, which is horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened to that one. <laughs> it's an interesting question. Because mm-hmm. Ganon, that was Ganon who attacked them. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The the sage. Yeah. So yeah. mysteries. You know, games don't have to make sense. <laughs> it's fine. I feel like I read a lot of um things that are like, oh, the development of this. And it's like, they developed this like gameplay technique and then they decided that he wanted they wanted to have him be a wolf and then they changed the story this way and then changed it that mm-hmm. way it's like very like it's not like they are like okay the plot of this game is going to be this and then mm-hmm. we're going to design mechanics around this it's like they kind of like go back and forth it seems mm-hmm. like yeah the fandom cares way more about the timeline than nintendo yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Just wanna make, they just want to make fun mm-hmm. games <laughs> yes <laughs> there's other like important characters like there's like you know, the kids. Yeah. And, uh, not just the one that opens the store, not the enterprising <laughs> child, but there's like Colin yeah. and like yeah. uh, the, the dude, mm-hmm. the like shaman or whatever from Kakariko mm-hmm. and Telma. Mm-hmm. Telma. I like Telma. I like Telma too. Sassy characters. Yeah. We need them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that scene where you have to defend the um, wagon though. I was fucking Oh, yeah. Oh, I hate that. Um, <laughs> I hate everything about that. I like that she has a cat named Louise. <laughs> <laughs> Of course. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed all the cats. I was like, I'm going to pick up the dogs and pick up the cats. <laughs> Greatest <laughs> gameplay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like how you can talk to all the animals when you're in a wolf form. Yeah, they're so funny, too. They're all yeah. like, hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of cute. You can talk to Epona, and she's like, and she's like, I recognize you even like this, but please turn back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> I left Epona like right next to the warp in Kakariko Village, so every time I warped in, it was like butt shot of yeah. Epona, which is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, every time I left her like near a warp zone, and then I'd like warp back in, I'm like, oh, that's where she is. <laughs> hey, it's Epona. I think you can see on the map where she is. Mm-hmm. Do you ever change the name of Epona, or do you just keep it Epona? These are important questions. I'm a strictly a, you're a strictly opponent person. I'm a strictly canon names person. Uh, I always go with Link and Epona. Oh, <laughs> I always name my save file L unless L is taken, in which case it was Lonk in that mm. other game, whichever one it was, Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I feel like Link is an established character rather than a self insert, so I don't. Yeah, it Definitely. doesn't feel right putting my own name on him compared to like I don't know the Pokemon protagonist or whatever. <laughs> That's true. The Pokemon protagonist doesn't really have a uh, personality. Yeah, it's like I always name my like. In like an RPG or something where you're like you're the whole character is you. I mm-hmm. always put I always name the character like K or something, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like Link is Link, so I have to differentiate my my save file from my sister's as a child, so it has to have some name that's. Mm-hmm. I guess now I like Mike's not playing it, so I guess I can do what I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Link definitely in this game for sure he has like his own like personality. It's not like uh you know in like the SNES versions, the older versions. I feel like it is mm-hmm. more like you can kind of insert yourself. Yeah. But then yeah. after like like Ocarina of Time, it's like very much like he is Link and Link is the character. Mm-hmm. You know? You're not playing as yourself, you're playing as Link for sure. Yeah. It's not like you and an avatar. It's like you're playing the story of Link and you're just there. Mm-hmm. You're controlling him. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, Cosmo, do you change your name and your? I do. Name? Uh, I didn't change Epona's name, but I did change my name uh, to some variation of like Link, but with some changes. So, Lonk. Uh, I think <laughs> I think for Wind Waker, I was Lumsk, <laughs> and for this one, I was Zinc. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I don't. I didn't change my horse's name this time. I can't remember. I remember the first time I definitely changed it, but I don't remember what it was. And then, like, you can name all your horses in um, Breath of the Wild. Oh Cloud yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. So they. All yeah, I named them whatever because they're not they Epona. So mm-hmm. they're not Epona. Yeah, so it doesn't yeah. matter. I think you can get Epona with the with one of the amiibos. Ah. It's oh. not one I own, so <laughs> so there's no Epona in my game. Oh. Do you have any like favorite like dungeons or locations or like bosses or i was gonna talk about the like enemies and bosses oh okay well then so. never mind yeah, yeah. seamless segue <laughs> yeah. perfect timing mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah so as far as the normal enemies go i think the probably the most notable introduced ones are the bulblins mm-hmm. which seem to sort of be like a more like intelligent and organized version of like bokoblins and stuff mm-hmm. like they seem to have sort of a society and work together and have a king and stuff so right yeah they do have they have big mm-hmm. ones that are in control yes <laughs> mm-hmm. and they build little forts and have you know tamed boars those boars for <laughs> yeah. riding and stuff so that's true these are all good points <laughs> that i didn't think about until you said them just now <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we got like freaky twilight versions of a lot of normal enemies oh yeah that you encounter just in the twilight realm oh yeah yeah and then like the shadow beasts which are they always freak me out every time I fight them. Mm-hmm. I don't like them. You have to kill the last two at the same time, yeah. otherwise they revive everyone and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't leave just one. Yeah. You have to. Mm-hmm. You can kill like three at once or two at once or whatever. However you want to strategize. Yeah. There's like one room in the Palace of Twilight where they keep spawning, and I'm like, how are there so many in this room? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. But yeah. Stop calling these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the ghost rats. Yeah. That's a new enemy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they climb on you, and they make you look heavy. And then the only way to get rid of them is turn to a wolf and do your like special mm-hmm, wolf mm-hmm, move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like attack. how if you're in wolf form when they start swarming on you, Mind is like, ah. <laughs> Mind is oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Mm-hmm. That's an accurate. Um, <laughs> that's how you should respond to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's the freaky um, Twilight bird things with the freaky faces. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're really. Horrifying. It's like they got no head. They've got like a trumpet neck thing. And yeah, a big mouth, kind of like mm-hmm. the um, upside down monsters from yeah. Stranger Things. Oh yes, 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 yeah. You know, you know the one, the one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I read a really interesting. I think it's in the like Hyrule Historia or one of those one of those like official Zelda books on Nintendo published. Can't remember which one. There's like two or three of them. That this the visuals for this game were inspired by Lord of the Rings, which had just oh, come out okay. around that time. Which makes a lot of sense. It does. They also look mm-hmm. like the ring wraith bird things because they didn't have faces either, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's why that's why a lot of the locations have that vibe. Mm-hmm. It's definitely got that epic fantasy yeah. vibe to it. I mean, they go like Lord of the Rings and Legend of Zelda go like <laughs> like peas and carrots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like they go hand in hand. So it's not surprising that you would. It's a good um, visual language to draw from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the bosses go most of them are like creatures or NPCs corrupted by either the few shadows or the mirror of twilight mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's uh, pretty fortunate that the ones that are actually NPCs uh, don't just disappear into the ether and you can recover them mm-hmm. <laughs> compared to everyone else. <laughs> yeah, they don't just explode away. Yeah. They just like <laughs> pop out the the twilight piece or whatever thing you need from them and then they're mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. A uh, special shout out to Stalord, of course, who is awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, to Blizzetta, who is really freaky and also has really cool music. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed Blizzetta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got like a little jump scare. She transforms. And... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which one is Starlord? The uh, Arbiter uh, Ground. That's the the big skeleton guy. You big skeleton? The, uh, in the Arbiter's Ground with the spinner. Oh, yeah, that's right. And you spin and you hit the back and then you hit the head. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about the mm-hmm. beginning, how you hit the spine. Yeah. He also just looks really cool. Well, it's like a dragon skeleton. There's a lot of good yeah. uh, dragon e bosses in this game because there's someone from the city in the sky. Also. Oh yeah, yeah, that one's cool too because you basically that it's basically fun. like a Spider-Man game before. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I told you this game has every other game in it. There's like snowboarding yeah. and <laughs> first-person shooters and Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you claw your way up to the top of the thing and then you latch onto it and then you put on your boots and pull them down, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting to fight because you sort of like do a weird rehash of mm-hmm. like several previous yeah. bosses. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of Zelda games have that though, where it's like you do all the same fights again. Those know? usually are the same exact yeah, but, fight. This is yeah, like Yeah, it's like usually inspired... it's like a repeat of the boss, but mm. yeah, this is a, a he sort of copies thing. them in a sort of way. Like it's not exactly the same. But he's in their arenas and does something similar to yeah. them. That's true. I mean, I feel like he kind of it's like uh, Ganon, like, through him was corrupting all of them, I guess, in various ways by either inserting the, you know, the few shadow, you know, like, I don't know. They all had to guard the few shadows or whatever, or, like, had the mirror, toilet mirror pieces were scattered there. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, I feel like what's, it, what I took away from that was that, like, it was his, uh, like, he, he did it, and that's why he's, like, in these arenas again. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was my interpretation. I don't know if that's how it's supposed to be. But. Mine is that his power is stolen. Not, it's not his own. And so even his own fight mm. is not his own. It's just mm. his other fights that he had to steal from. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm. Metaphorical. Yeah, I guess they're not exactly the same, but they're very similar. They're similar um, in some ways, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That part was also a lot less hard than I thought. Fighting Xanth was mm-hmm. less hard than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. He did have a final phase, though. That was his own. That's yeah, he has his own. Mm-hmm. Plus, he has his giant uh, masks that he controls, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. <Yeah. laughs> They're so weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Twilight Palace level is weird. I mean, it's, like, appropriately weird, but it's just a very mm-hmm. strange level. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. There's, like, the big hand that floats around. Yeah. That I, I, I fucked up like so this. many times. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I, I, yeah, liked, but didn't like it. And also I just screwed up so many times. Like, I don't know. I just struggled a lot with that, mm-hmm. getting the two things out. And I was like, oh, yeah, I finally mm-hmm. did it. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the floating hand has like a crazy psycho music yeah. thing when it comes mm-hmm. close to you. Yeah. Which, you know, only adds to the horrifying vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you briefly fight Zelda in this game. Right? Yeah. So cool. It's controlled by Ganondorf, so mm-hmm. that's fun. <laughs> I liked it. Um. I really like the, like, corrupted version of Zelda's lullaby that plays during that part. Mm-hmm. I like the, I mean, also you can see her, uh, like, on her neck and stuff, there's, like, markings, kind of, like, all the twilight, like, the portals mm-hmm. and stuff that show up later. Yeah. So, also her overall look is sort of corrupted, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. It's creepy. Yeah, it's very creepy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
and Gendorf himself, who you fight first in beast form and then on horseback, because I think they were really proud of their horseback combat in this game. <laughs> They're like, we built it, we might as well use it. <laughs> it is fun, though. And I was like, fuck. Well, I mean, it's like, yeah, I also love hate that, because I'm really bad at it, but it is, mm-hmm. it's fun when you get it to work right. Mm-hmm. Well, he has his beast form again, which is very similar to the one in Ocarina of Time still kind of like piggish with the big horns and stuff like that yeah and mm-hmm. he does that annoying jumping through the portal thing which is very similar to that one the forest temple yeah, oh, yeah. The time where he jumps fight. through the paintings mm-hmm. this one time was slightly easier that was also a um, fight that took me forever to do in ocarina of time mm-hmm. it was really hard i was like this mm-hmm. is the first temple are all of them gonna be like that and it's like no <laughs> they aren't that one's just hard mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> i like how you fight uh, like ganon's beast form in your own beast form too mm-hmm. yeah that was also cool <laughs> they really make you commit to using the wolf like wolf link in multiple mm-hmm. parts of the game toward the end like you mm-hmm. have to use it well i mean if you you go into the twilight mist in uh the twilight palace mm-hmm then mm-hmm. you become a wolf so there's like times where you have to be a wolf there mm-hmm. unless yeah. you have the soul and then like yeah yeah for the Ganon fight and stuff like that there's other times too mm-hmm. yeah i think they do a pretty good job of like incorporating wolf link into like the puzzle design of the mm-hmm. later dungeons when you have the ability to transform mm-hmm. and there's there's good reasons because like you know you have to smell the pose and you have to like dig through you have to dig and into something ghosts to get into the and dig things mm-hmm. yeah you have to sense ghosts so many ghosts. <laughs> this game is creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I think all those people who are like, Wind Waker's too f- cute. I want to swing as an older game. I think they finally got their, their oh, yeah. answer from Nintendo <laughs> in this game. Because I think this one, Majora's Mask is like creepy, but this is like the scariest one, I would yeah. say. It has mm-hmm. the most like horror aspects with mm-hmm. the jump scares and the Zelda possession and whatnot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the ghosts everywhere. Mm-hmm. So many ghosts hauntingly pointing at things <laughs> i think majora's mask is darker it's yeah just, like the, vis- mm-hmm. the visuals on this one make some of the spooky parts spookier yeah. but uh like this is rated t for teen um <laughs> but it's like yeah i think that it was like i think they've done stuff that should probably be rated t for teen in earlier games <laughs> so <laughs> is this game really it's, rated t it's That's just funny. The, yeah it's like <laughs> the only t rated one what but like in in wind waker you stab ganon in the head <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, you don't even see him stab him on the screen it, in this also, game. It cuts away. Time, he doesn't he like explode with all his like green blood everywhere. Or whatever mm-hmm. they changed in the one. Well, I think they because I think they changed it to green. Oh, they to made it green it, to keep. That's it, what it was. The the rating. Yeah, yeah, the earliest versions were red, and then they changed it to green to appease the ESRB. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so funny. Um, I forgot. First of all, now that I'm an adult, I forgot that games had ratings, but <laughs> I didn't realize this game had a T rating. That's funny. <laughs> but it's like when you're playing Majora's Mask and Link is like screaming as he horribly right. transforms into different things. I'm like, uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, oh, I guess it's fine. Children are fine with this. Yeah. No. So if I watched a couple videos of like people playing Majora's Mask for the first time and like every time <laughs> there's like a mass transformation, the, it's like almost inevitably the person playing is like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember reading somebody's experience when we when we were doing like research for when I was writing my things for Majora's Mask, and it was like this person that was like me turning on my brother's save file from Majora's Mask when I was like seven, and they're like panicking or whatever, you know, like oh my god, what's happening? <laughs> and doing the mask transformation for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. But yeah, I think it's the the more realistic visual style that made the made them go like, oh man, this is 
too dark for children. So. <laughs> I mean, it's it's definitely. I think there's more like straight up horror genre elements in Twilight mm -hmm. Princess than there are in Majora's Mask. But Majora's Mask is creepier because it's like, it's the thing. It's like the our experience playing it as adults that makes it creepy. Where you're like, why do you think that I, you're okay with me being this like dead person? Like you think I'm a dead person? And like mm -hmm. all the creepy moon children asking you the questions and stuff. Like mm -hmm. I think like there's more like psychological. <laughs> except for the math i agree with you except for the mass transformation the mass transformation yeah. yeah the mass transformation is really creepy and they have their creepy soulless eyes and it's like yeah it's horrifying how is that not rated like if i played it as a kid i would have been like nope i wouldn't have played that as a child i wouldn't have played any of these games as a child maybe wind waker i mean i played wind waker as like a you know a tween so mm -hmm. i guess that counts but yeah i wouldn't have played any of these games i couldn't have played there's no way i could have played ocarina of time as a child and then i definitely yeah. couldn't have played twilight princess as a child mm -hmm. I probably would have been scared playing it the first time I played it if I made it all this way through. <laughs> <laughs> when I was like 16 or 17 or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely a spookier, a spookier game. Mm -hmm. T for yeah. I think I'd... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'd call it like a, like a moody game. Like it's got, a, it's got an atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> Melancholy mm -hmm. vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It ha like I said, I think it just has like generally more like there's like the yeah. It's like I think people joke about it being like the edgy, the edgy Zelda, but I don't think it's edgy. I think it's just I don't think so. Yeah, yeah it's moody. Cause, yeah, because like you still, it has a it has a dark atmosphere, but it doesn't really. I think you still feel the same sense of accomplishment and whatever, like uh, in uh, Ocarina of Time, um, mm -hmm. but not the same questions like Majora's Mask. <laughs> I would yeah. call that edgy. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I would call Majora's Mask dark. I would call I would call Twilight Princess spooky. Mm -hmm. yeah. Although there are a lot of similarities, like the all the transformation, like you can transform into a wolf, mm -hmm. obviously in Twilight Princess, and then mm -hmm. you have all the mask transformations, like in Majora's Mask, that let you do different physical things. So in that mm -hmm. way, they're actually very similar, like game mechanic to a certain extent. Mm. Yeah, I really like the animation of transforming into and back from a wolf. In the yes, game too. yeah. Like. Mm -hmm. I'm forced to crouch. Do we want to talk about yeah. visuals and all that since we're pretty much doing it? We can. Do you want to just you want to change it up this time? We're like halfway through our podcast. And you want to change the order uh, of things? I mean, you guys kind of started about... it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go. Sarah just supposed to talk about like um whatever first. I don't remember <laughs> what is what's your section. You're supposed gameplay. to talk about um gameplay, gameplay and um. Speed runs first. Yeah. We can talk about visuals. We're on it. I have some interesting things to say. Okay, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. Changing it up. Mm -hmm. I'm uncomfortable with change. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can I can go ahead. And, no, mean, no, no. Okay. I'm just kidding. I think we should do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just <laughs> I'm not uncomfortable with change at all. Um, I have some in interesting things to say actually. So we I think we talked about the GameCube like technology because this game was released for GameCube and it was released for Wii around the same time mm -hmm. in in the same year in the same within the same month so what that means is that they were working on this game for GameCube and then were able to work on it and release it with the Wii as well while it was in development and so in terms of having my little technology corner break about mm -hmm. the Wii <laughs> there are some obvious differences the most obvious differences are on the outside though it's like the input output where you have like the the Wii remote and stuff like that. But the actual like inner like control uh inner like components of the console are very similar to the GameCube according to Rodrigo Copetti, who's um like architecture 
um, console architecture articles I've read a couple of times and talked about on on this podcast, which I'll also link in our notes in the show notes because um, I think they're really interesting. I enjoy reading them. But turns out the Wii is basically like a glorified GameCube. Like they're they're not that different, <laughs> um, and the Wii just has more processing power, so you're able to get things like more high higher resolution graphics. Oh, and also I guess one other important thing visually is that the Wii was the first Nintendo console that enabled like 16 by 9 resolution. So like high, high um, whatever, widescreen resolution for games where the GameCube didn't. So there is that visual difference. But like ultimately um, you just got like more processing power. And the great thing about that is like, at least in the case of Twilight Princess, they were able to port the game from the GameCube version that was already in development and release it with the Wii at the same time. So that worked out for everybody who wanted a Wii. Um, and the <laughs> other thing... I think the main there okay also notably about the Wii in terms of visuals the Wii version of this game is that the game was reversed so all of the graphics were reversed mm-hmm. and the reason for that which I find a very strange reason is that Link is left-handed and so when they developed motion controls for the Wii remote for Twilight Princess they wanted the um like controls to be used in the right hand which I guess is like most people are right-handed. I don't know. So they decided instead of remaking all of the, like the same environments, but changing the way that Link Link's like stuff was animated or whatever, they just like flipped all the graphics. So the mm-hmm. whole game, if you played it on the Wii, was mirrored. Everything, every single thing was mirrored. So it was very interesting. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, and that really threw people like me off when, when I played started playing the HD version. Mm-hmm. We all play. Do we all play the Wii U version of this yeah, game? Yeah, I think I so. did. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. finally, finally, it's been long enough. We're recording this in 2022, and that game came out in 2000. I played it in like whatever 2007 or 2008. So it's finally been long enough that mm-hmm. <laughs> only after only what like tw- whatever years, years and years, six years. Mm-hmm. Uh. It's finally been. Yeah, the only time it tripped. Huh? The other time it tripped me up this time was a couple times in Kakariko Village where I'm like, the bomb shop's up here on the left. Oh wait. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. And also, like, <laughs> uh, I always got thrown off in like um, Gordon Village mm-hmm. because I spent so much time. That was like where I spent the majority of the time playing when I played it previously. So it's always like, oh, this thing is like on this side, and like this is how you get to the ranch, and this is how you get. I always get confused mm-hmm. between like the wood the road to the woods and the road to the mm-hmm. ranch and stuff like that yeah so so it's finally been long enough that i was able to play it on the wii without or the wii u without problems but yeah it's very if you were really familiar with it on the the wii version the flip was really weird because what they actually remastered mm-hmm. was like the gamecube version i guess for mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. for the wii u uh which is pretty interesting but yeah i don't know i don't we talked about the gamecube a lot before because we talked about um Wind Waker, so I'm mostly going to talk about the Wii, but I think obviously the most important and interesting development of the Wii was the Wii Remote. So the way the Wii Remote worked is that there was a sensor bar, there was a bar that you mounted by your TV, and then um, the bar had two infrared LEDs in it. And then what would happen is in the Wii Remote, in every Wii Remote, there's a little um, infrared camera that senses where those two points are and is able to, like, once you calibrate it, it's able to then point at the screen and like you're able to point at the screen with it. And in this game, the visual, that representation for that point on the screen was like a little fairy. So you, you have a little like Navi with you, even though uh, <laughs> they don't say anything, which is pretty cute. And also this game, um, 
I guess this is more of a gameplay thing, but like the Wii remote could be used like a sword. And I think an important thing for sound is that the Wii remote has a speaker. And so you had like sword sounds oh, and then yeah, also like Minna's little, yeah, Minna's little like giggle when she, you know, when you like, um, interact with her stuff and she helps you jump on things. So her little mm-hmm. like giggle comes out of there. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like other item, item sounds and stuff that come out of the Wii U remote. I played the, I was going to try to play the Wii version on my Wii U, but um, turns out that when you play a Wii game in your Wii U, because even though it's backwards compatible, it, you have to like load into the Wii operating system. It's like completely separated. I don't know exactly mm. how it works, but like if you want to play a Wii game, you put it in, you click on the game, and it has to like restart and start the Wii menu, and then you can start the game. And it's like, ain't nobody got time to wait for this to load. I'm just going to play the HD version. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. <laughs> so. <laughs> So anyway, but yeah, I played it for a little bit just to remember like what the weird like Wii controls, remote controls were like and stuff like that. But yeah, it was fun. You slash mm-hmm. your, you move, you wiggle the Wii remote around and you like jump around as a wolf and you slash your sword and it's a little bit chaotic and that's what makes it fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. And then it also has like, um, there's the Wii remote had a separate attachment called the nunchuck that was like attached with a cord and it had an extra, um, joystick. Yeah. Joystick and two buttons. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. apparently you use the buttons. I never played far enough in the game to do this, but you use the buttons to uh like fire your like your bow and stuff like that so your sword is always controlled by the Wii remote um mm-hmm. i can remember like thrusting forward with the nunchuck to do like the shield attack which is kind of which is yeah kind of fun. And i think the spin attack also yeah. you you like shook both of them at the same time yeah, you shake the Wii remote yeah yeah mm-hmm. or whatever <clears throat> there's um there's definitely opportunity for to discuss this again with skyward sword because skyward sword has like the charge thing where you hold the Wii remote up I don't mm-hmm. remember exactly mm-hmm. how it works, but I remember playing that also. Yeah, Skyward Sword is more refined controls because yeah. it used the, the Wii Motion Plus, so it it's more than just out... wag- waggling the Wii <laughs> badly. So. It came out so much later. Like, the Wii had been around <laughs> for so much longer. Mm-hmm. I can't. I don't remember exactly when Skyward Sword came out. I think it was almost done with university, so it was probably 2012, so it's like six years later. No. Yeah, so five or six years later. So Something like that. There were five years to develop Wii technology because I think... Mm-hmm. The thing about, I think we talked about this before, because we were talking about, like, things on the Game Boy Advance and, like, the DS and stuff, but, like, the, when the Wii came out, I don't think people knew what to do with, like, the Wii technology. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. people really knew what to do with it yet, but I think by the time Skyward Sword came out, people had a better understanding of, like, what it was like to play with the controller and, like... Yeah what situations were going to be good. Cause like you also couldn't point your <laughs> Wii remote at the sun and stuff like that. Like there was like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like there were a lot of, there was way, there had been more home use. So people understood, you know, way more people mm-hmm. had broken their TV screens by throwing a Wii <laughs> through them <laughs> by the time Skyward Sword came out. So like, I think you have this sort of just like, you just wiggle the remote and stuff happens <laughs> in Twilight Princess, but Skyward Sword has a lot more like finesse. So mm-hmm. anyway, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that is a really important, like, part of Twilight Princess and, like, what made it compelling on the Wii as well when it was released. Apparently mm-hmm. it was, like, one of the most popular games that was paired with the Wii console. I was reading about it because there was, like, Mario, some Mario game that came out for Wii. Was it Galaxy? Yeah. Am I crazy? Oh, no, no. Yeah, Galaxy. <clears throat> so there was Galaxy, but, like, uh, Twilight Princess was one of the, like, most paired games with the Wii console during its release. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to say this, but I wanted to talk about this because I thought it was interesting. It has nothing to do with visuals and music, but more to do with, like, the Wii in my, like, technology corner and Twilight Princess, which is great. So uh, we talked about this before we started recording, but one of the first ways that people were able to, 
like hack the Wii console because basically we talked about this before but the console is just a, a, a specialized computer and Nintendo doesn't want you to install whatever fucking software you want on its specialized computer for piracy reasons or whatever right but one of the the people seek to do this because you know you know how people be so <laughs> <laughs> apparently one of the first ways that people were able to hack the Wii to install their own homebrew or like homemade software was by using Twilight Princess, which is pretty interesting. So there's a, you can name your horse. We were talking about if you name your horse, do you name your horse or not? You can give your horse a custom name. And apparently the game like doesn't check the length of this field. And so uh, the people who were able to develop this like hack realized that you can store basically whatever the fuck you want in that field. And there's like a memory <laughs> issue that enables you to like do whatever you want, install whatever you want. So, um, they were able to use this to then execute a thing that would install a special channel on your Wii called the homebrew channel, and you could load whatever your own homebrew software that you wanted to add. So, pretty fun. <laughs> but <laughs> Twilight Princess enabled this to happen <laughs> in the early versions of the Wii U menu, and that was pretty cool. Anyway, that was my technology corner, <laughs> talking about the Wii <laughs> controller and the... I think, like, the main visual thing is that it's... The main like technology things I think we need to be aware of in this release that are different is like there's the game was able to be widescreen and you have more processing power so you can have richer content. So basically you're getting like richer visuals and you're getting way richer sound, which we can talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> in terms of visuals, I tried to find if there was like special packaging because I always start from the outside of the game, but I don't think there was any super special packaging for this game until the Wii U versions where they released them with amiibos and you could get the mm. like um Wolf Link amiibo special packaging mm. and stuff like that. But like there was I mean it's just like it looks like a regular box. I think there might be shiny like foil and stuff and then like the game probably has gold on it. But there's no like gold cartridge anymore. Like we're not mm -hmm. doing that anymore apparently. <laughs> so um so yeah so there wasn't anything like particularly notable in the packaging. And we talked about how the game was flipped. Uh, we also talked about how the visuals were highly, heavily inspired by Lord of the Rings, apparently, which <laughs> totally makes sense if you look at it. Mm -hmm. um, if you look at it for more than like five seconds, especially like in Hyrule Field, there's all these like hills and stuff. It's like very, very Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty cool. The Hyrule Field, obviously the map is huge, so much bigger than um, mm -hmm. Ocarina of Time because we have more memory and more space. And like you can, there's a lot of open space for for things to happen which is pretty cool even like lake hylia is really big yeah um and you have all these little like nooks and crannies little orden village is nice the places that you start seem pretty small but then you get into hyrule field and everything is gigantic and even yep. like hyrule castle has a huge map too mm -hmm. which is pretty cool the arbiter's grounds also like the desert is massive <laughs> the desert is really big <laughs> yeah, yeah it's actually yeah. one of the biggest places in the map now that I think about it. And Snow Peak is cool, but it's just small. Snow Peak has, um, you climb up the mountain, then you get to the top, and then you do the, like, snowboarding part. Yeah. And it's, like, a direct mm -hmm. straight shot to the Snow Peak Manor. I actually think Snow Peak Manor is a very interesting, I don't know if it's called Manor, but it's, like, a the big house. It's a really interesting dungeon, because mm -hmm. it's, like, a house. <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. like, yeah. yeah. You normally, you, normally you go into a dungeon, and it's, like, a cave, or, like, a big tree, or, like, mm -hmm. a, you know, like, underwater. But this is, like, no... This is a big fucking haunted house. <laughs> it's filled with ice. <laughs> it's yeah, cool. even just like looking at the map screen, it just like looks like a the rooms, like an actual like house layout. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. I think like, there's like some the first time. there's some dungeony twist to it, but you could kind of imagine people actually living there. Yeah, yeah, and like the room they're in these the rooms that uh like there's like the room with the fireplace and like the kitchen. They're the ones that mm -hmm. like 
are the most, you know, like look inhabitable. But the others have like things have collapsed. You know, there's like yeah. Um, yeah. a courtyard that's open that's filled with snow and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, normally in the rooms there's like the ceilings collapsed or something, and so that's how all the ice kind of gets in and takes over. But you can see the old walls and stuff, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting location visually. Yeah. I really didn't like how the Zoras were frozen. Mm. <laughs> this is kind of a visual a... comment, but it was just creepy. <laughs> it's a really cool moment, though, when you hit the senses. Cool. Yeah. And just see them all down there. I think your your wolf vision in general, like your wolf senses, is a really interesting visual overlay. There's a couple very interesting visuals that are sort of like overlaid on the world. Like, I kind of struggled with what to say about like the visuals of the world specifically like it's not really like wind waker where there's like distinct places and different sort of like styles of art like this kind of goes back to the same like imagery that zelda has been drawing on for a long time that like medieval mm -hmm. art i think that's why you can get sort of like lord of the rings stuff in there you have these like crazy like the dark nut armors very like medieval and stuff mm -hmm. like that the twilight has its own separate visuals which we can talk about but like mm -hmm. the overworld is like very whatever idealized medieval europe situation except for kakariko which is like the desert which is like the west mm -hmm. of the u.s mm -hmm. <laughs> and even has like you mentioned that link is like a cowboy and whatever which oh, yeah, i guess yeah, he yeah. literally is but there's a lot mm -hmm. of like western music influence in this mm -hmm. game which is pretty funny yeah. to me especially when you do the like old town <laughs> like shootout the in the yeah. in the hidden in the hidden village yeah yeah <laughs> that's true that's true and like kakariko village it's like the same um me like melody from kakariko and ocarina of time but the pace and the instruments that are used are more like western movie music where it has mm -hmm. like this like flute like a wood flute kind of sound and it's like slower the twilight music actually has this like um like whistle at the beginning that reminds me of like western music you know like um it's a really famous movie uh what is it called i made a note to myself <laughs> oh the good the bad and the ugly it has mm -hmm. that like doo -doo, doo doo whistle at the beginning that's mm -hmm. like uh famous from that soundtrack but like when you go mm -hmm. to the twilight there's this like it's not an actual whistle but it's this like Kind of like whistle at the beginning like you're going into another world which is very interesting so there's a lot of like western music influence like uh, western movie music which is influenced by multiple other genres of music but mm -hmm. i'm just gonna lump them all together it's like western movie <laughs> it's, it's in multiple places in this game which is very interesting and then that's kind of a first notable thing mm -hmm. for this game western wasn't a big thing you know no no cow herding in wind waker or whatever <laughs> goat herding i guess but Some yeah the mild hmm? pig herding yeah pig herding. <laughs> you just pick them up and throw them though it's fine <laughs> the there are two major sort of like visual overlays i noticed one is when you're in the twilight there's this like black square like floating layer mm -hmm. so as you move mm -hmm. it's constantly in the same position away from you like in three-dimensional space so there's like the background or whatever but then there's this layer in between you and the background that has these like floating kind of like pixely black um little like squares basically and mm -hmm. that th i thought that was interesting but the wolf vision is also really interesting where like 
everything is darkened and then things have different colors so like you can pick out scent trails and you can observe mm -hmm. like places where you can dig that are sparkly and stuff like that so you have this like extra layer of vision that you use in multiple points of the game that that changed the look and feel in the overworld and in the twilight which is interesting Mm -hmm. Oh, and then I guess we can talk about the Twilight, which will be the last <laughs> thing, and the and probably the most prominent visual thing. So in the Twilight, obviously everything is sort of like darkened, as if it is Twilight, and um, the sky is like orange. The clouds mm -hmm. are black. They used to, I noticed mm -hmm. there was a lot of cloud rolling texture in this game. There's a lot of cloud animation, mm -hmm. but especially in the Twilight and in the last scene, the fight scene at um. The Ganon, like the Hyrule Castle, there's this like storm. Mm. You can see a lot of cloud mm. movement <laughs> for for whatever reason, uh, as a visual thing that's happening there. The Twilight's kind of interesting because I remember the it looks really cool. But I remember the early trailers; it was basically just like grayscale mm. when they were in Twilight. Mm. I think it looks really cool in the final version. It's sort mm -hmm. of like glowy, oversaturated sepia yeah. tone. Yeah. I like how it's got kind of a, there's sort of a like weird like corrupted digital vibe to yep. all the Twilight yeah. stuff, and like the the pixely stuff, and then like also the music, especially the battle music when you're when enemies are around. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's it's a very interesting choice. I think that like adds a lot of contrast between like the Hyrule overworld and the Twilight, and even in the mm -hmm. in the music. Definitely in the Twilight, it has that very distinct style, like you mentioned, like that sort of like, like a, almost like synthetic sounding. There's like buzzing mm -hmm. and like yeah. things are very choppy, like the notes are cut short mm -hmm. and it sounds, I don't know how much of this is actually like recorded versus synthesized sound, but it definitely purposely sounds synthetic, I would say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As opposed to in the overworld in this game, which has a massive soundtrack. Like, mm -hmm. I was also telling Cosmo and Kayla before we started recording that I was trying to listen to a whole all the soundtrack to make notes. And it's, like, so much music. Because there's so much... Like, there might be a theme. Like, you remember the Ordon Village theme? But there's, like, three or four different versions of music for Ordon Village that are up for like different times. Like there's one when you're sneaking around as a wolf. Mm -hmm. And then there's one when you, there's, it's called like departure. It's when Link leaves and it has the Ordon theme, but it also has like these other dark themes from other songs in it. But yeah, there's like multiple variations of music for the same area, for all of the areas. So the library of music that's used in this game is much more substantial than any of the Zelda games that we played before, which is very interesting. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, whether it's synthesized or not, or if it's just like recordings that were played, there's a substantial amount of orchestral music. So you have a lot of string sound, like a lot of string music. There's like harp. There's like flute and woodwind noises. You got brass, so like in the like trumpets and stuff, like in the um, Hyrule Castle type mm -hmm. fanfare music and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. 
So the music in the overworld in general is has this uh, much more like orchestrated sound in the sense it's like an orchestra is playing it is what I'm trying to say, as opposed to this like mm-hmm. synthetic sound um, that's used in the Twilight primarily. <laughs> There's like, mm-hmm. there are some things where there's like a mix, like Midna's theme has a lot of strings and stuff too, but like the Twilight battle music and stuff mm-hmm. is definitely more on the synthetic side, which is very interesting. And I think also adding in general to like the <laughs> my people who love Ocarina of Time versus other Zelda games theory is that this game has a lot of um, songs that were taken from Ocarina of Time that were reused or like mm-hmm. reinterpreted. So like the, the like, the theme in like the Veneru, like the Zora area. I don't know why I'm having like a complete brain fart right now, but <laughs> um, it uses the song, the Serenade of Water from mm, Ocarina yeah. of Time. Where's my other list? Oh, I already talked about Kakariko. The Goron theme comes back in the yeah. Goron area. Mm-hmm. Lost Woods, we talked about. The Lost Woods theme comes back. And then even, I didn't really. There were some of the wolf howls that I noticed were the same, but a lot of the wolf howl mm-hmm. <laughs> songs, like the Howling Stone songs, are from Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. Apparently there's one from Wind Waker. Oh. I read it in an article, but I don't remember which one it is. The wolf uh, sound effect is really funny to me. You have this like howl that you can set it to three different pitches, but it kind of like glides between them <laughs> like you're playing like a theremin kind of <laughs> where it doesn't it's not like you stop one pitch and start another so it's not like with all the ocarina or the wind waker when you point it in a direction the sound isn't continuous but the wolf howl is continuous <laughs> and so mm-hmm. you kind of get this like funny result mm-hmm. when you when you play the wolf songs which is pretty funny yeah i'm glad those were very lenient because I, right. oh, yeah. it's very challenging to so- do mm-hmm. <laughs> Some of them were really hard. I think it was no. the last one or the second to last one. It was like it took me a lo- a long time to figure out. And you have there's no guide like with the once you learn the songs like the Ocarina songs and like the the songs for Majora's Mask like they you can usually reference them somewhere in the menu or whatever. And I think mm-hmm. these you can reference them after like I don't know. There's there's no there's yeah, no guidance sort of, on the screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I think yeah, it's it's very lenient and it it keeps kind of a record of what you did so that like if you remember the if yeah. you memorize like the first couple notes you can like play it again and cool. be like okay now I just need to get these last couple because it's yeah. like, recorded on the on the bars basically yeah if you think if you do it correctly then it like turn that part of the bar like turns blue mm-hmm. so it remembers uh, how well you did the last time so if you got it before yeah. and you you mess it up on your like next play it'll erase that segment that you didn't do right <laughs> um but like yeah i i there's one that i was like really frustrated on because i kept trying and i was like i thought i had it i thought i had it turns out that i just had to keep going i didn't finish the song but i thought i did <laughs> oh. so like that was a little because like it doesn't tell you like, to hold it for a really long time at the end <laughs> yeah um mm-hmm. but like yeah it doesn't tell you when you're done and like at some point you can just keep howling and like you're not making any progress, so you have to like let go of the button and start howling again. It, yeah, yeah, it's frustrating, but it's cool. But then you only have to do it the one time, so it's not like it's not That's like true. you repeat them. Like I definitely don't remember mm-hmm. any of the wolf songs except for the ones that I knew were songs from other things, yeah. <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like I definitely, definitely wouldn't remember them. But you just use it to get the 
the sword technique mm-hmm. and then you don't have to you know you don't use it over and yeah. over again in the warp suit you don't mm-hmm. have to memorize any warp songs or whatever so yeah some of them are some of them are kind of challenging but it's like there were somewhere i'd be like oh i messed that up but then it was like ding 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 and i'm like oh i got it oh, yeah. so, <laughs> so it's-, <laughs> it's fun it's fun howling like a wolf though <laughs> mm-hmm. it's kind of fun messing around just making his head go up and down be like, Ooh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's also kind of yeah. You can like sit at like the grasses and howl the oh yeah, 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 yeah. the bird and the bird song Epona and the Pona song and call mm-hmm. and call them. <laughs> There's um so yeah, the wolf was fun, but then you don't like you don't really learn other songs. Like you get a call for a Pona later, mm-hmm. but there's not. So it's it's kind of nice that they incorporated songs into the game somehow, but you don't actually like need them to accomplish things in the game. So it's very yeah. interesting, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's not the same as like Ocarina of Time or like uh, Majora's Mask. But you still get that like vibe from or Wind Waker because you use them frequently in Wind Waker as well. But mm-hmm. Minda warps you places, so you don't need a warp, and you know you don't. It just becomes that you have to wait for it to become day or night, which is, I guess can be annoying if you really yeah. want to get all the posols. But yeah, mm-hmm. you, and it's pretty. It changes yeah, it's kind of interesting. It doesn't come up very often mm-hmm. compared to yeah. previous games. There were a couple times where I'm like, how do I change it today? Oh, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you just wait. But it's not, mm-hmm. I don't, when did you need to change it today? Because I don't remember. Well, uh, I had to go buy something yeah. from oh, the store. Yeah. That's right, you he have to wait snarky, for it He puts a snarky sign on his door <laughs> if it's nighttime. Yep. Yeah. He's like, why would you think it would be open? And it's like, well, the fucking bomb shop is open. Why can't you open it yeah. for four hours a day? <laughs> With your child but, labor you know, store. No, Mallow has no respect for Barnes. <laughs> no, no, no. No, he's all on the cutting edge of trying to bring goods to the people of Hyrule or whatever. So <laughs> he has to go spend his nighttime setting up the store in uh, Hyrule Castle Town or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot about that. I also had to wait around at night and I was like, well, I guess I'll go get this pols- postal and I guess I'll do this. Even the posts mm-hmm. are creepy in this game. Yeah. <laughs> And Giovanni's really creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come to think of it, we didn't talk about him, but yeah. whatever. I like his, I like his cat, who's like my master's a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like how he gives you fairy tears, and it's like, couldn't you just take these? Or like, what? Why? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I guess he got in. You know, mm-hmm. he can't move because of his greed or whatever. So I don't. I don't mm-hmm. know. But yeah, it's, I think it's like, a very specific curse, like the like the spider people. I guess. The... Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. Oh god, I forgot about the spider people and how gross <laughs> they are. That should have been rated T for teen. It seems like greed. It seems like greed curses in um, high rule are serious business. Yeah, so. yeah. Wolf wolf curses are fine. You can come back from that, but you can't come around mm-hmm. from a greed based <laughs> curse. That's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So there was a fight music. Oh, and everybody gets their own theme song in this game. Like Ilya gets a theme. Midna mm-hmm. gets a theme. Mm-hmm. Uku gets a theme. Or Oko. Whoever you want to say. <laughs> And even the mailman gets their own theme, mm-hmm. so <laughs> there's a lot of everybody gets their own music in this game, which is pretty funny. And I mean, it's it's nice because um, I don't think you really like notice at the time, but then like I said, I was going through the soundtrack and I was like, there is a lot of music in this game, yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. And then we had a lot of our favorite Zelda, you know, sounds come back, like the the fairy music and the inside of a house music and the shop music mm-hmm. and whatever, all those normal songs and like the standard sound effects that got their own like revamp like they do every time where they get you know they sound more uh like uh they have more depth and they're i don't know you know they have they're reorchestrated or whatever um Mm -hmm. and you had link's classic screaming of course 
Yes. Yes. And then we talked, we didn't, we haven't talked about it yet, but there was a substantial amount of voice acting in this game. So mm-hmm. Minda talks all the time. If, mm-hmm. When you, when you talk to her every time she says, she doesn't say the same thing every time. Like she has a couple of different variations of like when you ask her to, for advice or like to turn into a wolf or whatever. If you're not mm-hmm. using the gamepad and HD version, you have to talk to her to turn into a wolf. Um, so she, I noticed at the end of the credits in this game, there was like a substantial amount of voice acting credits. So there's like a lot of different mm-hmm. people's voices in this game, mm-hmm. which I think is like pretty new. Most of the games didn't have a lot of voice acting before, but mm-hmm. you have a lot of people going like, hey, and like making a variety of other noises, yeah. similar to Wind Waker, but even more, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. And the, um, the dude is looking for the city in the sky. Does this like chanting thing? Oh right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's, that's like another section of fairly substantial, quote unquote, voice acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He does a lot of chanting. <laughs> Forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forget what his name is. <laughs> They're all like here are these four distinct characters. Sh- Shad, yeah. Shad, <laughs> and then there's like Eshe, and then there's like the guy from Aron. Aru. Like I said, the characters like they have names, but you're like, oh yeah, I gotta go talk to the the girl at Snow mm-hmm. Peak or whatever. <laughs> like you know, I kind of like them funny. in the abstract. Like they have cool designs like yeah. and the concept yeah. is neat. They just don't get a chance to do much, which mm-hmm. is kind they're, of a shame. They're I think this game suffered from <laughs> the too many things in it. You know how <laughs> once it was another game that we talked about. I can't remember which one where there's like a lot of items, but you don't use them that much. You know, like, you use them mm. one time in one place. And I think this game kind of had that same, like, syndrome that a yeah. lot of these other games have. Where, like, you only use the Dominion Rod, like, one time after you get it. And mm-hmm. the spinner, you only use, like, one or two times. You can use it in mm-hmm. the City in the Sky and then in Hyrule Castle. But, like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of... And I think, like, with, with all the side characters that they added, which was cool, like, there's a lot of NPCs. But then you only... Like, Telma gets kind of fleshed out. You spend a lot of time with her. But yeah, all the like mm-hmm. the four people that you need to talk to, or the three people that you need to talk to to go get the uh, shards of the mirror, they're like interesting characters, but they don't get a lot of screen time because mm-hmm. you only mm-hmm. need to talk to them like once or twice to get the information that you need. So like, yeah. I think just like yeah. this game had a lot of stuff, but it, on the other hand, it had a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think it makes the world feel really fleshed out. Like this is the most like yes lived mm-hmm. in high rule we've had yeah. so far. It actually feels like a place that people exist in mm-hmm. like, rather than like a game level yeah i mean i think uh termina had that to a degree um yeah mm-hmm. termina had a lot of um npcs yeah it was a lot smaller though. yeah it was a lot smaller and they just couldn't mm-hmm. do as much i feel like yeah yeah mm-hmm. well they do only exist for three days at a time so yeah <laughs> so like you only get three days of their dialogue well, i guess <laughs> I, yeah but i guess to be fair that like every everyone there pretty much has a story whereas there's so many people in Hyrule that are just you know no one there's so like, many I was mm-hmm. watching the people in Hyrule one time and it's like there's probably three or four models and it's the same three or four <laughs> people over and over again and it was like mm-hmm. these exact same three people just walk by in the line like yeah so, so there's a lot of people but it's still like it has definite like that Hyrule Castle Town specifically kind of breaks the fourth wall of being like you just repeated the same models yeah. for like 50 percent of these people for for whatever reason so it's like it's busy mm-hmm. but kind of like if you cut down the number of people it would still feel busy and it just wouldn't have the same like three sprites mm-hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. yeah 
but you have a lot of N- like they... NPC characters that are fleshed out, which yeah. is nice. I do you think the the pulled back fixed camera angle hides a lot of that? Because I didn't really mm-hmm. notice. Yeah, yeah. The repeating character <laughs> models. I'll send you the one. I took a photo of it, and then I was like, I'm sending them yeah. way too. I'm spamming them too much with my <laughs> like live gameplay, but mm-hmm. I'll send it to you for your. <laughs> either you can confirm or deny if I, mm. if I was right but I was just like what are you all doing I mean I definitely believe you but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's you just not something notice. I noticed while playing cause... yeah I noticed <laughs> at least one time mm-hmm. a lot of times if you were on the south road or whatever with the road where you, that you turn onto to get onto Soundless Bar where like the um, where the like market is it's not as noticeable it's just like that one center square mm. if you go mm-hmm. there during the day but, like, at night, it's, like, then the line of soldiers marches around, which obviously makes sense for them to all look the same, so it doesn't... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, it's not noticeable. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, though. By the way, one of the funniest things to do is turn into a wolf and run around... <laughs> they're like, ah! Castle town. Yep. Everyone screams, and then the soldiers will, like, circle around you, but they're all, like, too scared to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't even come with you on the dangerous road to accompany mm-hmm. your, your cart, so... Yep. <laughs> oh, I didn't... I forgot to talk about the, um... I forgot to talk about the credits for this game. So, sorry, uh, for the music. Oh, yeah, I forgot yeah, yeah. to talk about the credits for the music. So it was, um, Koji Kondo was involved, also Toru Minigishi. But yeah, so basically, like, I think a lot of the, uh, Koji Kondo supervised a lot of this. And there were some, one really interesting thing is, like, Kayla, you were talking about the trailer earlier. So mm-hmm. this game, even though there was a lot of, like, substantial orchestra music in the game, there was a special arrangement of music that was made for the trailer that's, like, a oh. special orchestral arrangement which i basically Mm -hmm. totally forgot (laughs) existed but yeah there's a couple special orchestral fully like recorded orchestral arrangements and that were used for the trailers and stuff so there's Mm -hmm. separate credits for that in the game if you look um but yeah it was very interesting and we talked about this before but basically like the gamecube was able to have like eight samples at a time and so again like kind of you have very you're able to have very rich sound from that. And so mm-hmm. you can hear that in the in the samples that are used for this game, which is pretty cool. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about the twi- oh, so we talked about the Twilight when we were talking about the Twilight, but like we didn't talk about the Tears of Light and stuff like that. So those mm. areas also have like their own music and visual style, which is very interesting when they're in the Twilight, when the overworld's in the Twilight and also the Twilight realm itself, which kind of has a similar look and feel. But those are okay, that was everything that I wanted to say. I don't know if there's anything you specifically wanted to say about visuals or music before we talk about more um, gameplay things. Two things of visuals uh, um, that are kind of, I think, in line with each other. Because um, we talked a little bit about the like the atmosphere of the the visuals for the Twilight Realm and all that. But did right. we talk about like sort of the patterns and designs of the Twilight Realm? Not yet. Is that something you? planned on we, we should <laughs> no yes. you we can talk about it I, did i make a note about this i don't know i feel like i'm not doing a good job today that's fine that's okay <laughs> we should, um we should talk about it yeah yes uh, um i mean i i don't have a whole lot to say other than it. it's very interesting and it looks cool it's very geometric in yes. like i don't know if you have more you can say it more eloquently than that but <laughs> <laughs> well there's also the continuing aesthetic of like it's it's interesting because it's like in the twilight and also in the overworld of these like the glowing stuff that glows in like the temple of time and when you inhabit the statues and stuff i think that's that aesthetic that's like developing toward what's in breath of the wild started mm-hmm. in like mm-hmm. wind waker 
and was mm-hmm. refined in this game and then is like really prominent in like the the Sheikah um the shrines and stuff in Breath of the Wild. And also like in the the enemies and stuff. Like it, well I guess they're all made by the same people in Breath of the Wild, so it's all kind of the same. But the Twilight has a lot of that like glowy aesthetic. Like mm-hmm. things all glow and things like become they glow when they're active, including the creepy hand. And there's mm-hmm. like you said, Cosmo, there's a lot of like abstract geometric patterns and stuff in the palace of twilight and on like people's clothing so like on zant's outfit and on minna's and on the fuse like twilight shadow mm-hmm. a few shadows and stuff like that yeah. and when the few shadow is active it glows and mm-hmm. even when minna like changes form into her like weird octopus form there's all these like dark lines and kind of glowing and she has that yeah. like the hand hair that glows also which we didn't talk yeah. about yet Mm-hmm. <laughs> which i always forget and then remember and then forget choose to forget again <laughs> <laughs> until it becomes helpful like when she's like grabbing ganon by the face and then you can like mm-hmm. fling him on the ground <laughs> yeah but the the overworld in legend of Zelda, like i said it has that kind of like aesthetic um but i would say that it had like that medieval aesthetic but there is definitely a stark contrast of sort of like use of organic so like natural looking things versus like geometric in the twilight so i think that also helps continue like uh further like like differentiate them mm-hmm. but then you have like a similar aesthetic when the twilight takes over in the in the overworld at least in like the usage of color and stuff like that so they're mm-hmm. all tied together like when you go into the twilight i think what you see is exactly what you expected you know what i mean <laughs> like, yeah this yeah. has been set up by everything so far <laughs> Mm-hmm. I like when the mirror of twilight opens that vortex though like oh yeah so you go into the yeah, twilight it's, really cool it's pretty cool mm-hmm. it also reminded mm-hmm. me of our our uh whatever foray into um full metal alchemist with all the like abstract yeah. geometric uh lines and stuff like that and the triforce yeah, i remember them it's been a lot since but i remember them doing something similar with the like the gate of time and the skyward sword yes yeah. opening the opening the gate aesthetically that way so mm-hmm. that's cool yeah it's, it's, it go- a, it's a really cool visual effect how it starts out as like a flat plane and then sort of it kind of telescopes back yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it three-dimensionally recedes away from you and it has like dimension when you walk around as well so like if you move around it, it mm-hmm. like it, you can see it like change from the different perspective that you're looking at it which is pretty cool mm-hmm I was like, how is this going to work? And then you, like, bounce off the mirror into it. I was like, oh, I see. <laughs> I understand now. <laughs> but that was cool. That was fun. The other thing is that the the similarities between the Twily, like, aesthetic and the, I think, the Guardians are, like, especially when yeah. Midna transformed with a few shadow, really made, yeah. like, made me think of a Guardian from Breath of the Wild. Yeah. But also, and I, I don't, like, I don't remember, sometime while we were talking earlier today about the music that uh the the battle music while you're in the twilight realm Mm that's sort of like discordant um like hectic it kind of makes me think of the the guardian music that plays and i I haven't had a chance to compare them but they sound kind of similar i don't know if they were um inspired like the kind of frantic piano yeah 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 actually yeah because it has that like that's like in breath of the wild Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what i was gonna say which is something that i definitely forgot but you reminded me of that's in my notes was that there's also this 
so there's the twilight music when it starts but then there's also like a drone um that plays later and it reminded me of the drone like the droning discordant droning from the end when the on the third day in majora's mask when the moon mm. starts to fall so there's also i don't think they're exactly the same but there's definitely sort of like a reference to that which i think is like a really good reference because the, yeah. the moon is <laughs> falling the sky is getting dark like it's all kind of similar it's another like transition state so this game ha i mean it's basically all about being like in between two things like being in between two worlds and being able to change back and forth and like being in the right place and stuff like that so anyway it kind of reminded mm -hmm. me of that yes there that cost me reminded me of that that i can There's help. a lot of discordant <laughs> droning noises but yeah the, you're right the fight this is definitely like a new take on the fight music even in the overworld like it's not like the same as wind waker and it's not like the same as Ocarina of time so i feel like there was kind of like new new fight music mm -hmm. and i think all the orchestration is actually also leading toward like the musical style in general in breath of the wild which is I think people actually complained about it, but it's very divergent from this style of music. But in a way, um, because it doesn't have like the themes, like, you know, where there's like clearly now you're in like the Lineru and there's like the Zora music is playing or whatever. Now you're underground and the whatever Requiem of Shadows is playing. Um, Breath of the Wild kind of diverges from that, but the use of like orchestral music, I think, is a lot stronger in Breath of the Wild in the places where there is music mm -hmm. and not just like atmospheric sound effects mm -hmm. which we will talk about i'm sure later <laughs> in like six months <laughs> or whenever <laughs> whenever that comes out <laughs> oh i just want to shout out the music that plays when um midna's been like almost killed mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just a really good piece of music yeah, yeah I, I just, overall i think the music in this game is mm -hmm. so Very good. so good yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's just a song where it's like i'm like every time i play it i'm like i'm sorry like the situation makes me want to hurry but the music makes me want to stay <laughs> <laughs> it's just so pretty yeah. minna's also sort of like reversed like her coloring is like sort of knocked out mm -hmm. reversed which mm -hmm. is funny and interesting yeah she's like a photo negative yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly mm -hmm. exactly mm -hmm. and i try to talk to her and she's like ah help yeah, I need to go to, go to the castle. Uh, and then I'm like running around being lost. And she's like, uh, help me. Uh, you know, it's yeah. like, <laughs> it's like when people were joking in Breath of the Wild where it's like, Link, Link, come to the castle, Link. And then you're like making a little fire and like hunting and like <laughs> swimming in the, you know, diving in the ocean or whatever. <laughs> that scene reminded me of that. It's like, I'm trying to hurry, except I'm lost. And then you talk to her and she's like, <laughs> hurry <laughs> <I'm> like okay <laughs> yeah you're right Cosm. in general my overall impression of this was like this game has such a rich experience in many many ways and the music is mm -hmm. just one and the visuals are one the gameplay yeah. also has a lot of like variation that doesn't feel like confusing or like forced but there's so many different things that you do in this game like I was thinking about it when I was preparing to talk about this where it's like you do your shootout. You do like a first-person shooter where you have like the Hawkeye and you you point at people, and then you do like these crazy sword fights, and then you do one-on-one -on -one crazy sword fights, and then you do like you swim, and then you fly you fly on the 
the Twilight Bird thing <laughs> to go to the one <laughs> place and like you teleport and you move you move Minda moves things and like you you have to deliver things back and forth. So there's all these like different like mechanics and like different music that all could be very like disparate but like all kind of comes together in a very like rich experience that doesn't feel confusing which is might be really difficult i feel like to make all that come together there's like three different you know there's like you go between the twilight and not and the overworld and then you're in dungeons and then you're like you walk into a space and it's actually a dungeon like you go into the house and it turns out it's a dungeon or whatever like it's very Mm -hmm. interesting and like even the the twilight where you have to collect all the tears of light are actually like little tiny dungeons where you have to you're using the overworld map but you have to collect the twilight bugs so it has like an mm-hmm. outcome that's like a dungeon which is very interesting yeah so yeah there's a lot of stuff happening in this game <laughs> in summary <laughs> and the music and visuals are just one part of that but the music overall is really good it would have all the things that people mm-hmm. i feel like if you love ocarina of time and you play this game i feel like you'd be like oh it's just like this this place mm-hmm. and it reminds me of this thing and but then with added stuff which is nice Mm-hmm. My favorite added character, like Uku or Oku. <laughs> it's like I can take you out of this dungeon. It's like I want to get out of here as fast as possible and not have to use you. <laughs> fly it's funny because she's such a like lovely and polite I know. character. I know. I know. But she's so horrifying. Right. And I don't. I can't even really put my finger on what makes her horrifying. Is it like the weird eyes and like the weird. I think it's like a, a human chicken head with a human a ch- head. Yeah. <laughs> and like I even had to ask. Are just yeah, yeah, and the yeah, like, like weird nipples around like, the body. They're not and, like, right. Her son is just a head, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are they even supposed to be nipples? Like they sure look like it, but like yeah. are they? I don't know. <laughs> and I don't. I guess I don't want to know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Chickens don't have nipples, so <laughs> are you a human or a chicken? I don't know. <laughs> so many questions. Well, supposedly they're the like ancestors of Hylians, so <laughs> Ew. <laughs> said like they descend- we descended from the sky people. So. <laughs> During the games. They're so. like the first I don't know. The Hylians are like the first Ukus that like walked on two legs or whatever and did fly and then yeah. they like evolved into Hylians yeah. question mark. Yeah, maybe they looked different a long time I, ago, and then like divergent evolution made. Yeah, right, maybe they stayed in the sky. They stayed in the sky. Was it the ground. people from Skyward Sword that didn't go and like to the ground, leave? and they turned into chicken yeah. people? <laughs> <laughs> well, like the Twily are technically Hylians that were, uh, or Twilight or whoever, whatever, whoever you want to mm-hmm. say it. Mm-hmm. They were all Hylians that were banished there, so there's also divergent evolution there. Even though technically mm-hmm. the Hylians mm-hmm. did it, so it's like if you live in the Twilight, do be do you look like a twilight person i don't know yeah well they can't live in the light anymore so i guess they adapted to that's true in the twilight i mean well i guess like the ukus adapted to living in the sky they live in the light world but they just live in the city in the sky they don't seem to be able to fly Mm -hmm. that far though because they're like chickens like chickens don't really fly like you would think well they can walk on the wall true Also, you're weighing them down every time we see them fly you're right you're right (laughs) maybe they can fly a lot better when they're not carrying around the freaking hero seem, of twilight they seem to be good at getting stuck in pots <laughs> also <laughs> crawling into pots and getting stuck or whatever <laughs> yeah. i would manage to forget about her like every time i, I started a dungeon and then i'd like go into the room and hear that little like when she's like poking her head on the pot and i'm like oh right you they also have really cute music 
and like cute mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. voice acting noises too or it's like everything about you is cute except the fact that you have a human head <laughs> yeah. on a chicken body <laughs> i do like the like distraught squawks they make when you pick them up <laughs> in the city of the yeah sky. they do and they make a different distraught squawk like, than, like, yeah 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 <laughs> and it's different than like a cuckoo so like mm-hmm. they have yeah. different they're they're different <laughs> Like they are definitely like cursing out me and my entire family <laughs> in their language while I'm while I'm holding them up in my you're head. Like, I just I just need to fly over here. Like I just don't. I just I need to go get my like double claw shot, and I haven't yet. Okay. Like... Yeah. <laughs> and then the ones on the walls, you have to like grab with your with your claw shot. It's like this. It's like this is so rude. I'm just trash in this place <laughs> every time mike when i watch him play breath of the wild and he like sets something on fire what he like blows stuff up with bombs all the time with the remote bombs and he's like hero out of the way i'm a hero it's like that's that's what <laughs> the attitude that you use when you grab the the ukus in their in the city yeah. of the sky like excuse me pardon me hero coming through yeah <laughs> i need a lift it's here like, so kill the dragon yeah <laughs> i mean they seem cool with this is it. how i kill the dragon <laughs> yeah the dragon doesn't seem to be bothering them, so mm-hmm. they're just chilling. And also, yeah. you got the—I mean, with Uku specifically, you, you helped her get back because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you got the sky cannon or whatever, and she just like hitched on for a ride. Mm-hmm. The nice thing is that after after that, then you never have them again in a dungeon, <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah. they never pop up randomly. I do that they're like frantic, running up to catch up as you're about to <laughs> yeah shoot into, launch the into the sky. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. <laughs> anyway, gameplay question mark. Well, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Um so Yeah. I mean we've talked about a lot of it already. This game was released for GameCube, Wii, and Wii U. And in the Wii version there's motion controls to control your sword and swing around with that. Mm-hmm. Cool, interesting. Uh it's been a while <laughs> since I've done that. I did it for a few minutes. And then I was like, I can't play this version of this game with the screen flipped off. I'm going to play the rest of it on the Wii U. So I, I played it for a couple minutes and I was like, oh yeah, you could do this. Hee hee hee, this was fun. And then I switched it back. <laughs> and I haven't played it since. You transform to a wolf and to a human. Um, and, you know, Boy different elements of that. You can ride a horse, apparently. That's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, they added a horse combat, um, which was kind of interesting. Um, I found it difficult. Uh, but... <laughs> But I found out that the reason why is um, I played on the HD version, and when they ported the game from the GameCube version to the HD version, for some reason on the horse, they now only allow cardinal directional inputs. And so in the GameCube version, you had a lot more control of the movement, whereas for some reason they they didn't do that um, with the HD version. Not sure why. I don't understand it. But um, that would explain some things about <laughs> it being... Probably. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of cool. You know, you, you can swing your sword while you're riding a pona. Yeah, you can flail. When I do it, it looks like flailing, yeah. at least. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you mostly just need it to beat off those birds, because everything else you can just run over. That's true. You can also yeah. just hit stuff with your horse, which is pretty great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's a couple yeah. of um, horse combat sequences. Yeah. There's the bridge fight. Um, yes. With the jousting. Uh, yeah, and then there's the other the the carriage uh, transport <sighs> and the Ganon fight that at the hard. end. Yeah. The Ganon mm-hmm. fight was a little 
bit hard for me, but like you only have to hit him a couple of times, so yeah. it's not that, that one, bad. The fuck? He kept uh, like launching those um, phantom horse knights. Oh yeah, and like they landed right mm-hmm. in front of me, so I had no chance I to like really react them. to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the only thing I really had trouble with was the carriage section. That's just because I couldn't get the freaking bird hit with the boomerang in time. Same. Mm-hmm. The last, the very last section, it took me so long. The one where you have to like hit, mm-hmm. you have to hit the bird right as they're going into the gate or like right before they go into the gate and that one took me forever mm-hmm. that one was really hard yeah so it wasn't really like horse combat that caused the problem it was <laughs> like bad aiming with the arrows <laughs> yeah the stupid boomerang with the or the boomerang horse yeah. or whatever oh yeah because you have to put out the fire with the boomerang also just fucking pain in the ass yeah mm-hmm. everything about it is a pain in the ass <laughs> mm-hmm yeah, the Ganon fight, I did get knocked off a couple times by his, like, phantoms, but you can, once he, like, does a thing, you can, like, speed up, and it kind of, like, moves past them. Hmm. This is my only pro tip that I have to offer, for, oh, cool. based on my own playing experience. <laughs> yeah. And you have to be, like, it's behind him. It's such a cool moment, conceptually. Yeah. That, like, mm-hmm. like I forgive a lot, it's like, you're riding there with Zelda Zelda's on the back. Yeah. Shooting the arrows yeah. and shooting stuff, him. it's like. It's, like as soon as like they showed the screen with the with like Linka on the horse and Zelda behind with the bow, I'm like, oh like, hell yeah, oh, let's yeah. fucking oh, go! Yeah. That, the, the whole Ganon fight was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, all, the Ganon fight is really good. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I thought, like I said, I died many, many times in Ocarina of Time, doing the same fight, like the hitting the balls of light back at Zelda. Mm-hmm. It's it's very mm-hmm. similar to the. In some ways, it's similar to like other Ganon fights in other games, but. This one was like, it was easy for me to do without dying completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Ganon really loves his freaking tennis matches. I know. <laughs> like we've been doing that since what? Link to the past. <laughs> yeah, I forget which one. But yeah, one of the one of the like two D ones had like a bounce back. Mm-hmm. There's been multiple mm-hmm. games, but definitely Ocarina of Time has the same like light ball thing, and then you have to do it yeah. in Wind Waker. Yeah. Uh-huh. Majora's Mask, I don't think has it because you just fight the mask. Yeah. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no Ganons. I got the Fierce Deity Mask and just beat the shit out of the mask, so I don't remember the whole <laughs> yeah. actual fight. Smart. <laughs> the, the fight has three sequences, but none of them are hitting balls of light back at the mask, from what yeah. I remember. <laughs> one is just the mask with, like, legs or whatever, and the one is the mask with hair, and I don't remember what the other one is. <laughs> you know... <laughs> Nothing, there's nothing T-rated that there in that game. <laughs> I, don't know if you're <laughs> I don't know if this is the point in video gaming. T for trippy as fuck. Yeah, basically. I don't know if this game is at a point in video game t- stuff where like there's it's like adaptive at all. Like I don't know if it was just easy for me or if it's just easier in general. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know if it like because mm-hmm. I think in more recent games i don't know if it's like every game but they usually have some kind of level of adjustment if you're really if you're not doing very well so yeah, yeah i don't know if it was just something yeah. there are some pretty early instances of adaptive difficulty i don't know if it was a thing in this game but i don't know like, i think i remember like the early spyro games had it and mm. stuff so it's like there were some pretty early examples i don't think it would be you know like out of the realm of possibility not an ocarina yeah. of time probably but uh <laughs> no but maybe maybe in this game i'm not sure I, th- I think it was just a bit easier. I think, like, now at this point in this playthrough, we've I gotten... I think it's also just better controlled. Yes. <laughs> like, as I mean, we've gotten to, like, the point of game quality in general of, like, not having weird mm-hmm. 
stuff and like not having to hit it a certain like mm-hmm. pixel you know what i mean like all the things that were sort yeah. of like hard about like yeah it's like at least 50 percent of the difficulty of ocarina of time was it's on nintendo 64 uh, nintendo 64 yeah, Jake, yeah. <laughs> actual difficulty yeah only locked angles and like locked you know like camera just deciding to swing around mm-hmm. and to look at a butterfly while you're trying to fight i've already uh, <laughs> taken z targeting for granted but mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> So much better than in Ocarina of Time. Probably about the same as Wind Waker, though. And you have all the same, like, special moves as Wind Waker. Like, the par- like you have a roll around. Not like a parry, but you have the, like, roll around the back move and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure you'll mm-hmm. talk about in a second. But, yeah, I think, yeah. Yes. yeah. That was actually the next thing I was going to talk about. <laughs> oh, okay. Well. Yeah. Um, seamless segue. But y- yeah. Um, so there are seven. Is it seven? I think it's seven scrolls. I think there's moves. seven tactics yeah. but some of them are like slice and you're like okay i knew how to do that yeah <laughs> so um i don't know i don't remember what well, all of them are let's, oh i have a list it's the ending okay, blow good. which you need yeah um uh that one you just jump on an enemy and end it um they're when they're laying on the ground prone you can jump on yeah. them and stab them and it'll get rid mm-hmm. of them you need it for um, ganon yes and then there's um and it's the only one you're required to learn oh yeah progress the games <laughs> interesting um shield bash or shield attack you uh bash him with your shield stuns an enemy um and then you so can... you're saying that that was done with the nunchuck in the wii version uh... I, didn't get that far. I yeah i'm pretty sure you like you thrust forward with the nunchuck. Yeah, yeah. It, the nunchuck had some rudimentary motion. Yeah, they both have motion detectors. This is the Wii mode, so yeah, they both. Yeah, have like it. I remember doing that. You would like you would just kind of thrust forward, and it would do the shield bash. That's cool. What I remember is the spin attack. You would, I think, if you shook both of them at the same time, you do an instant spin attack, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, yeah. Oh, you don't um, have to charge. You don't have to. Yeah, and I mean, in 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 um, either way, I think if you did. Uh, you moved your control stick. I think it's more than 360 in this one because I had a hard time doing it. If I ever oh, yeah. did like, <laughs> yeah, more than 360. Yeah, like 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 a, a circle and a half. Um, yeah, 360 I'd, plus 180. Yeah, yeah. I'd, yeah. Um, I got it more consistent. So I think because like in in Ocarina yeah, you spin of time, the stick around, and then yeah, it if you, if does you a just, spin yeah. attack. If you, I, I just you, remembered that also yeah. recovery memory. <laughs> if you talking about it, <laughs> um, yeah. You spin the yeah, most of the games. The it's like you can either charge it or you spin the stick and hit the button yeah. and it'll do it. Mm. But I could never pull that off consistently, so I'd always just mm-hmm. charge it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, one that goes with the shield attack is the helm splitter. You bash yes. them while they're stunned. You jump over and hit them on the head. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, backslice is what you were talking about, where it's was what the parry was in one way. Oh, okay, or, that's or what it was called. It. Yeah, you would roll. You behind roll them around. And then, and then do like in an Wind upper... Waker. Yeah, it's like. Uh-huh. In the Wind Waker, it's like you just press the parry button and you would either do like basically the back slice or the helm slice. Oh, right, right, right. It yeah. would also. But in um, this one, you so in this one you can choose what to do. If you were holding, if you were if you hit the parry and you were holding the stick back, it would do a backflip too. Because I used to do that a lot. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, like I mean, I think it just does a backflip, but like it's you're hitting it at the same time as the parry, so I don't know if it's like coded in to do it that way, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you get the roll around back slice mm-hmm. or. Helm splitter, and yeah, and yeah. then this game they're separated, and also the 
all you had to do in Wind Waker was hit the button and you would roll around and hit them perfectly mm-hmm. in the back. In this game, you have to jump. And so like you can roll all the way around them, which I did multiple times. Yeah. yeah. Like you, there's no control over like where you, there's no automatic, con- you control where you land. There's no like automatic mm-hmm. like slicing up the back. So it's a little bit more challenging. Yeah. But you do mm-hmm. roll, mm-hmm. which is useful for a lot of things. Yeah, That one was a little janky sometimes. Like sometimes I try to do a, uh, that and instead of rolling like around them, you I just kind of kept around. going to the side. Yeah. And like he just kind of keep rolling and like not really try and get behind them. But it was still cool. Yeah. Um, it made the it next... the Ganon fight hard, but it, yeah. But otherwise it was usually okay. Mm-hmm. It was unreliable. The nice thing about the parry is you could hit it and it would definitely do something yeah. every time. Yeah. But the this one is sort of like, yeah, there's a lot more unpredictability. It did make you feel like it was fun. Like more of a awesome gamer when you pull off these like <laughs> yeah techniques in this game like you felt like you were in control of it and doing something cool mm-hmm. which made a lot of the like direct sword fights really cool like with the yes. are they dark nuts or iron knuckles in this game uh, i think they're, dark, they're they dark nuts in this the game big armor, <laughs> armor dudes yeah. yeah 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 big armor dudes and ganon and mm-hmm. stuff like that i think and even like the like the denial den- dinalfos mm-hmm. yeah 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 the dinosaur dudes the lizards stuff, like. yes <laughs> mm-hmm the the big lizards like the flying it, lizards yeah, it's like you can shield bash them and then hit them yeah. and then hop around and do a back slice mm-hmm. and it's like you're like oh look how cool i am yeah, yeah. remember how there were people who were like i liked zelda 2 because of the sword fighting i think like mm-hmm. this was the game for those people also like you have so much yeah. flexibility in how you fight like how you do sword fighting it's like it's mm-hmm. harder but it does feel you feel more accomplished when mm-hmm. you yeah, something. this is like what the what the sword fighting in Zelda Two wanted to be. Didn't have the, <laughs> yeah. You can't parry in. There's no, it's only two D. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but it's like it's more flexible, and I think it's like because it's more variable than Wind Waker. Like I think people were like, "Oh, the sword fighting in Wind Waker is too easy" or whatever. So it's like kind of the best of both worlds, where it's like you have all the same moves, but there's a little bit more variability in like how. Like, if you can execute it or not. So you have to have a... You can still, like, just slash, slash, slash and, like, get all the fights done. But there's still some variability in, like, how you accomplish it. And so I think that that makes you feel more accomplished at the end, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I don't think you finished going through all of them. There's, like, the Helm Splitter. Yeah, there's... Well, so the Helm Splitter, you just sort of jump over their head and whack them. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you typically end up behind them. But I don't remember if they recover in time for you to... No, I think usually you're behind them, so you get a whale on them after that, too. I think usually. Yeah, mm-hmm. usually you can, unless it's yeah. canon, and then he just turns around yeah, and hits it with his longsword, which is sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, there are a couple of, like, quick recovery enemies, but yeah. most of them you'd get a few free blows in. Yeah. yeah. There's the mortal draw, where your sword <laughs> yeah. is sheathed, and you whack it out and deal massive damage to most enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fun. I tried doing yeah. that a couple times, and it was fun. Yeah. I never use that, but it's really cool when you do use mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I did it um, successfully the... a couple of times. I did it unsuccessfully many times. I'll say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's the jump strike, which is a charged jump attack where you sort of sweep oh, yeah. and then do a full jump attack that doesn't... I forgot about that. AOE. Yeah, I found it really hard because whenever mm-hmm. there's that many enemies, they don't stay grouped up long enough or they hit you before they you can you. actually use it. So I've, I never once succeeded mm-hmm. in using it effectively. But it was a cool concept. 
a couple times I was able to get a spin attack, like a regular like hold B spin attack on a group of mm-hmm. enemies. But yeah, I totally forgot that there's a hold A. With that that one is you hold A mm-hmm. and then you jump charge at them. I totally yeah. forgot that, that existed. <laughs> I forgot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the last yeah. one is the great spin attack. When you are at full health, uh, your spin attacks yeah. do more damage and have a wider range. Yeah, it's like having the like sword that flings light in the 2D Zelda games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which were fun. Um, uh, next I'm going to talk about uh, some of the gameplay as a wolf. Oof. I just want to say one of my favorite things to do in this game is like beat like a totally regular enemy with the like final blow and then hit the button to do the fan oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, uh, yeah, I, I think you can do it anytime you do def- or whatever. Yeah. I think you could do it anytime you defeat like a slightly harder enemy, oh. but it was just like more cons- easy to consistently pull off by doing it right after you <laughs> hop out of a finishing blow. So. I definitely felt really cool finishing Ocarina of Time, but I felt more cool finishing Twilight Princess. <laughs> <laughs> So Wolf Link, um, I think we'll talking about this again. Um, initially, oh, you the serenade of oh, <laughs> huh? Initially, you uh, you Sorry, don't ahead. really control it. You when you enter the twilight, that's what changes you into a wolf. And right. when you recover the light of the realm, the spirit there is able to revert you back. Um, and yes. then when you get the master sword. That is when you have the ability to change back and forth at will. Um, Amina's ability to warp you requires you to be as a wolf, so you can warp only in the Twilight Realm or while you're in the Twilight Realm or as a wolf initially. And then once you get the Master Sword, you can warp freely with, you know. Yeah, but then she's like, right, she's like, don't warp here. Everyone will see you right? or whatever. For some reason, I, like, <laughs> people that I feel like you wouldn't care about like it's the gore who cares if the gorons know who cares if the zoras know right like i don't know some people that yeah, I, feel I do like, like how all the like like the normal human people like freak out when you're around but then if you like walk up to a goron they're just like hey yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you would think it wouldn't matter if you if you like uh the people from ordon like all the kids saw you turn into a wolf that would be weird but like mm-hmm. yeah yeah, who gives a shit if like a random NPC sees you? It's like someone will see you. And it's like, okay, whatever. You're like, fine. I'll go walk around this corner until nobody's within my sight line, I guess. <laughs> oh, it's so weird when you have to warp the cannon. Because, like, the guy. Oh, yeah, you have the to talk to him. There, leave yeah, the room. <laughs> yeah, and you have to talk to him enough. He's like, oh, I have to leave, don't I? All right, fine. Yeah, t- hint, hint, yeah. Chad, or whatever your name is. <laughs> Get the fuck out of this room. I feel He's kind like, of bad for him. <laughs> I do too. He's like, hey, like I his, found all these like weird like all statues, his work, and, and you're like, like yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah, get out. Mm-hmm. And then you go and like go and like move them all around. He's probably like, why did this happen? Like when he sees them again. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, as a wolf, uh, you're a wolf, so you move faster. Um, you have a dash. <laughs> dash. So while you run, um, instead of a as roll, a wolf, you're a wolf. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Yes. You have a charged attack, also. So. Like the swing, like the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And after a certain point, you... uh, Minna helps you by setting down a, I don't know, negative energy field that locks enemies that are in the field and you start uh, dash jump attacking towards all of them, doing... Usually killing them, with the exception of very, very strong enemies. Sometimes you miss them. Sometimes you've taken them out, so, like, you jump at nothing... Um, cause like, right. like going to one enemy, you hit the second enemy already and like, but yeah, it's, um, it's nifty. 
you got a jump attack as well. Um, Z targeting an A. You can jump to side to side and all that. And then some of your special abilities as a wolf is you can dig. Wow. That's not so great unless you know where to dig. So you have senses that change the view to be a much darker, like your field of view or the range of vision is reduced greatly, but you see right. all these spots that are shining. Those you can dig typically for rubies or hearts. Um, occasionally they'll take you to a new location. Along with that, you get a scent um, throughout the game since uh, like such as the, the kids from your, your town or Ilya and you then see a path that leads you to your destination based off of that scent mm -hmm. um, and then with uh, Midna's help um, you can she can help you jump to high places and reach great heights um, <laughs> yeah, and cover indeed. long distances <laughs> with it that way yeah i've never figured out how she does she just like grab you it's like unclear it's like you jump from one place and then you're in another i think it's supposed to you. be that she's like helping you find like the path footing. that you can yeah. yeah yeah uh one of the best changes to the hd version is having just a little button that you hit on the pad to mm -hmm. change between wolf and hylian instead pad. of having to yeah instead of having to talk to minda every time Although I was very confused because you <clears throat> can't do it while the game is paused. And so I would like pause to look at my item screen and then try to hit the thing and it would like give you the boop that you're, mm -hmm. you can't interact with mm -hmm. that. And I was like, WTF. And then I finally figured out that it's because the screen was, it was paused. But if it's not paused, you can do it anytime. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, a true innovation for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, when that first popped up on the screen, I'm like, is this what I think it is? Yes. And I hit it and immediately transformed. I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. It's like little link face to little yeah. link face with a little arrow in between. Mm -hmm. <laughs> The the Wii, I mean, I guess we talked about the, the Wii U screen has, like, your items and stuff on it. Yep. So you can, like, mm -hmm. dra drag them to the buttons and pair them and stuff, which is nice. You can pair the bombs and the Hawkeye to the arrows. Yeah. Yeah. So this uh, game has a lot of new items. Um, right. Some very cool ones. Um, so uh, some old returning ones. Uh, something that we haven't seen in 3D is the Lantern. Oh, yeah, I forgot that you get a lantern in the old games. Yeah, it's a pretty common item for the 2D ones, but... Um, right. Um, oh, another fire. interesting thing is uh, this game, unlike all the other 3D games, you do not get any magic. No magic mm -hmm. meter, no magic right. abilities beyond, you know, you know, some superhuman feats and stuff like that. Your items are magic, but no... Mm -hmm. Which was cut pretty late in development. Oh, really? oh is that what it was? Yeah. Did they have plans for it and they cut it? Yeah, you can see um, some of the early screenshots. You can see a magic bar. I think one even made it onto the back of the box. So it was really late in development. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, um, you can, and then the, that's why there's green choo-choos that exist. Oh. And you can scoop up their jelly. It just doesn't do anything. Oh, It's going to be magic recovery. Oh. Wow. Also, I don't. I f totally forgot about that choose until you just mentioned it just now. And I forgot how much I disliked them being like wormy blobs yeah <laughs> when they're when they're like big dumb blobs with little feet and giant heads it's like much funnier mm -hmm. <laughs> when they're like worm goo on the ground <laughs> maybe it's something to make about you feel less like bad disturbing. for just harvesting their innards directly for <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> the ones in like breath of wild have little eyes and i don't feel bad their enemies it's fine well, i think there's like a degree of separation because first you have to collect the item and then you have to do something to turn it into potion rather than just you scoop it off the ground and drink it 
Yeah, that's true. It would just be kind of like drinking their blood. Maybe yeah. that's what the teen rating is for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really excited because I found like a sparkly chew, but I didn't mm-hmm. know what it was. There's like special chews. I can't remember what they're yeah. called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's one in like the cave and I was super excited, but that I didn't know what it was. So I had to look it up. And then when I unpaused from the menu, it had been too long and I couldn't, I couldn't scoop up the goo. I know. I was so mad. I was like, <laughs> oh, I had one chance. This is my one opportunity with a sparkly chew. <laughs> I'll never get the goo. <laughs> I lost the goo. I lost the goo. <laughs> it's okay. You get fairy tears from uh, Giovanni, which do the same thing. It's the special mm-hmm. shoe, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Yeah. But I was excited about that. Anyway. <laughs> um, you've got the slingshot. What we're talking about. Oh, oh yes. Items. Yeah. Magic. Slingshot. Um, which... Magic. I don't... Did you guys use very much? Because once you get the arrows, no. it's like... Not really, yeah. Yeah. No. No, it's kind of um, like the slingshot that you had as like Kid Link, like you get it at the beginning and then you need it for a projectile, but then after yeah. you get the arrows, it doesn't really matter. Well, but at least then whenever you turn to a kid, you go back to the yeah, slingshot. Yeah, you still use it. Yeah. Okay, you have to. So whereas here, That's it's true. like, I, I, don't, I don't know. If you like open the treasure room at the end of the game, like some of them have like, you know, rupees and then some have like items, you get like arrows and bombs and stuff. And one of them has like seeds. And I'm like, why the fuck are you giving me this now? <laughs> I'm not going to use my like, slingshot don't... against Ganondorf. Ganon. I think like, they don't even really do anything to a lot of the enemies mm-hmm, after like that mm-hmm. part of the mm-hmm. thing. So it's kind of like, why would you even? Yeah, yeah it was mostly used for um, hitting those spiders on the vines. Oh, yeah. Before you get arrows. So The Skullchilla 2.0. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I forgot. Oh, yeah, the spiders on the vine. You need the little spiders. Yeah, the, yeah. the bald yeah. skullchillas skull or whatever. Skullchillas, yeah, whatever. Small they are. Yeah. <laughs> You've got iron boots as the next item, um, in no particular order, but <laughs> next that I'm talking about, um, which work pretty much the same way as the Wind Waker. They're like you equip them on your C button or whatever button you're using, and you toggle them on and off. But these are made out of iron. I guess mm-hmm. like the previous ones, but there's uh, sections in this game where uh, you're They're on magnetic. like magnetic, yeah, you're mm-hmm. on magnetic fields, yeah. and yeah. so you're iron. Boots. That was cool. Yeah, 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 it's a very neat addition. Um, I like how you spin around in the magnetic thing. We didn't talk about the <laughs> magnetic field. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. Visual design, but yeah, like how you put them on and it's like whoop whoop whoop, and you like vortex up to the yeah. top, which yeah. is pretty cool. <laughs> um, next item that you get that's. The fishing rod, which you've seen in Ocarina and Majora's Mask, uh, usually mm-hmm. just in fishing zones where you can fish, but now it's just a thing you can do pretty much anywhere. I read mm-hmm. that you can throw it out at Ganon during the final mm-hmm. fight, and he'll be like WTF, and then you can hit him, but I didn't have success doing that. Oh, really? <laughs> I that's, just read that. That's in the... hilarious. Yes. Mm-hmm. I read that in the Zelda dungeon, um, what's it called? Like walk. Yeah, he'll like, stop and stare at the... <laughs> at the fishing rod and you can get a free hit on him so were you able to do it because i wasn't able to i didn't try it. but i've seen people do it so. okay that's hilarious anyway yeah something something to try next time you fight again mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah i wasn't able to get it to like distract him long enough to be of value even it, i don't think he even moved his head but i was like what do i do <laughs> anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently you can do that so it has one use other than fishing <laughs> you've got arrows uh which yeah. every game you gotta have arrows but um, they do a <laughs> neat little thing where you can fee- combine items. So you can combine um, bombs with your arrows to shoot bomb arrows, which is a very neat uh, addition. 
Um, there's also an item called the Hawkeye, which is, I guess, pretty similar to the telescope in Wind Waker. Um, yeah, and but you, you could can... attach it like a scope. Yeah, mm -hmm. to your bow. Your, and... your sniper rifle bow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was the only way that I was able to do probably like at least half of the levels where there's like people archers shooting at you. Mm -hmm. So I was pretty good at the aiming in this game. I got one of the birds like in the Palace of Twilight that was flying around like from far yes. away. I was like, ooh. Yeah. yeah, well, if you have the Hawkeye, it's a lot easier because you can <laughs> watch I've never, time. I forgot and to then... buy it. And so like the couple of times I could have used it, I was just like, I'll just try it without. Mm -hmm. So I got pretty good at aiming. I think I died in the one part. I got really annoyed. I can't remember if I died, but I was really struggling in the outside of the Arbiter's grounds where you have to shoot them before. Oh, yeah. Or the other, like, Bulbins come. And so then I left and got it and went back. So, mm -hmm. But I was so, I mean, it's still pretty good. And also, like, we were using the, did you use the Wii Remote? Because you it has the motion thing mm. to control the aim oh yeah yeah something. yeah oh sorry not the Wii remote the Wii the Wii U the game gamepad pad. yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah the gyroscope yeah aiming. yeah so you can point it which mm -hmm. if there was something that I knew that was coming up that had like a substantial element of aiming like when you have to use the double claw shots a lot or whatever then I just used the gamepad for that yeah. and mm -hmm. it was a lot easier also the um the battery doesn't last long enough <laughs> for, for long playing time <laughs> yeah. i believe the bomb arrows originated as a glitch in one of the 2d games there was a game yeah i think it was linked to the past where you could equip mm -hmm. the arrows and the bombs and if you press both buttons at the same time you would get bomb arrows yeah yeah and i remember mm -hmm. using it but i can't remember which one it was it was one of the t or, like games is either that or link's awakening probably link to the past could have been. yeah yeah it's one of the older but it's ones it's not then... frequent yeah. yeah, but that was like an unintentional kind of exploit in that game, and they, they made it official in this game. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And then later, in like Breath of the Wild, you can have like bomb arrows that are just like, yeah. you don't have to attach bombs to them, they just blow yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. The bombs in this game are pretty massive, so the idea of him just like tying it to the end of an arrow and shooting it is really funny. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> True. And then there's the ones that like work underwater that have like a little shark face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny. There's another type of bomb, but I can't remember what it's supposed to do. Uh, yeah, it's like those little it, scuttly dudes. Yeah, it moves forward. Oh, it's like a bomb chew. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I see. Except I, see. I don't think it climbs; it just goes forward until it hits something. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. I see. Yep. So those and are the bombs. Yeah. Oh, um, what were you saying, Kayla? I was saying they're basically those little bug guys from the first dungeon. Oh, that too. Just, oh, just you can carry oh, them in your yeah, pocket. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, you get uh, three bomb bags, uh, up to three bomb bags in the game, and you can carry different types of bombs. A regular bomb, which oh. is regular. You can get a, uh, a water bomb, which works if you have your iron boots and you're at the surface. No, the bottom you're of the... underwater. Yeah. yeah. So you can't do it while swimming, but, but if you are standing with your iron boots underwater, um, they will yeah. go up. And then bomblings, which are those little scuttle things, you drop them and they just move forward until they hit something or blow up on their own. I didn't realize you could get multiple bomb bags. That makes way more sense because mm -hmm. I was like, mm -hmm. I don't want to come back here all the time, be changing my yeah. bombs. Like, yeah. I got the water once when I went to the water, like Temple, uh, Temple in Lake Hylia, yeah. but like that I changed them back and didn't change them ever again. Mm -hmm. I think so. the I think the Goron that's stuck in the volcanic rock gives you one. Yes, oh. that's where it is. Yeah. And I can't remember where the other one is. This game was like one of the first games I played where I didn't increase my wallet or 
quiver or bomb bag uh, size, and it was fine. Increase my quiver. I did one. I think you have to play that star game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I did do that one. Yeah. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was just I was like to have the bigger quiver because sometimes I get mad and just like repeatedly shoot arrows when I'm missing. So. I'm just <laughs> I just have really bad aim, so I hit yeah. the bigger quiver. But I don't but think this I time you you didn't need. Yeah, it. I don't think I would have needed it. The thing is that this game had a lot of. This game had a lot of. Like, even in the room, the fight room with Ganon, there's, like, a bunch of pots on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, it was kind of, it was easy to refill your items, so it wasn't a problem mm-hmm. for me, at least. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think I, I ever really ran out of, uh, other than bombs, uh, at, I ran like, of, early, uh, Water Temple, yeah. I think, where you use them all the time. Because you can only have 10, you can, you can only, yeah. you can carry less of the water bombs, too. Like, yeah. you can't carry 30. So I think the anyway. last really returning item is the boomerang, but it has some nice upgrades. It's now a gale mm-hmm. boomerang, so it has a little tornado effect, which brings items to you, uh, lifts things up in the air, um, and um, puts similar out fires. To, puts out fires, <laughs> yeah. Similar to Wind Waker, how you could target up to I think it was five things in that too. You can target five things, but mm-hmm. instead of it being automatic when you hit a valid target, you can select the targets you want to target. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a neat addition and actually very, very helpful for something I'm going to talk about later. Um, <laughs> well, there's multiple times where you need to target things in a very specific order, so mm-hmm. it's yeah. helpful. Yeah, and so that's all the returning items. A lot of them have uh, some nice upgrades and things that you didn't have before. Um, well, mm-hmm. I guess there's, there's also the horse call, which calls the Pona, which is similar to some songs that you've had in the like past. Like a bonus song. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's just an it item the same that does only too. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I forgot to mention that, but yeah, it's the same song. Yeah. Um, you get that way too late in the game. Right? <laughs> well, you can just find, run for like five minutes and find grass to call Epona. Why would you need mm-hmm. to call... Or just turn into a wolf. In the fucking middle of the game. I just Personally, I just turned into a wolf. I just ran everywhere. Mm-hmm. Or you warp. Like, you warp, and then if you yeah. can't, then you turn into a wolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I rode a pony when I was like crossing the fields because they're nice and spacious and fun to run around mm-hmm. in. They are, yeah. mm-hmm. But uh, anywhere else, it's definitely really fun. Yeah, it's, it's good, fun. It is just inconvenient to call her. <laughs> controls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that you can just crush enemies with your mm-hmm. horse feet or whatever. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to fight. I'm bad at horseback fighting, and then I ran into one accidentally once, and I was like, Oh, hey, look at that! <laughs> I didn't have to fight. <laughs> like they knew they like how she's more of like a draft horse in this game like she's bigger and mm-hmm. bulkier and like the first thing you see her do is like carry a bunch of firewood back yeah. to the village so it makes sense that she's I that heard... kind of horse I think I also read in Hyrule Historia or like some article about the development of this game that somebody one of the producers or whatever like went horseback riding and realized the scale of like a horse and stuff and how big they are mm. so pona in this game's scale is so much bigger than like if you look at like um majora's mask or whatever yeah like, mm. i yeah, think her tiny. design is just I'm more more realistic majora's mask mm-hmm. so it's like a little pony mm-hmm. relatively yeah. speaking which is cute yeah. but in this game she's like a fucking horse you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a like a horse horse mm-hmm. and ganon also has like a giant horse yeah um later in his fight too but anyway yeah i think those were all the items that were in there in some yeah. form before but there's a, a bunch bottle. of new ones like the spinner yeah. oh yeah, yeah. but yeah uh, the, the fairies the... yeah 
They don't stare at you like in Wind Waker, though. <laughs> yeah. You don't get to shove any princesses in these bottles. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of really cool new items. Um, there's the ball and chain, which is... <laughs> I didn't realize it's Pretty enemies badass. that you fought before. Um, the I don't remember if they had a special name, but um, in 2D games, there was always... Well, often oh. one of those... Mm-hmm. And I think right. what the mini boss. I think they're called there, ball and chain soldiers. It's called oh, a ball yeah. and chain. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And and the enemy I th- I think you fight for that mini boss is I guess a 3D version of it, which is really mm-hmm. cool. Uh-huh. Um. A neat little like uh, callback and all that. Um. It's a fun item. It's very big and heavy, and it's definitely got it weight is. to it with uh, with how you use it. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um. Then you've got the claw shot, which is similar to the the grapple hook, but um, towards the end of the game, you get a double claw shot where you can use it while you're already holding on to something else. It's kind of interesting because it's like a, a grappling hook and a, a hook shot because mm-hmm. you like target things like a hook shot, but then you can raise and lower it like the grappling hook, but then you can't really like swing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind yeah. of like an interesting yeah. mix of both of them. Yeah. yeah. Then when you get to it, you turn into Spider-Man. Yeah. You're like, wee! <laughs> Go <laughs> climb, swing on this thing, swing to that thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is yeah. like Spider-Man. <laughs> and then you got the spinner, which is a giant Beyblade that you ride. And um, <laughs> if you... It is a giant Beyblade. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it's, it's a little slow, except for the little notches on the walls. where It's it in the track. In. Yeah, if yeah, you go on a yeah. track, you go really fast, and it's nice and cool. But you but... can still spin around the room and, like, fling it and hit stuff, like, spin it and yeah. hit stuff, yeah. which is kind of fun. Yeah, you can still I, I wish we got to use that bit. more. But... Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that and the double It's a little bit uncontrollable. Fun, but... yeah. yeah, yeah. I already said it, like, three times, but I really enjoyed the boss where you use the spinner and you spin up the wall and, like, bounce mm-hmm. out and hit the boss. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, yeah that whole... Everything about both that set. was fun. Yeah, both halves of that boss are really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the you hit the you hit the skeleton like you hit the spine. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's all the zombies and you can just like bounce off of them, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it turns into like a little <laughs> pinball game for a bit. <laughs> I was scared, and then I was like, "This is the best." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really fun, but you also it's like gear, like you put it into stuff and then spin stuff, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it's like it has, it has a lot of uses. Like... You'd think they would have. Found yeah. more ways to use it. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you have to go get the Dominion Rod, which is like, you know, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, it yeah, the Dominion Rod is similar to uh, the Command Melody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of Wind Waker, except you move the worse? same way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a one. And you worse. Move... <laughs> oh yeah, worse. Yeah. <laughs> you move the same way that. Uh, so it copies your movements, so you're both moving at yeah. the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, Which got really obnoxious sometimes if you were the wrong distance away from the Yeah. yeah you statue. have to, like, really pre-plan where you're going to, like, possess the statue from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing is that you can just, like, crush enemies with it, which is yeah. great. Like, you can mm-hmm. crush through gates, and then you can just crush... I can't remember what annoying fucking enemy it was in the... in um... Was it the Beemos? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could just crush yeah. them with the statue, <laughs> which is pretty great. Best I like innovation. smashing all the spider babies. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, That yeah. too. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. spider babies. 
spider babies were like al- would alternate between running away from you and then attacking you which was also really fucking annoying because you couldn't mm-hmm. just yeah, like i think yeah i think they like ran away if you were facing them but they would come up from behind and attack uh-huh. you okay that's what yeah, seemed to be happening be like hunting them down trying to swing attack you know a bunch of them at once and then it's like really difficult mm-hmm. i did like a what- spin on the spinner and spin attack them sometimes yeah so that fun. was good um what I did was when when I was kind of close, I would Z target and then just use my claw shot and like yeah, it would be really too. fast to get them. And since you're if I'm holding the Z button, it automatically targets the yeah. next one. So that one was pretty yeah. easy to just mm-hmm. go and yeah, I would just pick off a bunch a few... with the bow and arrow from a yeah. like higher platform. <laughs> yeah. But then when there was uh, <laughs> so annoying, a few left. It was a bit more annoying. Yeah. Oh, and then you can't put a princess in a bottle, but you can hold on to Oko. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> in your pockets yeah. yeah you can take she could be a princess we don't know yeah. that's true we don't know <laughs> there's a lot of lost princesses out of their worlds yeah in this she could be a princess of the so. sky people and... yeah <laughs> could be and she just is the pharaoh's wind <laughs> right chicken people uh, um <laughs> yeah the teleports yeah, you out of the wind. dungeon and you can come back and return to the, that area again the creepier version of Freud's wind <laughs> yeah and also Feroy's Wind, you can use... Can't you use it... No, I guess... Do you have to use it from outside the temple? Like, can you walk in and then use Feroy's Wind, or does it reset at the beginning? I forget. You have. You can't use it outside the temple. You have to walk into the temple. Okay, so if you walk into back. the temple when you have Uku, then she just meets you at the front. And I was like, well, what was the fucking point of using you? Anyway, whatever. I was really mad. Oh, no, that, that's the same way Feroy's Wind works. It just takes you oh, back okay, to that so. same room. So that way, um, you don't have to go all the way through the dungeon. Uh, yeah, but like, so what happens with you, when you use Uku or Oko or whatever is you teleport outside of the dungeon, like uh-huh. out of the entrance. If you turn around and walk back into the entrance, then she's waiting for you in the entrance to the dungeon and not in the room where you left her. So it's, well, but, it's only for warping in and out. But I forget if Roy's wind. Doesn't Oko Jr. stay there and you teleport to Oko Jr.? Is that not how that, uh, I, I didn't use I it. No, Oko supposed... Jr. stays in your pocket. Yeah, I think I you're thought. supposed to use him from outside the dungeon. Oh, yeah, weird. I think you have to be outside. To the room. Yeah. Weird. Feroy's Wind, I think you can use from a different place inside the dungeon, but I could be remembering it correctly. Yeah, you could use it wherever from the dungeon, and it would take you back to that room yeah. that you used it in in the first place. That you used yeah. it in. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. But it is similar to Feroy's Wind in that it lets you set like a quick warp location inside a dungeon. Mm-hmm. But yes, theoretically for leaving and coming back. Yeah. But if you leave and then save and then like start the game again and then and then go back, then you would be in your quick save place mm-hmm. wherever Uku was. Do you think do you think that Uku is a character or an item? <laughs> Questions. <laughs> both. Or both. Both? Yeah. Both. Sure. I never I never used her as an item. She was more of a character in my game. Just one yeah, that in my pocket a lot. <laughs> I, like I said, I used to, I used her once and then walked back into the dungeon and she was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, I just, I wanted to go back to that place. I was like, never mind. <laughs> so other notable upgrades are the Zora's armor, which um, lets you right. swim. Uh, unlike Ocarina of Time, where it's just a recolored texture, uh, same model, just recolored. This mm-hmm. one actually has a very nice aesthetic upgrade he's got like a little mask and chain it's mail little different shoes yeah. yeah i love the design and, like, of the zora armor mm-hmm. it's cool yeah. it's cool um and yeah i like uh, how the little like 
thing comes up over your face when you're underwater. So it's like some kind mm-hmm. of like actual way it functions. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. One thing though, and I didn't re- I didn't bother to check, but I don't know if it's true. You move so slow swimming underwater with the Zora armor. <laughs> um, well, you can... You, if you hold A and swim, it's definitely not as fast as like in other previous games, but you can hold A and swim. But if you just like tap A to swim, it's like you're swimming on the surface but underwater. So you have to... It's like a little bit confusing. It's another like Twilight, another Zelda game with like weird swimming controls. So, so yeah, you, if you move faster swim, if you tap A? You hold A. Uh-huh. You tap A, it's like... If you tap A, it's like swimming like you're on the surface. So, like, his one arm, like, swim, that's really slow. Uh-huh. If you hold A and then point the stick in different directions, that's how you swim fast. It took me a long time to figure that out. I... See, I, I did that, but I feel like if you tried from the surface, and you know how, like, you could press A to oh, but dash if you're... Um, on the surface uh, with with your, your normal clothes, I feel yeah. like that is faster... If just going like maybe a horizontal I distance, know. I feel like that's faster. I don't know. It than felt slower on the surface armor. to me. Really, I, I don't it felt slower on the surface. But like the only time you really have to swim underwater, like is when you're in the in the dungeon, like in the temple. Yeah, and it's I mean, kind of it's like a... a small space, and like you have to you have to go. At least the room that I'm thinking of is the one where it's like the maze, and you can't walk across the surface. Like you have to go through the mm. bottom and stuff to get there. But a lot of other places are kind of like the room if you were on the surface or not, if sort of irrelevant. But there were a couple of places where you like had to swim, swim. The, on the surface, you still have Link's like silly swim where he like puts one arm out and like drags back mm-hmm. or it's like, what what stroke are you trying to do? Like, <laughs> yeah. Link like doesn't know how to swim with, <laughs> without the Zora armor. So I don't know. <laughs> Suddenly imbued with the power of swimming with the Zora armor <laughs> on. <laughs> Getting the Zora armor was funny where you go and like you have to go to the grave or whatever. It's like, do I want this? I don't know. <laughs> Is it okay? <laughs> yeah, so you get Zora armor and it's substantially different instead of just being just a different color, like an Ocarina of Time, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and then there's also the magic armor where um, you equip it and you start draining rubies and. Uh, even more rubies if you get hit, but you take no damage while you have rubies to spend. That, did that item exist before Wind Waker, when, or did they just uh, have Wind Waker? No, Wind Waker was the first iteration. The first one, of it. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, another another interesting thing is, like other games, there's heart containers, which refill, which gives you a, a brand new heart and oh, yeah. pieces of heart. Which um, after you complete a heart, it does the same thing. But in other games, you need four pieces to make a heart. This game, you need five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder um, what, what's up with that? Because like, wait, well, you don't really get heart containers in Breath of the Wild, so. Well, you get shrine. Well, you get the shrine thing, and there's four, and you need four. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know about other games that we haven't played yet, but like most of them are four, so I don't know why they went with mm-hmm. five for this one. It's very odd. yeah. I just I wonder because I, like I mean they... it's it's a huge map. I think to, yeah, to I fill think it they up wanted to have more heart pieces out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they want a lot you to of dungeons end up have like two. Or mm-hmm. three in them. So, mm-hmm. and then another uh, interesting thing is I don't think it matters anymore. But in the HD version, there's v- Meverse stamps where you can post messages <laughs> yeah. using special characters. Very so important. Have... Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's another collectible in the game. I don't know if they those replaced other things or those are just new chests and places that 
You can I think some replaced them. them. I don't know if they all did. Um, those are annoying, though. It's like that was a terrible tell. reward even back in the day. And then, like, less than a year <laughs> later, the Miiverse shut down. So now they're completely useless. Oh, was it that quickly? Less than a year? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, this game came out in 2016. The Wii U came out in, like, 2013. Yeah, it's or... pretty 14, yeah. so it's like later in the it's Wii pretty close to the end of the cycle. Wii U's life cycle which yeah. wasn't very long <laughs> yeah but yeah it was annoying every time you open a big chest and be like oh is it a heart piece and it's a freaking Miiverse stamp yeah it's like yep, you got yep. the Hylian letter J I'm like great <laughs> great <laughs> they should have I feel like they should have like color coded the chests differently because they mm-hmm. have like small item chests big item chests big key chest so they should have put like items that you need like keys and stuff in the big item chest and then put the fucking weaver stamps in the little wooden ones like yeah it because like it would be nice if you could tell from far away in the room if you needed to get it or not because if you look at the map and like you want to get all of them then it's like i just need to know if i need to do i really need to climb over this thing climb up this waterfall we're gonna do the slip and slide down the bottom you know to like get this item but no yeah it's kind of annoying i wish it was easier to tell from the outside i guess that's like the point but it's a fucking stamp, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. At least the character ones had some kind of cute art, but all those, like, highly in alphabet but ones. Who cares? So stupid. <laughs> I'm not going to be sending stamped messages that are just like, hello, in highly in stamps. <laughs> <laughs> Were there other items that you wanted to talk about? I feel like we talked about all of them. No, I think that's everything. Okay. Justice for the spinner. <laughs> bring right. back the spinner. Bring, bring it back in mm-hmm. Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> There's a bunch of, like, weird-looking machines in the trailer. Maybe we'll bring back the spinner. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although, like, you don't have a lot of... You could, like, hop onto little spinner rails to travel between <gasps> chunks of the sky or whatever. Breath of the Wild, like, doesn't... I mean, there's a bunch of items, mm-hmm. but there's not, like, item items. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah like, like, there's there's mm-hmm. equi- weapons and shields and stuff, but, like... Yeah, but there's nothing... not, like, items <laughs> that you have to mm-hmm. go to it's place just, and earn. It's just the few... Um... Maybe if you get different kinds of spinners like you got different kinds of shields <laughs> different beyblades <laughs> yeah they got different <laughs> different properties well i was thinking you could for your beyblade you battles you could earn it like you have to earn the uh like the paragliders oh, yeah okay. or whatever mm-hmm. yeah like there's a, there's a couple like item items and in breath of the wild and like the chica slate's technically an item or mm-hmm. yeah the little yeah maybe they can make it a new chica rune it like makes a little yeah. glowy it's spinner it, for it gives you. you a spinny thing and then you stand on it. Great ideas. Nintendo mm-hmm. hire us. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Not like the game's almost done and whatever. Here. <laughs> what about the next next game? Yeah. They'll have, they'll have to make another game someday. <laughs> anyway, if they're almost done with this one, that means they'll have to start another one soon, so it's actually the perfect time. <laughs> <laughs> what other is there other, are there other gameplay things that you wanted to talk about? You talked about swimming. You talked about all the items. Um, I, I, I at some point I want to talk about my critiques of the game, which <laughs> I think now I'd be a good. Well, because okay. I, I really I I remember not loving this game when I was younger when it came out. Hmm. Um, so I was expecting to not enjoy this game as much as I did. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was excellent. I also thought it was um, excellent. Yeah, I mean, I, not perfect. Um. But like I think you know the the gameplay was fun. It had uh, the combat was interesting, especially with all the the scrolls and stuff that you could learn. Um, the There's music, also... the visuals were really nice. Like like and it being an open world or not open world, but like 
the the map was so big and open mm-hmm. in a lot of areas it was very it was very good mm-hmm. um what were you gonna say i was gonna say the combat in general is very interesting not just the sword fighting is really cool and fun but also just like the variety like having to you know do like a shootout and um mm-hmm. the lo- hidden village and like you know like being able to use your scope and then like some of the you know like forcing uh, well there's like horseback combat in general is completely different mm-hmm. than like so you have all these different methods of fighting as well which is very different than all the other games like i guess in yeah. i guess in wind waker you also had like sea combat where you could like y- use mm. your cannon and stuff mm-hmm. but like yeah i felt like generally speaking there was a ma- huge variety of combat and also just yeah. interactions with game elements so like i kind of i think i've talked about this but like you could warp you can run you can like mm-hmm. you turn into a wolf you cannot turn into a wolf you can like sword fight you can shoot things you can like uh, you have to get minna to move stuff you have to mm-hmm. there's like all the sort of like contextual things like we had in in the like we're there in ocarina of time like the pushing blocks and pulling stuff and doing yeah. all these sometimes you spin sometimes you use your like your items and whatever and i think my i i think i gave this critique earlier which is just like there's like so much stuff that you can only experience it for a very short period of time so like you don't use the same items over and over again like you use them yeah. in one place to solve like a puzzle and then you move on which i don't really have a problem with i just think that that's kind of like it's like a little bit of a it's like a, a loss to the game like it's not really yeah. not a critique but just something that's like it would be cool it would like you created all these cool items and you only get to use them one time <laughs> like it's not mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. not a critique but sort of a a missed opportunity i guess yeah yeah but the overall i really enjoyed this game i also didn't like it that much when i played it the first time i think it was kind of like the creepy vibe after cuz i really liked wind waker um mm-hmm. and it was still it still gave me creepy vibes <laughs> this time but mm-hmm. but like overall i really appreciated like i think also because i played ocarina of time sense and so like i appreciated the evolution of ocarina of time and how great ocarina of time was because like i felt very accomplished after finishing ocarina of time and i felt mm-hmm. also very accomplished after finishing twilight princess so there's it's definitely a game that has some things that i didn't enjoy and whatever but overall i can see why it was so i can see why people were like really excited for it and why it's so it was so like well received at the time and why it's like the second highest selling Zelda game um out of all the Zelda games. Yeah, it's got kind of a slow start, I think, which Yeah. Like when I first started I was like, Oh, this is gonna be a drag, but it's like once you get past I think the first dungeon it like really picks up and doesn't really yeah. slow down. So yeah. once you get all the tears of light, I felt like that was after the that was like the tipping point for me. Like once you clear all the twilight you have a lot more flexibility. Like, I think that's when you can also start turning into a wolf around the same time in the game is when you can start turning into a wolf whenever mm-hmm. you want. Mm-hmm. Once you have that and you have a lot of the items, you have a lot of, and like, you, you're not necessarily on like a set path. You have like a lot of options and where you go. And like, I could, if we, if we weren't on schedule, I could have seen myself doing, exploring the world a lot more and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is definitely one of those games where I'm really sad that I didn't get a 100% it. I, <laughs> I had a lot of fun. And I you would can play it anytime like, you want. You I know, but yeah. um, this one I'll probably play again. I, I just won't have the time until we're done with this podcast. No, <laughs> no. Back, so. 
Yeah, probably like not. even just after after you get out of the like or Ordon Faron area. Yeah, that's it like true. opens up quite a bit, and like the dungeons get really interesting. Like they start introducing like neat elements that aren't just like oh this is a Zelda dungeons. Like you got like the magnetic <laughs> stuff in the gold cool. mines and you know, yeah. the cool stuff in Arbiter's grounds and mm-hmm. like, Snow Peak the- Temple being a house house yet he's yet he's guiding you around and stuff it still had like all things where you're like oh like i go into this room and i have to move the blocks around or like there's still like all the Mm -hmm. like zelda puzzles that are the things that i really like like when you go into a dungeon but then yeah like the Mm -hmm. dungeon themes were kind of fun and different they were a good Mm -hmm. evolution and you're right like pharaon even the pharaon like the temple in the woods like the temple's fun it's just more basic it's very zelda it's like Mm -hmm. yeah what you would expect it's exactly what i would expect you leave this and you're in this wood the woods and then you go into this thing and you're like oh mm-hmm. yes the woods temple yeah, is like, where yep, we are this is yeah this is the forest <laughs> we're in the forest yeah. temple yeah. yeah like i've talked before about how like i'm not like a super big fan of the dungeons in zelda games mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i enjoy them but i'm like usually more into the like overworld explanation ex- yeah. exploration but like these have some of my favorite dungeons in the series that we've had so far mm-hmm. like they were just like yep. aesthetically interesting and fun to move around in and even like the structures of some of them are really cool like some are very you go back and forth the same room a lot and then some of them are super linear like the tower not the tower of the gods what's it called uh the temple of time it's like one way path yeah (laughs) it's a tower of gods it's the tower of the gods it's just (laughs) in the in a it's hidden so it's the temple of time but yeah so Mm -hmm. like you go when you go through there it's like it's super linear like you go one way out and one way down which is also yeah. interesting because most Zelda dungeons aren't like that. And then some yeah. of them are like you go like the the Arbiter's Grounds, there's a lot of variation. Like you can go through the one, go to the side first or go up and then you go up and then you go, you know, go through, switch mm-hmm. the rooms around so that you can go through different places. There's a lot of like returning back and forth to the same place, mm-hmm. for example. I think the Goron Mine one was fun too. Don't normally have to fight things while upside down that was a new perspective yeah i think yeah typically in a lot of the games you get like really cool items towards the end and you're like oh this is a really cool concept it's fun but like they had that throughout the entire game where you you they did creative things with the items like the iron boots yeah. with the magnets mm-hmm. even the gale boomerang having the gale effect i think was a nice little like oh okay that's a mm-hmm. you like the lo- the the rooms where you have to like flip up the tiles because there's the worms yeah. inside of it like right it's it's got stuff to it which i think mm-hmm. um gra- gets your attention earlier on which i think a lot of mm-hmm. games don't do actually most well. of most yeah, of the items the iron boots to... is like such a clever thing in this game because it's like you're so used yeah. to it at this point if you've been playing zelda that it's like oh it just makes me heavy and sinks to the ground yeah. so yeah. like having it be a magnet magnetization yeah, thing cool. and you stick to the ceiling and stuff i think most of the items have more than one mechanic so yeah, like the iron boots make you heavy, and then they like stick you to stuff. So they make you heavy on the ground so you can stop things. They make you heavy in the water so you can go down. They make you heavy where you can like pull the dragon down, and they stick you to the wall. So it has more mm-hmm. multiple like methods of play. And then same with like mm-hmm. the gale boomerang is a weapon. Like it'll stun stuff. It'll pull things to you. It'll put out fire and it'll create wind. So it's yeah. like that's like four weapons from Wind Waker. Because you have, like, the mm-hmm. Deku leaf that you flip to make wind. You know, you have, like, torches. Or, sorry, not torches, mm-hmm. but, like, whatever. You can put out fire in with 
whatever. I think water. There's sometimes water and stuff that you can put on fire. Or yeah. you have to start fire, but whatever. So, yeah. It's, like, even the items that you, like like you said, that had, like, an expected way of using them, they also have, like, other things that you can do with them tactically, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, my critique. Oh, the, what's your like, critique? <laughs> yeah. I, I think um, the one thing... My my biggest critique, I think, is although it's beautiful, uh, the the aesthetics and the gameplay, I think, clash a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's well, because like I, it's a very beautiful game. I yeah. l- but I also feel like it's very dark to the point where like everything kind of looks the same. <laughs> um, like in in Hyrule Field, especially right. It, yeah. it, it's so hard to get your bearing nothing because there's just hills everywhere like it's so dark there aren't really anything that's a very unique feature in most of the area and playing as a wolf for a lot of the like going to a new area they basically guide you by you find a scent you follow that scent um and and between the large open areas of the different parts of Hyrule Field, there's a bunch of very long, narrow, single path corridors that lead to them. And the first time you travel through them, you have your scent on, so you don't even really see where you're going. And then afterwards, you've you've traversed it as a wolf, you've gone your fast. I don't know, just there isn't a whole lot interesting there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if they had made those load zones instead, um, or or just shrunk it down together, it would have been better. Just because I feel like I don't know there there's weren't a whole lot in those areas, and it took a lot of time to go through. You're very cramped. You can't see because there's these high walls around you. It looks very similar, I think, to all the other corridors in the area. And like, I think that there's all that hills maybe partially because of that. So when you're in an area like any any parts of the bigger area there's a lot of hills and things that just i don't know it, it it's hard to to sort of get a very good view of anything unique it's just i think yeah is that i understand what you're saying it's definitely difficult yeah. in hyrule field specifically to have like to learn landmarks mm-hmm. like I, I relied on the map a lot i feel like yeah that's related to what you're saying like yeah that was it's kind of funny because that was my critique of ocarina of time was like it's fucking dark at a turn of my screen literally dark and then also Mm -hmm. like i mean it's hard to say because if you compare technology like it it's incomparable basically between like the wii and the and the n64 but even then hyrule field was small and I mean, it was large and repetitive, yeah. relatively speaking, because like you have the similar textures and whatever, and there's a mm-hmm. couple of things you can do, but it's mostly just empty. But I guess I the 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 one thing that was nice about that is that you had a few landmarks, like you knew where you were by looking around. You could easy, either see the ranch, you could see the you river the from Zora's domain. Yeah, you got the castle, you've got the cliff by um, Gerudo. So like, right, it, there was always something unique about where you were. Like, oh, I'm on this this side of the map, you know. Whereas I feel like in Twilight Princess, there wasn't anything as uh, clearly notable mm-hmm. in a lot of it. Um, like there were certain parts where you're like, oh, yeah, I, I've recognized this part. I know where I am. 
but then you move away from it and you, there's nothing else to sort of guide you by where you can like once you're you're you, you that's out of view you're now lost again you know yeah that definitely sort of feel like when we played ocarina of time i could figure out it's like okay you got to go to the castle now so like i knew how to get from wherever i was to the castle in this mm-hmm. game if i had to go and like so i just warped a lot when i could yeah once i could but like if it would be like go to the zora's domain or it marks off a point up in the zora's domain like when you have to go to snow peak and i was like i don't fucking know how to get here like i kind of mm-hmm. know where the path is but like i'm not really sure like i don't remember from the space from like the zora's like main space how would i get down to this path like i don't know so yes it i agree that it was a little bit difficult to navigate some places were easier than others but like i remember specifically struggling to get to snow peak like not in the snow part but in the overworld part where you've technically been before yeah and then yeah sometimes being in hyrule field was confusing like there's technically a path that you take which is like the other way around when you're taking the um the cart to kakariko village so mm-hmm. it's technically marked off on your map and i remember going through there and i was like i don't fucking remember this oh right this is like the little cavern where you go through before yeah. but like i was like am i at the end now and i look at the map and it's like oh you have like three more bridges to go so it was like yeah, yeah it was a little bit hard to there are some landmarks but it's a little hard like the the mini bridge in that one part of Hyrule Field is one of the landmarks, but like mm-hmm. yeah, you it's hard to see the castle from every angle. It's kind of hard to like, and the castle has like three or four different places around it. So it would be like go to the south side of Hyrule Castle and be like, I don't remember what that actually looks like. There's multiple entrances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's kind of it's like I don't know. I think it makes the game more immersive but it does make it a little bit difficult to navigate so at least that was a problem that i had personally so i can see what you're saying Mm -hmm. yeah um and then i mean i think that's the biggest issue i I mean the wolf was interesting and fun but i thought it was fun i don't know yeah it's just and i think they like force i mean like they used it's integrated later on in the game so you're not just like a wolf during the twilight part also Mm -hmm. like yeah so unlike some of the like items that we talked about where you just use them like one time at least you become a wolf later too and that's fun like yeah you have reasons to continue to become a wolf yep yeah um i mean that's about it i think um okay and then oh, oh one last thing about gameplay that i thought about is there are a few unique moments where so the, the two that i can think of off the top of my head are in the path to our Arbiter's Grounds, you can ride those boars. To charge with it, you have to, yeah. Um, and that's a bit interesting, like just sort of, it's similar to, to horseback riding, but then you start charging mm-hmm. and Link is holding on for dear life as <laughs> the boar <laughs> yeah. crashes through. Um, and the other one was the, when you're a wolf, getting to Zora's domain, you can call the twilight bird to yeah. pick you up and you have Carry to do that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so those are two definitely unique aspects of the gameplay where it plays very differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I know of any other ones that are like that. But oh, we kind of talked about Zelda at the end. She helps you in the fight, which is cool. That part. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so apparently, uh, I learned this from watching one of the speedruns. Um, 
people were complaining a lot about her bad aim. <laughs> but Ganon's, um, it's Ganon's all over the place. It's not her. It's Ganon. Well, what it and is, you have to target actually, her better. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's she shoots in the area of your control stick. Oh. So, yeah, so you're controlling yeah. where she shoots. You have to pretty much be right so behind him to hit him. So, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, if he's off to the side and your control stick is to the side, she'll shoot to your right and you can hit him that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have to be right behind him necessarily, but you have mm-hmm. to, to guide point him. at him. Um, yeah. That's good to know. Speed runs. All right, speed runs. <laughs> wow. Let's, um, I don't know if I'd normally do this, but I'm going to start with the times. Okay. So, I'm intrigued. Um, this game has three different versions GameCube, Wii, and Wii U. Mm-hmm. So, there's three different sets of, of times. Um, so, I'm going to try and go through just like maybe one and two uh, for a couple of them real fast. Okay. For the GameCube, any percent? Uh, two hours and 50 minutes, 53 seconds by Bewilderbeast <laughs> one month ago. One month ago? Um, yeah, that's a really recent um, record. Is that like um, substantially different than the one before? Or do you think it's just like an improvement? Uh, uh, no, it's uh, so uh, second place is by Demon. Um, it was 11 months ago. And it's uh, 13 seconds slower. Okay. Two hours, 51 so, minutes, and six seconds. Probably like the same so, I mean, tactics. Yeah, I mean, but but that, that 13 seconds is not that that much time in a two-hour, almost three-hour run. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, um, we can do it. <laughs> and that was 11 months ago. So, okay. um, oh, shoot, which, which glitch was it? There's a glitch that was recently discovered about a year and a half oh, okay, ago. So uh so that's two hours and fifty minutes, two hours and fifty-one minutes um for the GameCube. For the Wii, it's three hours and twenty-three minutes by okay. N and D. Uh seventeen days ago. Wow, that's also really fast. And by that you mean like three months <laughs> whatever, four months ago. Because we'll be releasing this in like February. Yes, two, that's three true. months ago. It's December um, for the record, I guess, for people who yes. are <laughs> um so three hours and twenty three minutes fifty four seconds. Uh Habreno one year ago has three hours twenty nine minutes thirty seconds. So that's six minute difference, just hmm. about five and a half minutes, six minutes, somewhere around there. Um so that is that is a huge jump. Although mm-hmm. third place is three hours and forty minutes, which is uh a full ten minutes behind second place. Hmm, okay. Um, so people are. I think the GameCube version sense. is run more competitively. I think so. Hmm. That might be why it's a bit closer. Is that this one is just not as? Yeah, the we uh, there's only 19 rank, uh, submissions so far. Okay. Hmm. Um, with two of them being 13 hours and 15. Wow. Hours. <laughs> okay. Oh, but those are eight years ago. So I mean, yeah, you know, very very old runs. But, um, yeah. Uh, and then let's do a hundred percent. Oh, Bewilder Wheat Beast <laughs> 17 days ago, also. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, so 17 days ago. Wait, what happened? Hold on. <laughs> there, well, no, the webpage I'm using has a GameCube and Wii 
um, I can toggle between them for the any percent, but for a hundred percent, it doesn't let me do that. Oh, it's both of them combined, so it doesn't differentiate between. Oh, the two. okay, I see. Um, so seventeen days ago, for a hundred percent, it's six hours and seventeen minutes. Uh, by Bewilderbeast and De- uh, Demon in second place, uh, also about a year ago, mm-hmm. six hours twenty-two minutes and thirty-eight seconds. So five-minute difference. We. Uh, the first we score is by Andy, uh, seven hours and thirteen minutes, twenty-four days ago. Okay. So that's um, about an hour, about yeah. uh, about an hour slower than the first place, but yeah. Okay. And then yeah, about yeah. Um, there's an interesting category called no save and quit. <laughs> so it's just you can't use save and quit for any reason. It's three hours and five minutes, which is surprising. Isn't it faster then? Than... It's it's two ten minutes slower. Slower. No, fifteen okay. minutes. Fifteen minutes slower. Okay. Um, which is crazy because the oh by demon um a year ago. God, it's busy. <laughs> um. <laughs> because for the GameCube version, there's some very interesting glitches that you need you to save and quit, quit for. Yeah. Which I'm surprised that it only saves 15 minutes. <laughs> so for the HD version, any percent is three hours and 14 minutes. Okay. Similar. Um, yeah, about uh, 25 minutes slower than GameCube any percent. Um, okay. And then, oh, but that's by Delighted a month ago. And Onaku has uh, second place in six months ago for three hours and 15, so 10 seconds slower than first place. Okay. And then Delighted also has 100% at seven hours and 18 minutes. And what was uh, GameCube? GameCube was six hours and 17 minutes. So that's about an hour slower still in the Wii U. So Linkus, uh, he's a speedrunner, one of the two speedrunners I watched for the Wind Waker speedrun. He actually did a series or, or uh, a video on Twilight Princess speedrunning. Just bas- he basically commented on like some of the strategies. So it's clips, so you skip all the not the, like the boring stuff, the things that aren't really anything in particularly useful, other than like just mm-hmm. moving well and things like that. And showing really just the the major tricks and stuff that you need to know to to speed run. Um, so that was very uh, helpful. Um, he does a great job commenting on a lot of things. Um, I liked him. So you can check it out on his YouTube channel. So he did the GameCube version, and then I watched Gymnast, who I think was the other person I watched do the um, the hundred percent run on Wind Waker. I think I definitely watched one of his his. Uh, runs and uh he did the hd version um it was very similar um there weren't too many differences other than the beginning but there are some differences so let's <laughs> get started one of the first things you do is uh you start the game is you don't even go to ordem village you immediately make your way to um Farron Woods, and there's a gate that you can't get through. You pick up a rock, and you put it down in such a way that um, you 
clip through the great gate and you're on the other side of the gate and then you fall down into there's a bridge that you can go and you fall down and you void if you press the reset button the same time that you void out the game freaks out and takes you back to the title <laughs> screen okay um and the title screen is actually just a default save that the game has with Link having beaten the first two dungeons and it plays a sequence from that load file. So it loads you there. Um, and now you're... So it, it, you're still... It still thinks you're in that save, uh, your, your first save file, but it loads the title screen. Um, and then if you void out again, because you're in the title screen, if you press like start or a, it's going to load up the file select. If you void out again, you can pause and save. So you do that and you skip the first two dungeons. You now have the boomerang, you have bombs, you have, um, the, the fuse shadows from. (laughs) It just gives you all the stuff. Right. (laughs) Classic. Another interesting thing is the speedrun utilizes all three save files. Basically, you can do this glitch and load a different file. It loads you at that location with your old file saved. Um, next thing you do is you go in and you try and get the iron boots from Orion Village. And that's where you save another time. You then go to Hyrule Castle to meet Zelda. And you save after leaving Hyrule Castle and talking to Zelda. And then you save another time after entering Faron Woods after obtaining the Master Sword. So those are the three saves. Is this like the hundred percent or the any? This is just this is any percent, yeah. Okay. So it doesn't matter if you like beat the bosses or whatever. You just get the items by going through yeah. the thing. Okay, I see. Let's take a moment to talk about some of the major gl- glitches. Okay. One of the most important things to know is in the game when you do a jump attack, either as a wolf or as Link you will jump a different distance based on the target's location. If an enemy is close by mm-hmm. or you're not targeting anyone, you'll do kind of a short jump attack and you won't go very far. If the enemy is farther away, you'll jump further. And I think if the enemy is high up, you do a jump attack and you go really far. Mm-hmm. Or if they're over a void, um, so just a, an, a bottomless pit, you'll also jump really far. So one of the things you, you you're always considered targeting your boomerang when you throw it out. So if you throw the boomerang and have it above you, you can do this really long jump from pretty much anywhere. Hmm. So a lot of the skips in this game require you that you that you use that really long jump to just go through gaps you're not really supposed to go through. So that is what you're going to do most of the time when you have to go somewhere. Um and because you can target multiple places, there are some places where you 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 shoot your boomerang at one target and then move it to a second target, and you just do two jump attacks really quick to make very precise jumps um, across two different gaps. It's pretty cool. It's it's I, I recommend watching the mm-hmm. speed run. It's very entertaining for some of the reasons like that. So mm-hmm. that is a big thing that you'll be seeing, and that's called a long jump attack. <laughs> yes. Like a Mario long jump. <laughs> yeah. Another important thing to note is 
a lot of cutscene triggers are what they call ground triggers, which means if you step on a certain area on the ground, it will activate. Mm-hmm. But if you jump over that, you skip that trigger and you do not have to watch the cutscene. And if there's any special event that happens after the cutscene, it does not. Happen. I was wondering about that because this game has like a lot of cutscenes. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, the other thing like, is that most cutscenes, like... most cutscenes you can just skip. You can just press start and you skip. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, there's like a, um, a way to skip. There's a, a few cutscenes that are mandatory to watch, but most of them you can skip. Oh, I think I'm slightly mistaken. Cutscene triggers oftentimes <laughs> are in the air. A lot of other triggers that are like item based, like you need a certain item in order to to pass this area. So like in the very beginning with Midna, uh, if you try and leave uh, Ordon before you have a sword and shield, she's going to say you need a sword and shield and turn you back. That is an item trigger because you don't have the items necessary. You don't have some sort of status necessary to at, to to go through. So there's something that's going to block you. Those are typically mm-hmm. on the ground. Cutscenes oftentimes, but not always, are up in the air. Um, and so you can jump over. So even if you try to jump over, you're still going to trigger them. Mm-hmm. But you can skip them. So, But you can skip them, yes. Um, you enter the Twilight Zone. <laughs> and you go ahead and you get towards the uh, temple, the forest temple. And there's the spawn of the Twilight Shadow things where you have to beat them and you get the teleporter. Mm-hmm. If you uh, position one of those shadows just right, they will be higher than you. And if you do your charge attack, I think, you're going to jump really high and you're going to get uh, over the little wall that's there. I can go over the barrier. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, you go over the barrier, but also... You're now on a wall you're not supposed to be on, and there is a visual block te- texture that shows, like, you know, trees or stuff that blocks your vision of the mm-hmm. skybox, basically, right? So you don't see, mm-hmm. an inf- like, the sky and all that. But that's not a physical barrier. So you can jump right through that and land right at the entrance to the Sacred Grove. <laughs> convenient so one of the very first items you get that you actually pick up not you cheat to get is the master sword because you go through the sacred grove Mm. you get the master sword you get the master sword now you can change from human to wolf anytime you want pretty much first thing Mm. in the game that's convenient so you leave the game and you load save two just so you can void out quickly and uh and go back in time which is the where you hit the reset button at the same time as you void out. So if you press the, uh, a button, you enter the title menu. But if you void when you're in this this mode, right, where you load a game, but if you void out and press a button at the right time, you can void out and load a game, which will load the save of a new load, but keep the position of the old one. So since the title screen has you at Ordon, uh, oh, at uh, Elden Bridge, you load a new new file uh, with all the com- accomplishments, but you stay at Elden Bridge. Hmm. Because you haven't beaten the boss, the the uh, King uh, Boblin, Boblin boss, mm-hmm. that triggers that boss fight. But if you void out and do this again, and so now you're, you, you're in that save, you go 
back in time, you void out and load another file. It, the game thinks that, okay, you've all, you're in a boss fight, but now your position is at a different place, so you can go around and it doesn't care because it thinks that you've, you're fighting a boss. So you go into the first dungeon, and because the game thinks that you're in a boss fight, it's like, oh, you've saved all the monkeys. <laughs> you skip some more ground triggers, and you're going to head to the water temple. But, um, so you know that there's that gate that you um, you have to open when you take Ilya back to Kakariko? Yeah. You can skip that. What? I didn't have to do the stupid fight with all the... T- no, um, and it's really easy. Thing. As a wolf, Damn. you just jump attack it, and it starts shaking, and you can just side hop, and if you time it right, because the gate is swinging one way and you're hopping another way, uh, just the amount of time, space that you get both move, it's just going to put you on the other side of that gate. Uh, right? So, so easy. <laughs> then you can clip th- through uh, a pillar that, that right through before the water temple. You, you use your iron boots. You go down towards the, where the water temple is. There's a pillar that's like close to a cliff in, the, in that little crater under the lake. And you can position yourself, clip through it, you're out of bounds, and you can just swim to the loading zone of the water temple. Uh, you do not have the Zora tunic yet. Hmm. You do the entire water temple without... How do you... Doesn't the water temple fight happen underwater? Yeah. Like, can you do that? Yeah. So you can just do that without... Oh, actually, you just... I, I misspoke. You get into the water temple, you do some good uh, jumps with the boomerang, Skip a lot of it, and you get the claw shot. And you... <laughs> yeah. You then unlock the Zora domain portal. Um, you do the little bird flight thing. There's a certain spot yeah. where if you, instead of bonking into a wall, you clip out of the of the map, and then you don't even have to do the whole, like, avoiding the pillars <laughs> and the things shooting at you. You just, you're out of bounds, and you can go straight to the, uh, to the load zone to get out of there. Interestingly, is the game does not actually check like the load zone isn't a specific like area of the map it's a specific height um so if you go up high enough oh, the game it'll automatically trigger you loading so you don't even have to go towards the 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 very end zone like and clip back in and or anything like that oh no it's a z position which is not height it's distance so you just have to go straight so you don't um the the map is like a lightning bolt kind of shape maybe or like a zigzag but it's diagonal so you don't have to go all the way like to the right side of the map you start on the left you go towards the right you can just keep going straight once you get out of the out of bounds so now you teleport back to kakariko you we can't teleport directly yet you, you you're at the gorge but the bridge is still out because you haven't come back to Faron and teleported the bridge and for some reason, they don't do that. Instead, what they do is they go to the tree that's between the the on the cliff that that's through the gorge, break a grass, I think it is, um, to get a ruby to spawn. You use the boomerang to put the ruby to to lock on the ruby and put it onto the gate that's up there, and then you jump attack onto it. Um, hmm. And normally that gate has a, a certain bo- a, like collision box or whatever that makes you just roll off the, the side that you came off of or something. But because hmm. you he, they haven't picked up that kind of ruby yet, it starts that animation where he picks up a ruby and he looks at it. 
and that gives him just enough time to roll and it puts him on the other side of that get the the fence and now he's just on that side by the cliff and he can walk to to the uh, spot where he can do a long jump and just make it all the way across there crazy <laughs> at some point you do a map glitch and so what happens is you call midna you try and teleport but right before you you hit the a button to teleport to the location you can unplug your controller um holding d-pad right and z and uh yes. you have to plug it back in i don't he didn't quite explain it very well but some some combination of of doing that and what happens is is in the short period between when you start teleporting you call midna and interrupt that and you can t transform into a wolf so the game has already loaded you starting to teleport out so now your hitbox is strange so it will not consider you to you cannot load a new spot so you cannot void out if you fall off a cliff you're just going to fall infinitely you cannot load a new zone so you can't go in through a door you can't like leave the town you're in to load like the next overworld area the one way to get out of it is if you start a cutscene that loads you somewhere else then the game will load that cutscene and it'll teleport you where you're supposed to go. So you do this to go um, to Snow Peak. Uh, you normally need that fish. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it. there's a certain zone where if you don't have that fish and you don't have the scent, it just warps you out because you don't... Like the, the storm's too difficult or whatever. You do this and now you can't void out. You can just go where you need to go. You go right before the loading zone to the next area, there is a howling stone. Hmm. So that is how you load the next area. You play the song and you load to the cliff where you howl with the, uh, the, the red wolf. I didn't know this. You could just walk back. You don't have to howl. You can just turn around and leave. <laughs> um, so you do that. And now you've loaded okay. back in. You're no longer in that map glitch and you're through snow most of snow peak you just need to do a little bit further get to um the yeti and do the whole snowboarding thing <laughs> there's no way to skip that no not that um it's fun come on <laughs> it's like fun i'm just joking yeah so <laughs> in the hd version you can't do a map glitch instead what you do is you go close to the loading zone and there are wolfos that spawn and you can basically try and manipulate them they attack in a certain way, and it's very it's very precise on your your position, the wolfos position, and the timing. So it takes it may take you a couple minutes, but it'll still save a couple minutes to do it this way. And mm -hmm. you can basically get it just right. You can uh, uh, the they're going to spawn a certain way where you can jump attack, and you can go around that load zone that spawns you out. So you don't have to get the fish and all that, because that you also, for most, you don't have the fishing rod anyways. You skip that um, in the HD version, possibly in the GameCube version. I don't remember if you spawn with that or not with the glitches that they've done. So you go to Snow Peak, and the only reason you need to go to Snow Peak is for the ball and chain, because the one phase of Zant that uh, imitates the Belitza fight, you need the ball and yeah. chain. That is the only time you need it. 
Um, there is one other thing where um, in the fight with Zant, where he's on the totem poles imitating the, the monkey fight, if you swing the ball and chain, it's faster than rolling to knock him off. So you can also do it there too. But um, hmm. it, if you didn't already have the ball and chain, it wouldn't be worth it to go get it just for that. you know. So really the only reason you need it is for the Zant fight. Uh, that one phase. So in Snow Peak, the very first room, you can take a left and there's a gap and a treasure chest with a heart piece in it. And you're supposed to go through the entire map and then blow it up or something and fall down from above. But with a long jump attack, you can skip that gap. And because of the way that ceiling is programmed, that is a one-way wall, so you have to blow it up before you fall down. But you can... There's a, a spot for you to hookshot up, because that's how you're supposed to get out after you fall down, is you hookshot back up. And you can do that even without breaking the floor. So you skip a lar large part of the, the map to get to the main courtyard area. There's one of those ice golems blocking the road to the ball and chain night. Right. And all you do is... Um, you make the golem face one way, and then you quickly go around him, get hit, so you get you take a bit of damage, but now you have some invincibility um, while you're recovering, and you can jump attack, and then he'll push you through the door. So now you're on the backside of the door, hmm. and you just press A to open it. Link tries to go the right side to the door and open it to go where he already was. Kind of funny looking, but you fight that boss, you get the um, ball and chain, and you move on. You go back to the water temple. You don't have arrows yet. So instead, you can upsee and um, look at a where you want to go. Quickly, you throw a boomerang at a bomb that you've picked up, and it'll basically have the same effect. Hmm. Clip into the water temple. You can clip into the boss room, basically, skipping the rest of the water temple now that you have the, the claw shot. Uh, you have water bombs, uh, which you're going to need for this boss fight because... It's Morpheal. You have no Zora tunic. Right. So you sink to the bottom, and you have about half a second of air left before the boss start fight starts. But thankfully, that cutscene refills your air. You have to one-cycle phase one, <laughs> and then the phase two starts, but that does not refill your air. So the way you do it is you pull out a, a bomb and like at the same time you pause and unequip your iron boots, you will be holding a bomb and floating upwards without the iron boots. And you have to wait like half a second. But if you let go, the game thinks, okay, you cannot be holding a bomb while swimming. You're not at the bottom. You're at the top. It refills your air. You don't teleport to the top. It just thinks you're at the top and it refills your air. So mm. now you have a full tank of air to or full lung of air i guess to fight <laughs> more fear you can hook shot it like normal whack it and then you're gonna have to basically sink to the bottom do that again to refill your air you hook shot more feel you whack at it you have the chance to take a risk um because immediately afterwards you can claw shot uh if, if right as you let go uh you do your final whack you can Z-target and claw shot, and if Morfield goes, I think it's like straight up or right, you can your hookshot will ha will 
sit land and you can attack. If not, if it goes down or left, you will miss. And you will be really, really tight on air. Oftentimes you may end up killing yourself that way, but <laughs> it saves you a lot of time. You must beat Lake Bed Temple because Midna must get sick. Hmm. Basically, because of that, you need to talk to Araru. Yeah. Uh, so that he gives you the instruction fire to launch you into the Arbiter Grounds. So that's the only reason you need to beat Lake Bed Temple. Uh, once you're in Arbiter's Ground, you go through the, the desert the, the normal way. And once you're in the little camp place, you can do the map glitch. And you can get up on like a cliff and you can jump attack off of a cliff into a place that doesn't actually have a collision zone. So you jump attack and you're moving slightly forward while not voiding out. And thankfully, going all the way up and all the way down is the loading uh, trigger for the fight in the pig pen with uh, the King Boblin. Because of just the, the positioning and all that, uh, that loads you back, gets you out of map glitch. No, you're not out of map, map glitch, but it puts you where you're supposed to be. You fight the boss, you get on the little boar, and because you charge, that's a cutscene that loads you into the next zone. So because the, that cutscene is there, you're not stuck with the map glitch. You do Arbor's Ground, nothing in particular. Oh, in HD, you doesn't allow map glitch. So instead, you get on, uh, you, you climb on some tents, get onto the fortification, get onto the roof mm -hmm. of the tent of the pig pen. And that also spawns the trigger, so you do that fight. So you can skip a lot of that area, too. Hmm. You can skip the first Poe in Arbor's Ground. It doesn't check for the first one. It just checks that you have the last three, because it just assumes you can't get the second one without getting the first one. Hmm. So you beat the, the, the three Poe's, you get into the next zone, and you can skip the majority of the dungeon, because when you enter the next zone... To the left is a pit of sand that is preventing you from getting to the boss key. And you need the spinner to cross it normally, and that's how you get back there. But as a wolf, you can keep jump attacking to not sink. And then you can make your way on the outside, turn into a, back to Link Link, and just climb up, get the boss key. You're now in like the very end where they expect you to have the spinner. So you just work your way backwards, and you can pick up the spinner really fast. Do the boss fight. You can one-spin the boss by uh, a specific set of... If you just do one, two, three, instead of hitting four, uh, you just time it so that it repeats the one, two, three hit. He'll be stun-locked, and you can just keep hitting him until he's down. Uh, oh, no, that's the mini-boss. Sorry. The boss-boss, you do something similar. At least in the HD, I don't know. They didn't. I don't think they showed the um, boss fight for the GameCube run because I don't know if... I don't know. He just didn't add it into the video. But if you roll five times at the very beginning, get onto the pillar, you can knock the stall head off of um, immediately so you don't have to go all the way up and to and like hop side to side and wait for him to hit you with your the fires and all that before you knock him down. You can beat him pretty easily. And now you have the 
teleported to Arbiter's Ground with the Mirror of Twilight and the Spinner. And you can now skip the other two dungeons. Uh, you don't need to do the rest of Snow Peak, and you don't need to go into the Temple of Time at all. Because you can go into the Shaman's uh, basement where the cannon is, and you can position yourself just right, turn into a, a wolf, and you'll clip through the, the stone thing that you need to move with the Dominion Rod, and you're right there with the cannon. Can you... You can move it from inside? Well, yeah, so you teleport the cannon out, right? Um, oh. But if you try old Minna and tell her to warp you out, she's like, no, sorry, we can't warp right now. If you just open the map and try and and, and like turn on the portals and, and warp through the map screen, you can, and she'll take the teleporter with you. <laughs> um, so now you have uh, to fix the cannon, and you go into City of the Sky. In the HD version... They patched it, so you can't do that skip the same way. You just go to the other side of the the um, the statue, and they didn't think this was possible. But as you mentioned, the Wii U gamepad has a button to just transform to Wolf Link and back. Mm -hmm. Speedrunners use it because it's quicker. You don't have to call Minna, talk to her, have her transform, and just instant. For some reason that if you call Minna and have her tell, transform you, you will go through that stone and, <laughs> and it'll clip you through. If you just press the button on the gamepad, it will not. Okay. So I don't know if they just only tested it using that button and didn't realize that it's different. I don't know. But for some reason, there's a difference that way. And now you're in City of the Sky. It is apparently very easy to speedrun, or at least to, to, to get started. I actually, because I thought I didn't have enough time to beat the game, I did most of these. Oh. They were uh, two of them I weren't able to do, but a lot of the other skips I was. Um, when entering the city in the sky, there's that main room with the fan spinning up above, right? Right. For some reason, the trigger to turn that fan on is right by the door into that room. So if you are as a wolf, you can open the door from a distance far enough that you do not trigger that fan. <laughs> like from outside right, you're a yeah. wolf yeah <laughs> um and so you come inside and that fan is off that's like the whole half of the first half of the dungeon <laughs> right then right then go um to that side where there's the key but when you go back the way you came a dragon comes by and burns down the bridge right yeah yeah you can skip that loading zone by uh hook shining a p-hat that's uh right there and then if you angle yourself not not perfectly like it, it's there's some leeway but you wait for the the wind to start and you jump attack and you land on the railing and you skip that cutscene. so now you don't have to circle back after getting that key so you skip like the first third and the second third of the dungeon pretty much. you then go get the double claw shot and this is the the one glitch that i was not able to do there's, I guess, two different ways to do it. In order to enter that room, you're supposed to claw shot one of those little balls up on the ceiling with your iron boots. It'll open a gate or something. You fall in, and you start that boss fight. If you immediately roll with your iron boots, or I saw the other one, he did a, a series of four slashes, and then you turn around... You can then aim and get the claw shot uh, 
thing on uh it's behind the gate but you can still there's like one pixel where you can hook onto it and it'll take you through and you can get the double claw shot without fighting that boss Hmm. um once you have the double claw shot you can save and quit and because they didn't want you to save and quit after the dragon broke down the bridge to get you back to the beginning um it spawns you back at that bridge and you can go back into the main room instead of starting back at the cannon um it's just a bit faster and you can then make your way to the boss key and to the boss fight you're supposed to turn on a fan to spin these pillars to go across a great void into the next building if you claw shot those fans or those i don't know um whatever they are and aim towards the very top of them you can just grab onto it and climb onto the very top of it instead of like hanging on waiting for it to spin and claw shotting the next one so you don't need to turn the fan on you just do that twice now you're on top of a fan and then there's another one that's perpendicular and you can do set your boomerang to go do two two boomerangs uh jumps to get all the way across it's a very neat trick it's very cool looking there's a lot of other ones like that throughout the run, so I recommend watching it if you find that stuff interesting. But um, I think that one is a very notable one because it's just a very big jump uh, across a huge field, and like it's very neat. You get to the boss. The boss is uh, there's no RNG, so you the boss fight is the same every time. So you should be able to get pretty much the same time as everyone else because you can manipulate him to to be where you want to attack as few times as possible, something like that. You have the final piece of the Mirror of Twilight, which is all the game needs for you to fix the mirror. In the Palace of Twilight, there really isn't anything that you do special. So that one's a pretty normal, you just go through it as quickly as possible. In Hyrule Castle, there's a couple places where um, there's a cutscene that starts, it it forms a barrier, you have to kill all the enemies to move past it. What you can do is if you jump attack or roll, skip the cutscene and move to the side, you can beat the barrier and skip like two or three of those fights. You go through the rest of the castle pretty much the same way. Fight Ganon, game over. Wow. Yep. Oh, there's two other things that I didn't mention. I didn't put these in order because these are from the HD run. Unlike GameCube version, you can't do the um, back-in-time thing to skip the first two bosses. So you have to fight Diababa, the first boss. So in that fight, what you can do is you can boomerang to get a bomb to you. Um, And so you get two bombs that are next to you first, and then you send the third bomb to, to finish phase one. And then you can, instead of waiting for the monkey to grab a bomb, you can target the bomb and then target the the side faces and or no start target the main face i think and you can with those two bombs finish the second phase without needing the monkey to bring you a bomb because you just have them saved over from the first phase before the water drops them under and all that and then the last little tidbit is um in most cases if there's a double door opening the right side of the door is actually faster than the left side. <laughs> just like in general. <laughs> yeah, just in general. If you try and open a double mm-hmm. door from the left side, it's a, a little bit slower. Probably not by much, but, you know, it'll add up. The HD version has frame buffer, uh, input buffering. So if you're in the middle of a cutscene or something and you hold uh, an input, 
on the first frame that you're able to, it'll put that input. So if you hold forward an A um, as Wolf Link, when you teleport, you will instantly start dashing um, the moment, uh, the, the quickest time possible. So apparently, I think, I can't remember. There's two things that skips a bunch of time. I think that skips saves you up to two minutes of just from just doing that consistently um, over not like the old versions where you can't do that and other things. It saves you about two minutes, I think. The other thing is there's two ways to play the HD version, uh, digital and physical. If you play on a digital, the game is loaded onto your console, so it loads faster, and that saves you about eight minutes of loading time. I may have gotten those two numbers mixed up, but one way or the other, you can save a total of 10 minutes through those two things alone. Ooh, wow. But yeah. So that is uh, all I got to say on speedrunning. Uh, it was very entertaining. There was not as many differences between the HD version and the GameCube version as I was expecting. Just because I think... Well, actually, now that I think about it, the, the Wind Waker was similar. You basically had the same glitch. You just had to do it slightly differently, and it made the made it very similar in how you played uh, the speedrun. But yeah, anyway. Oh, sorry. Wait, there's one last speedrun thing I forgot to mention. So there is a low percent category of speedrun, which is you try to beat the game as fast as possible by completing as little of the game as possible. The low percent speedrun for Twilight Princess is the record is, I think, 15 hours. So the reason this happens is whenever you pick up an item, right, and Link looks at it, um, so whenever you pick up, like, a, a key item, or in this instance, a rupee that you haven't picked up before, during that animation, every time it loops, Link's position moves very slightly backwards. Mm -hmm. So because you move so slowly, and maybe your hitbox is different when you're in this animation, you can skip through a bunch of barriers and physical barriers even, I think. You stare at a ruby for, I think, about 12 hours of the speed run <laughs> uh, just to get through these these places that you just need to skip through. And you can, I think it was like eight items that you have to get throughout the entire game, and that's it. And you can beat it that way. Do we have anything else to talk about? I don't have any other things to talk about. I thought it was a good game. It was really yeah. fun. The speed drums are impressive. I'm impressed you can finish this game from like 50 hours to like, or 40, 45 hours to like three hours. Mm -hmm. Where's everyone putting this one on the rankings? <sighs> I put it below Wind Waker. So for me, it's still Wind Waker, then Twilight Princess and Majora's Mask. Then Ocarina of Time, then everything else. Don't make me rate my children asking <laughs> who's my favorite. Come on. It's a really good it's part game. of the gig. You it is. Do it. <laughs> yeah, you have to do it. Do you think it's better than Majora's Mask? No. <laughs> I Okay. I, I may find it better than Wind Waker. I don't know. It's, it's so hard. Well, your ranking, according to my list, is Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time, Wind Waker. Uh-huh. And then Minish so Cap, right? Yes. So do you think it's better than Ocarina of Time? Or do you think it's better than Wind Waker? Hmm. Is it actually better than Ocarina of Time? I mean, my opinion is that it's better than Ocarina of Time. <laughs> I guess, like, you wouldn't have this game. It's hard, because, like, you wouldn't have this game without Ocarina of Time. However, yeah, like, like I... Ocarina of Time on steroids, right? <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, I think it being newer. It's everything that Ocarina of Time had, but better. Yeah. Yeah, I like 
I respect Ocarina of Time more than I like it, I think. Yeah. I still like it a lot, but... Genre defining... Yeah. And, like, console interaction defining game, for sure. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you can still... You can rank things better than Ocarina of Time. Yeah, well, I just don't know if it's, like, nostalgia. That's sort of the reason why I, I you refuse can tie to it. You tied Ocarina yeah. of Time with Majora's Mask. Although yeah, I'm, maybe I'll I'm, tie it. I'm breaking that ranking today. Oh, okay, you changed your mind. Yep. <laughs> I finally decided okay, to split well. them, so... While Cosm is contemplating, I'm good. <laughs> I'm ready. So mine now is now Wind Waker, uh-huh. Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, Ocarina of Time. Uh-huh. Okay. That's basically mine, mm-hmm. except, well, mine is, yeah, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time, which I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. I definitely think Twilight Princess is better than Ocarina of Time. I think where you mm-hmm. fall between Majora's Mask and Twilight Princess is a little bit, that's mm-hmm. tougher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Twilight Princess is like is the like epic sweeping fantasy story that Ocarina of Time wanted to be mm-hmm. and was at the time, mm-hmm. just with the you know For sure. benefit of you know another decade or so Technology. of techno- technological and gameplay game design advancements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without the N sixty four camera jank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without clipping through the walls and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I th- I think it is better than Ocarina of Time. But, like, I just enjoy that game so much. Mm-hmm. You can enjoy Ocarina of Time. I know. Ocarina of Time's a great game. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I also enjoy Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Yeah. I still like it a lot. Um, I mean, it holds up remarkably well I would for play it what again. it is. It's, I just think the parts that it doesn't hold up so well are improved in Twilight mm-hmm. Princess. So. All of us have Wind Waker, Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, and Ocarina of Time as our, like, top four. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. just in slightly different order. And I think, like, all of those are legit. And I will yeah. play all those games again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, they're all, I mean, they're all games that if someone told me this is my favorite game of all time, I'd be like, that is valid. Like, Fine. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Acceptable. <laughs> so, Cosmo, yours is Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, Ocarina of Time, Wind Waker. I think so, yeah. And then Kayla's Wind Waker, Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, Ocarina of Time. And then mine's Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. Oh, Majora's Mask. So, but everybody put Twilight Princess and Majora's Mask over Ocarina of Time. I think and so. Wind, yeah. Wind Waker's the only outlier because <laughs> me and Kayla still like it best. Yeah. And then Cosm ranked it below the triad of <laughs> Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, and Ocarina of Time, <laughs> which I think some also sums up the Zelda fandom <laughs> in like a pretty clear way. <laughs> it's like, how do you feel about Wind Waker? <laughs> Zelda. It's kind of funny Waker, those three like, like all bundled together. All the they're all bundled together on the official timeline too. <laughs> Mm. they're it's because they're all good and they all mm-hmm. make sense i mean like i i enjoyed so far like the handhelds you know like the link's awakening and the oracles and whatever but they're like not the same like they're video games that are like you know like story wise i feel like they're different they're like cute mm-hmm. they're charming mm-hmm. so is wind waker to a certain extent but it has serious stuff but I feel like Wind Waker, or not Wind Waker, Twilight Princess Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask have, like, a completely different vibe yeah. that, like, the 3D consoles enable mm-hmm. really well because mm-hmm. of their, like, technology. Like, you can have a more immersive game on a TV than you can on a mm-hmm. handheld. Like, they're fun. It's just, like, a different type of experience. And so mm-hmm. I kind of think that that's why you have just, like, very, at least for me, they're, like, very, like, deep experiences, I guess, on the TV console games. Yeah. And more 
they're like a richer story a little bit as opposed to some of the like handhelds and stuff that we played mm-hmm. and like technology is obviously helping that because we also all rank like zelda 1 and zelda 2 pretty low but like you know there's just a bit huge difference between twilight princess yeah. and yeah. legend of zelda the <laughs> like it's between, like the a... between the nes and the gamecube <laughs> and, and wii is like you couldn't whatever. even fathom what that was going to be back in that day no <laughs> like yeah no like, if you went back in time and showed the people working on Zelda 1, Twilight Princess, like, <laughs> they feel yeah, like I you're mean, lying. I think, like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, like, Mar- Super Mario 64 is a way more, you know, substantial game than, like, Super Mario 3 or whatever, like, mm-hmm. Mario Brothers 3, like, that's just because of technology enables that, so the stories get richer and levels get richer and gameplay gets more complicated so like the mm-hmm. experience of playing games is just generally improved over time yeah. mm-hmm. so therefore they rank higher <laughs> yeah. but i mean they're all yeah great i mean the only they're one good. i have not enjoyed is zelda 2 mm-hmm. yeah and then i i got kind of bored of link to the past because i had so many questions yeah. mm-hmm. but generally speaking it was very good too like all mm-hmm. of them were all of them were fun and interesting games mm-hmm. yeah yeah. yeah, like I had way more fun with Zelda 1 than I expected to. It was an engaging game, even though it's very... Very basic. Yeah. Sometimes those, like, basic games are really interesting, though. Like, older older games have a lot of intriguing things happening, even though even though they're lower resolution or lower interactivity mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, it's just... Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for the, the classics. I mean, there's a reason people are still playing Tetris for hours on end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure. <laughs> oh, 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 my God. <laughs> well, speaking of Tetris, Tetris. Um, no, I I was playing uh, the Switch uh, N64 games. Tetris that, 99 that are out. or whatever. No, 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 because um, I was playing Mario Party because um, my brother came over, so we played that. Right. And one of the games that they have is Pokemon Puzzle League. Right. <laughs> and that's a game that I want to play again, which is, you know, same oh, yeah, game as Tetris. It's like, basically Tetris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like Tetris Attack, I think, where you... Because mm-hmm. you can, like, send little blocks over to your enemy and stuff. Right. <laughs> is it enemy? <laughs> Opponent? <laughs> Opponent. Your enemy! <laughs> no, Pokemon, they're definitely enemies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even in Pokemon Puzzle League. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Now that we've cleared mm-hmm. up our sack rank, I guess it's yeah. time. Uh, oh, actually, I do have oh, one yeah, more so thing. That I don't think we talked about is just the like. The, this game had a lot of instances of like really funny parts at like almost <laughs> yeah. inappropriate times. Like um, I agree. At, like the the whole Blitza fight after that, it was just yes. <laughs> like, and then I think Minna's just pure shock when the King Boblin gives you the key. Mm-hmm. It's just like, did, oh yeah, <laughs> he did he just talk? speak? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And at the end, she transforms and she's like, what? Am I like too like pretty or whatever? I can't remember exactly. She's oh, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. You're, you're speechless now. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really funny. I don't know. Um, she, she could say something like, oh, like, you know, she could thank you or whatever or something <laughs> anything literally anything but she's like what <laughs> what are you staring yeah. at <laughs> yeah. i think one of the funniest There's moments in fun any zelda one. game is when you beat armagoma and like he, do, he does his like dramatic sword sheath and then the little like baby version of <laughs> goma pops out and his like jaw just drops open <laughs> and, um... <laughs> 
Oh, like with and the little they, like eye that yeah, the lobs little, like, around still at the end. Of the fight. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> the one yeah. that you had to shoot at the end or whatever it is yeah, that you do at the end. Yeah, <laughs> the like goofy music That's playing while like just like stares at this <laughs> little eye spider wandering around. <laughs> oh, Link got shot out of a cannon again. That was pretty funny. <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Zelda games in particular are really good at the like comedy and drama mm-hmm. in the same mm-hmm. product. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and also same in like the dialogue with the in the city in the sky, where it's like oh, we don't have hands for. Oh yeah, oh I order these arrows. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's just funny that it's. I think yeah, there's definitely like a lot of drama, but then it's also a series that doesn't like take itself super seriously, even though mm-hmm. there's like a lot of drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it could easily be like very dark, but there's still things that are really funny and are called out as being funny mm-hmm. and weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I guess this is farewell, huh? <laughs> For now. <laughs> I really wanted to find a way to riff on the Twilight Zone opening at some point in my summary, but I couldn't. Because <laughs> you don't really go to the Twilight until, like, yeah. the end. So, like, you kind of... And that's, like, mm-hmm. the opening of the episode. So yeah. you kind of... Yeah, I don't know. There wasn't a lot of good farewell dialogue. Usually there's something poignant they say at the end, but Minda's like, anyway, bye, like, at yeah. the end. So... <laughs> they're like i don't think we should ever have met and zelda's like i think we should have and then <laughs> then they kiss like you're sweet but no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's like anyway it was nice knowing you and whatever but goodbye yeah. and then breaks the mirror forever so yeah it's like it's midna there's no way we're gonna get an emotional no <laughs> <laughs> goodbye there <laughs> zelda's like pretty poignant and whatever but mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> usually it's like and hold on to the light and like believe in yourself and we'll see each other again someday. That's like normally what happens at the end, but this time it was like anyway, the end or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The end on a in tiny text on a black screen. <laughs> yeah, I know. We were joking about the the last there's so many opportunities where they could have had like the end on so many other things, but then mm-hmm. I yeah, guess they had lots of nice just... like environmental shots and stuff. I know. I was wondering if it's maybe it's because, like, I think they do the credits and then they do the HD credits. I think, like, that's why I think all the HD credits are dark, like, are just black. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That That's my hunch. I didn't, obviously, didn't beat this game on the in the original version, so I'm not sure. But you would think there would be, like, a nice the end. But it's just, in the Wii mm-hmm. U HD version, at least, it's just, like, a black screen with the end at the end. Mm-hmm. The very, very yeah. end. And, like, not even in, like, a fancy font or anything, you know? No. <laughs> yeah, that was, like, Ariel. <laughs> On that anticlimactic note, join us March 1st for a hard left into Phantom Hourglass. Yes. <laughs> That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Going back to sea. <laughs> I'm sure. To the ocean and also cuteness. It'll be like a yes. completely different vibe. <laughs> you know, we did like Ocarina of Time and the Majora's Mask right after another. And it's like, oh, we're back. Here we are. Back in uh, N64 Zelda you know, mm-hmm. visual space. But now we're like switching consoles. This is a DS mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So now we're yeah. in the DS time we've made it to the nintendo's double screen yeah, time, time touch screens whoa <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking forward to this one i remember i remember finding it fun at the time and you know it's exciting to go back to wind waker wind waker world yeah i think the ds was also a well very well selling console and i think mm-hmm. it it was also novel so like nintendo had a lot of like the wii and then the DS also came out around the same time. Had these like kind of like innovative choices in their hardware, mm-hmm. and that on the DS it, there were a lot of games that were very interesting that used the touchscreen. 
<laughs> and it wasn't like you know like the 3ds had the cameras and stuff but like mm-hmm. it didn't really take off there are a couple games that used them but yeah the touchscreen seemed to be substantially used for a lot of games yeah i remember there being a couple of cool puzzles elements for on this in phantom hourglass use the touchscreen and the dual screen concept so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right well thank you for listening we'll see you for that on march 1st yay bye-bye yay bye yay yay <laughs> you gonna say goodbye <laughs> just yay i mean no okay <laughs> a fine bye all right all right <laughs> he's, he's just gonna destroy the mirror Casting the area back into twilight, turning Link back into his beast form and... Okay, beast <laughs> form is what he's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's sort, it was sort of beefed form, is what I <laughs> kind of said. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, yeah, the one for Twilight Princess is 11 volumes. I'm looking at it right now. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's quite long, so yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sound right. <laughs> um, oh, and that was released... What? This says it was the first... Okay, this is the most recent one. Volume 11 was released March 2022. So March of this year. Is that an ongoing publication? Wow. That's weird. Or maybe it just wasn't translated until now. But that's like so long. It's like two volumes a year. And then one volume in 2021. Mm. Weird. No, yeah, sorry. March 2022 was the Japanese version or like the original release date. It's not even translated yet as far as I can tell. Yeah, it looks That's like whack. Newer, anyway, newer the one. more you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first one's from 2016. Oh, yeah, so maybe it was after the... 2016 was when the Wii U HD version was released. Mm. So, yeah, it was <laughs> released in 2016 yeah. also. It looks like it's the same dude, though. Who does it? Maybe. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. There's not great enough time. Akira, Majora's Mask. Yeah. The Oracle Games, Four Swords, Minish Cap, Link to the Past, Phantom Hourglass, Skyward Sword, and Twilight Princess. I'll have mangas. Okay, yeah, it's literally it's guy, almost all so of them. Almost all the main releases. Pretty dope. Anyway, so mm-hmm. there's that. That's, That's interesting. What I, that I didn't get to Twilight Princess until now. You thought that would have been a yeah. Especially because it was so popular. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a theory about Zelda fans, <laughs> which is either like they fall into like multiple camps. There's like people who are like, I like all the Zeldas, and then there's mm-hmm. people who are like, I love Ocarina of Time. And I think that all the people who are like, I love Ocarina of Time, like, also love Twilight Princess. And I think that's, like, a very substantial subset of the Zelda fan base. That's mm-hmm. my opinion. <laughs> yeah. And Twilight Princess that's what is it seems a lo- like. basically a love letter to Ocarina of Time. It's Ocarina of Time 2.0. It's, like, yeah. what Ocarina of Time could have been if, like, it was mm-hmm. on the Wii instead of the N64, basically. Yeah. I think yeah. Zelda fans are, in the whole, are not unlike... Pokemon fans and their cyclical nature of <laughs> of how they mm. approach the games. Although Pokemon fans are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? That's like I love Pokemon Red and Blue, and then they're like, "Oh my God, Pokemon Gold is so much well, better." It's like Fuck every game that blue, comes out is then... the worst game ever, and it's done doing all these horrible things. Oh, yeah. And then a few, then you know, a few years later, the next game comes out, and it's the worst game ever, and people like the old game. And so... <laughs> like, well, I actually like Diamond and yeah. Pearl, and then it's like, okay. Yeah, and that's it's been like that true. since like Gen three. <laughs> it's so exhausting. Yeah, Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon people, it's like, it's literally the same game, and then every they find a way to hate every single thing about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I like, I just like Pokemon because they're cute. 
but they're always yeah. like, oh, the stats. Oh, I can't like make shinies anymore. It's like, okay, whatever. It's like, who mm-hmm. can, you know? I'm like, oh, I can't port all my Pokemon yeah, from these it's five like, old games. And it's like, <laughs> why do you even care? Anyway. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. It's like the most recent game apparently had some like <laughs> legit takes. performance issues and stuff. I heard but it's like I have trouble t- taking any criticism seriously because it's like last game you were shouting about ugly trees. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Which one, Arceus or um, the um, one before Sword that? Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield. Yeah. <laughs> I just want sprites. <laughs> like yeah. I just want to see the new Pokemon. I want a fucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Galarian Ponyta or whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know which game has the cutest Pokemon, and I haven't seen a good comparison yet for Violet and Scarlet, so I can't make a decision, because <laughs> yeah, I can't decide. <laughs> so there's no comparison yet. Last time I checked on the version differences, there was like three Pokemon listed in each one, and it's like, there's definitely more, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen it. Anyway, whatever, I haven't looked. I'm busy playing Twilight Princess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, anyway, that's my hot takes. Hot takes corner about Pokemon. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> Jeez. Plus, they release like whatever a bajillion games. There's like f- like four to six for every console. We get like yeah. one Zelda game every gen. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. chill, people, chill. <laughs> yeah, so much like Pokemon just, content. It's like just wait a year and there'll be a new game. <laughs> Maybe you'll like that one. <laughs> a new game to complain about. <laughs> there's been well, there's been Sword and Shield and Arceus for Switch mm-hmm. and and Violet and Scarlet. That's already five. That's like more, almost as many years as the Switch has been around, right? <laughs> if you said the Switch yeah, has, and not has even been out for remakes, six years, because there's been like oh right, like the Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee and, games and the uh, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes camera, and... whatever the fuck it's called, not Pokemon snap. camera, new, po- new Pokemon snap, snap, snap. snap. Mm-hmm. That's like that's nine games or what? I said eight <laughs> games. Relax. God. <laughs> Do you know Mario is the most popular Nintendo franchise, apparently? And then Pokemon. Mm-hmm. That's because there's Mario's for every console. But they make one. So chill out, you Pokemon people. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I'm all amped up because they had caffeine before this recording. Normally I record at night. Now it's the daytime and I'm mad. Anyway. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> Twilight Princess. That's my life. It's the daytime and I'm mad. <laughs> 